the salt of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought hope you ready to eat with everything going on in this nation we need some information and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics real people real columns think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to colin and the donovan because right, that's what, what's that uh-oh let's get ready And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, October 23rd, one twenty-eight p.m., episode 116. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports you can handle. The best part about the whole deal is all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information as always we are your hosts i am colin and i am donovan and coming up on this week's show we got an epic grab bag for you guys today we're going to be getting into everything from the reconciliation build build back better agenda whatever the hell we're calling it these days because it seems to shift every day uh, we're going to be talking about the strikes the labor shortages the shipping delays and backups we're going to be talking about Help me out here. Um, There's so much. I'm like, yeah, I want to hit the main one. Loudoun County. Loudoun County. COVID updates as per usual, um, which sounds like a lot, but most of these things are all very connected. So yeah. they'll kind of run in, in circles. It's a circle. So, kind of like last Yeah, kind of like last episode. It, everything was circular and it all tied back in together. Yes. So, yeah, everybody buckle up because we're going uh, – we're going black pilly again. I'm yeah. very sure. Um, we also, both of us, recently watched a uh, an appearance by Michael Malice on the Glenn Beck podcast, which is available for free on YouTube. Highly recommend it. We both watched that, so I'm sure we'll bring that up at some point. Um, and yeah, we got we got all sorts of magic happening in this episode. I want to first start off by as has become the usual there it is we're gonna go ahead and do a little shot skis whoa doctor <laughs> easy Colin. <laughs> ah there we go brown sugar bourbon that imitation bsb yeah look at look at the label there there we go yeah bsb of the organic or uh uh, uh the this one's from generic S- variety yeah yeah from st louis st louis i feel like they got a more og claim to the brown sugar bourbon than we do anyways but i wanted to start off the podcast today um with something i think we had maybe we just talked about it when we were talking with uh, john sadik earlier this week or afterwards but all these billionaires millionaires whatever the hell you want that have been going up into what i like to call fake space ever yes. since you know blue origin and virgin and spacex did their whole deal and um, the latest round of people included none other than the great and powerful William Shatner yeah. from the original Star Trek. And then uh, Mr. Sulu. I forget his. The George Takei. George Takei. He, uh, he got a little upset about it. But I wanted to Why ask Why did he you, get upset? Oh, because it's, you know, it's, it's the one percenters or... doing the shit, you know. Oh. And so I go, okay. We had a little conversation about this because there's a lot of different takes on these people going up there. Yeah. Um. And now I have a particular take on it that I'll share after you share yours. Okay. So how do you feel 
about all these rich people and the occasional like rando lottery winner if you enter some contest or whatever getting a ticket to go up into fake space and come down where 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 you at on that i mean i don't i don't particularly care you know, <laughs> because i just don't like who gives a shit like uh-huh. it's but it's it seems like an immense on the whole it's like it's a big thing right it seems like an immense waste of money and resources to be doing, especially when you're doing it not SpaceX style and you're like wasting shit. Um, it seems like just a yeah. bad way to go. I yeah, don't. It seems only... like a waste of money. You know, do do something else. And I wonder what the ticket prices are because the people that are going up now are paying to go up. Yeah. Um, except, like I said, for like the the lottery winner of Commercial each little crew. Yeah. And so, it is interesting though that the one company that can do it without essentially waste spacex isn't doing it yeah it's fucking james bond villain extraordinaire jeff bezos and his little phallic rocket dick taking rocket. people up. yeah yeah also make your rocket look different because it looks yeah. like a dick i do like the fact that the capsule parachutes down which is i guess kind of cool yeah but i mean let's be realistic here we're not going into real space we're not we're we're in low earth orbit or whatever that uh, where you could be weightless and then they spend like 10 15 minutes in it or something like that and then come back down but there's been a lot of negativity towards doing this it like you said it's a big waste of money mind you it's not taxpayer money necessarily so and that's I'm, why i don't I'm care. okay you know i you just know? don't care yeah. like it seems it seems like a waste but i also just don't give a shit uh-huh. like i got other shit going on to be fucking upset about <laughs> right. rich motherfuckers going to space you know yeah. so the big fuck jeff bezos that's what i think about it <laughs> there you go yeah fuck jeff bezos but there's a lot of people you know they're pushing back on that that kind of the same grounds like we don't care this is stupid why are you guys doing this you're you're wasting money and noah rothman from uh commentary magazine podcast um fame uh, he essentially has a similar take to the big screen tv debate or argument that came out this stuff is really only available this commercial space flight in its most bullshit form is only available to the ultra wealthy right now yeah every single major technological advancement has only ever been available to the one percent of people first and what happens is people buy into that system it becomes more popular the demand goes up they find cheaper ways of doing it they have uh, more cost-effective ways to do it so that ultimately over say a decade the cost of that will go down significantly enough that a a massive amount of people compared to how many can go today can afford to do it Fuck later. Yeah, 60 inch TV is like 500 bucks now. Yeah, exactly. Super cheap. And it didn't used to be like that. It was like, I just use big screen TV because that's always the go-to. They used but it, to that's be... a good example though, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we were kids, a, a traditional big screen TV that took like four people to carry mm-hmm. was thousands of dollars. And now, you know, a, like I said, a 65-inch flat-screen TV is like 500 bucks. Yeah. Like a, a smart TV is like 500 bucks. Like it's, it's, it's not it, very yeah. much money. It's come down to the point where people are going to Walmart and then very, very precariously like strapping that shit to the hood of their Honda Civic to bring home. They obviously don't – they're not that concerned about it Yeah, and where they could do that. And I think given, given the implications of what – standardizing commercial space travel, the dividends that's going to pay in 50 years is going to be 
astronomical compared to the this this is just the we're dipping our toes in the water this we're not getting a good look at where this is going to be in even 20 years from now yeah but you you start to get that trip factor kind of on point and then instead of tesla or spacex launching satellites and stuff like this it's going to be bringing people up to be hanging out on space stations that are going to go be mining fucking asteroids or meteors or whatever harvesting space for resources and I mean, I can just only see this thing massively advancing the human race as a whole. Terraforming So I am Mars. super down with it. I love the fact that, you know, the original Captain Kirk is went up into fake space. I kind of love that, especially since William Shatner is kind of this old, overweight, unhealthy individual. And it's like, fuck it. Let's just send him up. Let's Anyone do this. He's can go willing to, to pay, baby. You don't have to be the, the epitome of the perfect human being anymore just to be an astronaut. So you can die from COVID, you can go to space. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes. that's the moral of that story. But yeah, I just we had talked about that this week, so I wanted to to open up the show with that. No, I think that's legit. Yeah, I know it's just not something that's been on my radar. I think it's funny when people are upset about it because it just doesn't. Why do you it care? Doesn't matter. Yeah, this doesn't go, matter bro. to you. Of course, there are different things they could be doing with their money. Of course. Of course. It's also Jeff, their money. Jeff Bezos could buy a house for every homeless person on the planet right now. Or for, certainly in America. Right now. Right now. I, is he going to do it? No. And so why are we talking about the things he could be doing with his rocket ship money? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's a waste of our time, you know, to be upset about that. You Jeff don't, Bezos. You don't need that taking up the, the brain space. No. You know, he's While he's done a lot of things and in the end of his life, you could probably plus or minus and might end up on the positive side. Jeff Bezos is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. We all know that. So why are we, you know, spending time wasting our lives pontificating on what all the other things he could be doing with his money? Uh, yeah, no shit. He also bought a fucking newspaper to suck his own dick. So what are, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, it's just crazy. That- it obviously, actually, just on that note, what would make somebody like Jeff Bezos, who has done nothing but, you know, be a cutthroat businessman his entire life, what makes him waste his money in a sinking ship like a fucking newspaper like the Washington Post? There is no bright financial future for those for that institution not in that institution but yeah. there is for his other companies and is to try and influence the public in favor of the policies that favor his corporations and that's why you can find articles on the washington post about you know why raising taxes for the rich isn't really going to be that good for you you know <laughs> that's that's exactly why you can find articles like that on there it's because he's using that in a very like oh no no i would never do anything to unobjectify uh the news you know that would be mm-hmm. crazy for me to do anything oh, like that how dare but, you like i said they're also sucking the dick of the rich on an everyday basis so that's true that's i in my opinion so that's it's kind why of you a, buy the washington post so it's kind of like a let's sink some money to this thing so we can get what we can out of it while yeah. it's still around amazon's waking making way more money than the washington post ever could oh god ever yeah. could so why not take a little bit of a loss in the Washington Post? We'll keep it afloat. We'll do what we can to at least keep it neutral. You know, it's not as far as objectivity, as far as cost goes. That towards we're not their, losing yeah. money all of the time towards his interests, yeah, especially. And, and then it will help boost the profits to Amazon. So even if I'm losing a little bit of money on the Washington Post, I'm gaining more than that in profits on Amazon. I want to see if I go to Amazon real quick. Um, is there any? Or no, I want to go to Washington Post. Dot com. Washington Post. I want to see if there's like an Amazon ad. Uh, probably not. Oh, well, there might be. 
Actually, I don't know. I might I'd like paywall right from the beginning. Powered by Amazon logo in the corner. Oh my god, that Just would be so little, nice. <laughs> the little arrow and, and everything. We, we got Google Ads. Okay, they're really pushing the Pixel Six. Apparently, it's, that's some shit going on there. Have but you even seen all the Pfizer ads on all the different news networks? No, thank you God. Know? Joe Rogan posted like a, a compilation of just all these different news companies that are like, this segment brought to you by Pfizer. You know, oh that's God. like. I feel like I heard that segment. <laughs> like, what I didn't the watch fuck it. is going on right now? So bad. <laughs> that's been. Um, they just some, got billions of our tax dollars. Dude. And now it's just not good, you know? Liability free, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's something actually that. Dark. It's been going on this week ever since Sanjay Gupta, the CNN medical, the head, the lead medical correspondent or whatever you, his job title is, ever since yeah. he came on Rogan. The fallout from that has been extensive. Yeah. And I'm really, and then the doubling down, then CNN just tripled down on their shit the other day. Well, That'll I, be real interesting to see I what happens that- there. Joe Rogan probably put it best when he was talking to Michael Mouse the other day, and he was talking about the thing that happened with Don Lemon and Sanjay Gupta, and Joe Rogan was like, you just proved my point. Like, yeah. my audience is bigger than yours, and you tried to defend a lie that I exposed on this show. You just proved my fucking point, you idiot. Like, nope. what, are you, what are you doing, you know? It just further illuminates, like, I was actually white-pilled a little bit this week by Michael Mouse, Ooh, right? I was nice. actually provided to hope, and it made me really kind of reevaluate the way that I've been looking at things, right? So when Michael Mouse was talking about these different organizations, corporate media, you know, and he's, he was talking to Glenn Beck, and he said, I'm so sure that we're going to win, it's not even funny. Yeah. You know? And I was like, that's so interesting. You know, like, I just don't, like, that's so wild. Like, how, how can you be so positive about it? You know? Because yeah. he is the creator of the white pill, black pill kind of deal yes. after, you know, picking up off the red pill, blue pill. And ever since the beginning, he has been 100% white-pilled. Yes. And, and I, it's interesting to, to see why. And he says, he says, these people are so incredibly unimpressive. You know, he said, so can you imagine looking at Don Lemon and saying, I can't defeat him. He's too powerful. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it was like that that I was like, no, that's, yeah. that's crazy. It's crazy for me to be so pessimistic about it because I, I agree. We sit on this show every other week tearing these terrible fucking takes apart in five seconds. Yeah. It takes us zero effort, very minimal effort to destroy the arguments coming off of corporate media. Why would I be threatened by this? It is only the influence you actively have over social media that keeps us from actively defeating you right now. What am I afraid of? It is only a matter of time until you are losing your place there. And people have to realize the more things like this happen with Joe Rogan and you literally CNN is trying to cover up a lie that they told. There's no denying it. There's video of the whole thing of the original interaction. Sanjay Gupta trying to cover it up and having to admit that they're lying and then being forced by Don Lemon in a very backwards way to, to then try and back up that lie. Right. There's video of every single interaction. There's no denying that it's a lie. Oh, yeah. The more... Like, there's no... This is one of the few cases where there is zero other way to interpret this. If you are spinning this, you are wrong. You are lying. If you are not taking this for face value, you are lying. And you can only do that for so long until even your most ardent supporters turn on you. Because you're lying Mm -hmm. to them. You're actively lying. Because even though I hate Joe Rogan, I saw Sanjay Gupta on there. Because I love Sanjay Gupta. And I saw the interaction that they had there. You're not telling the truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's... That's the white pill part of me. That's like mm-hmm. you you can't even even if you are brainwashed, if you are being boldly lied to all the time in an undefendable manner, 
if you have any morals at all, you can only withstand that for so long. And at that point, we're talking about whether or not someone has morals. If you don't have morals, then there's no saving you anyway because yeah. you're going to just lick whatever boot is in front of you. But anybody who has morals can only stand for that for so long until you take just a slight turn, you know, especially as you see people like what the reporter from ESPN that is now on the Daily Wire, right? People being called yeah. out from their from their standard oh, left-leaning news companies, Allison Williams, maybe Allison Wilson. Um, excuse me. The more that that happens and actual regular reasonable people who were not divisive before they were stripped from their position go to conservative and independent Allison media, yeah. the more that, that happens, you're going to have people who like those individuals that get pulled over there. And that is going to al- allow them, open the door for those individuals to realize, oh, independent media isn't the devil. Yeah. There's actually good here because these the people, right way to they're being it. objective. Yeah. This this reporter that I love, Glenn Greenwald, that I love, who started The Intercept, now had to leave because this corporate media structure has destroyed what was once a great company. Yep. Now he's on his own on Substack. Right? Yeah. And the, that's that's the yes. important part. Like We've seen this a lot this week with Barry Weiss. Um, yes. Being, after she was... Sunday special. Yep. She was, yeah. She was on CNN with the... Brian Ray, Stelter. The, the beautiful blob that is Brian Stelter. Um, and she just, I mean, she lays it out there and what, what did the audience of Brian Stelter have in kind of return fire fat shaming Barry Weiss, which was like, okay, good, good job guys. Right. Did she just have her baby? I don't know. I don't know. I'm she, not. I'm not that plugged into her life right but. now, or she just had a baby. In which case, you're a piece of shit. Exactly. For fat shaming her. <laughs> not to mention. Yeah, and, and for fat shaming to be so in the left's court, you know, if that's yes. one of their cards they play all the time, then you you know. But they don't have any problem playing their own cards with things that they're morally against, anyways. But you know, her Substack is so powerful now because she has all these fantastic writers like Matt Taibbi and stuff that contribute under her Substack, Glenn Greenwall on the Substack. It's the it's the legitimate and actually in the true sense of the word platforms that are, are being created and made available to people that are being run out of the corporate press yes. and the corporate media and are being able to be supported online just in a, in a platform way. I know with Substack there's some there's some contracts and some some money flowing around for these popular people and that's fine. As long as they're not censoring people, I don't really care what kind of deals people are making, you know right. what I mean? I don't care that Joe Rogan gets hundreds of millions of dollars to go into Spotify. That's what they want to do, go for it. And as long as their individual ability to continue to to upload their own content is maintained and not censored, down for it whatever yeah. there is a lot of money in this especially as we go further and further down the timeline to this thing and the corporate press gets more and more desperate they start to get more and more biased they start to shed more and more people that actually have legitimate things to say that don't align you know these people don't align on the right they don't align to right. the center right most of the time even center left voices and even some left voices are being pushed out there now they're being cast away from these corporate press institutions and they're finding new homes on places like Substack and YouTube and Rumbler or not Rumbler, Rumble, Rumble mm-hmm. and, you know, all these various other platforms. Whatever Donald Trump is about to make. Oh, yeah. Truth. What is it? Truth or whatever that's yeah. called. So we got a comment here. You don't have the freedom to give my grandma COVID. I'm here to mandate you. I'll be back at sundown from Gregory Wright. I'm fairly sure that's a nice little 
what do you call that? Duh, duh, duh. Sarcasm. There we go. Yeah. I know sarcasm. I'm I'm being real hesitant now with people being too literal on after after Laren Rickrolled me know? with his veganism. Yeah, well <laughs> well no, I mean and like I said, I, I told you I had like that family member that came with me twisted and started to you know, about when I posted a video that was made by an airline pilot who was talking about his freedom to choose being taken away from him and the response yeah. from one of my family members was to invoke uh, my son's name and question, you know, how I would feel if I uh. if he died because I brought home COVID after I said, I'm not going to talk to you about this on social media. Somebody who has my phone number who could call me at any given time chose to do this in direct messages on the internet mm -hmm. and then try and rehash and rehash and rehash it and then defend it among other family members. It's dark. It is dark. Saying? So there's no, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. It is hard to tell these days. Yeah. Especially an older cat like me, man. I'm not part of the younger generation. Which doesn't mean don't be sarcastic with us because we do love that. I do Just love don't it. be a piece of shit. <laughs> um, speaking of which, social media, we're trying to grow our own platform. So if you want That's to help right. us grow our own platform, obviously, you're watching us on YouTube here at Soto Streets. We Welcome to the south of the streets. We have our Instagram at Soto Streets. We have our YouTube at Soto Streets. Our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Soto Streets. Yee yee. Patreon.com slash salt of the streets, Discord, salt of the streets, all this information, salt of the streets.com. We have our own personal social media. I'm at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird offie on both of those things. If you need a haircut and you're in the local area, go to Swell Blended. If you need a skateboard, go down to Location Skate Shop. If you need a cake, leggings and aprons on Twitter. And if you want to watch some Twitch streams, go to Lexi Kayo on Twitch. The next two episodes after this will be in November. We will be in a full-fledged November push. Whoop, whoop. I will be. Colin is going to be donating to on, on my behalf. So if you want to help us, you're going to help me. November is a great foundation that goes for men's health, for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, things like that. It's a great, great foundation. If you want to help me donate to them, that would be great. We'll be posting the link in November. We'll be here with a full-on solo stash. It will be great. Um, I believe I'm so excited because especially considering – your uh your extra masculinity now pushing that fucking push room out real quick yeah by the end of november bro you're gonna be full-on tom Selleck style yes. i'm so excited about yes. it so i believe that that is it as far as the socials go where do we want to start um i wanted to read this piece from john adams and then we can go into COVID because i think Beautiful. they will relate to each other a little bit right fantastic so, um it's a so funny how we can reach back into the founding times and find so much that perfectly aligns with shit we're dealing with today yes. it's really interesting so this is from <clears throat> excuse me the first public political essay that john adams published and it is called a dissertation on the canon and the feudal law um, and this is from the um john adams book by by david, david McCullough. McCullough. yes that is what this is from and so this is a piece from that piece so i will start be it remembered, he wrote in the dissertation, that liberty must at all hazards be supported. We have a right to it, derived from our maker, but if we have not, our fathers have earned and bought it for us at the expense of their ease, their estates, their pleasure, and their blood. And liberty cannot be preserved without a general knowledge among the people who have a right from the frame of their nature to acknowledge, as their great creator, who does nothing in vain, has given them understandings and a desire to know. But besides this, they have a right, an indisputable, unalienable, indefeasible, divine right to the most dreaded and envied kind of knowledge, I mean of the characters and conduct of their rulers. Mm. At this point, John Adams is calling for the people reading for independence of thought. I am begging you to think independently. I am begging you to educate yourself. That is what he's asking, right? 
That meant a lot. That le- meant a lot more back then than it does today. Yes. You know, it's easier for somebody to say that now because it's so much easier to educate yourself. But back then, those are big words, real big words. Yes. Continuing here, government is a plain, simple, intelligent thing, founded in nature and reason, quite comprehensible by common sense. The true source of our suffering has been our timidity. We have been afraid to think. Let us dare to read, think, speak, and write. Let it be known that British libraries are that British liberties are not the grants of princes or parliaments, that many of our rights are inherent and essential, agreed on as maxims and established as preliminaries even before Parliament existed. Let us read and recollect and impress upon our souls the views and the ends of our more immediate forefathers in exchanging their native country for a dreary, inhospitable wilderness. Recollect their amazing fortitude, their bitter sufferings, the hunger, the nakedness, the cold which they patiently endured, the severe labors of clearing their grounds, building their houses, raising their provisions amidst dangers from the wild beasts and savage men before they had time or money or materials for commerce. Recollect the civil and religious principles and hopes and expectations which constantly supported and carried them through all hardships with patience and resignation. Let us collect it was liberty. Let us recollect it was liberty, the hope of liberty, for themselves and us and ours, which conquered all discouragements, dangers, and trials. William Wallace says, preach on, Brother Don. Preach on. Thank you, John Adams. Yes. Yeah, that's... And, and you think about the, you know, hundreds of years ago at this point. You know, over... I don't know, remember when that was, if there was a date on it, but probably at the very latest in, 1800s uh, well, early, is, but this, this is, is probably before. to the Stamp Act, and so this okay. is going to be... So this is pre-independence. March of 1770, yeah. Ooh, and they are so familiar with the dangers of centralized government control and the government being the one that, dis, you know, that that gives you your liberties and your freedoms, right? Yeah. He's so intimately familiar with that concept and he's so vehemently against it. How did we lose that for, I mean, it didn't take that long before it was gone. Timidity. Timidity. The fear of independence of thought. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what this particular passage says to me is that he is, again, like he said in the very beginning, not only asking you to be aware of who your leaders are, know who they are in their soul so you can know whether or not they're good people. Yeah. Right, but also it's important for you to not only remember how strong we are as a people, right? To remember everything difficult that our forefathers went through, to use that as inspiration and a reason to educate yourself, to understand what is happening. We mm-hmm. all have a right and a duty to educate ourselves, yes. to be independently educated of what is going on. And I think that's really what he's asking for is independence of thought. And that's why I think this speaks to much, so much to me right now is because especially during COVID, people have been so, in the times before, but especially during COVID, so unwilling to think independently and for themselves to decide what is right. They're much happier and much safer in their opinion to just take whatever the government says and move with that Mm -hmm. instead of do their own research and find out what's right for them. Gregory Wright is probably my new favorite person in the YouTube chat, by the way. He says, quote, all your weapons against me shall not prosper, end quote. Jesus was asked, that's what Jesus, Jesus when asked why he did not pass through the vaccine passport checkpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Huge fan. Oh my God, that is so great. Yeah, I mean, hard maybe. Hard maybe. I'm going to have to check my brain again. It's a hard maybe. 
That's oh okay. my We're happy God. to have you. Thank you for joining us. Either so way. great. Yeah. So that's just something I wanted to share with everybody. Obviously, it hit me it hit very close to home. Yeah. So something I've been appreciating. COVID updates. A lot of things going on. In a the lot last of things. Weeks. Um, I have something I don't even know if you know about too. I pulled up a local story that we might Jesus get to. Christ. Oh fuck, man. Um, well, let's. It's start, dark. Let's start with the obvious. Yes. Um, the statewide vaccine mandates hit this week. And yes, they so did. Washington State had our own version of statewide vaccine mandates for any state workers, teachers, healthcare workers, except for there was an odd cutout for healthcare workers that work in people's homes. Yeah. And that's me. coming in. It's November seems to make sense. But in the article that I read, there seemed to be some question of the influence that the union of those home healthcare workers had over Jay Inslee's decision. I don't know. I, go, I have no idea. Do you think but the would, unions I are running the political policy? Do I you think? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but I don't know enough about that union yeah. or its or its influence. Too to many fucking unions. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not a perfect example of why our current landscape of unions is so fucking dangerous. If you think unions exist to protect workers' rights now, you're fucking wrong. And it's all over the place. So you could see it. They've been fighting for their own interests and the interests of their political, uh, the you know their political politicians and right. you know you know people that are running and stuff like that. So they get the policies they want. It's it's pretty blatantly obvious at this point, especially when we get into like Loudoun County stuff today. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So just within our own state, there was, and I think we'll talk about this after I talk about the numbers. But um, approximately six percent of Seattle PD that is going to be fired because of the vaccine mandates. Um, 70 plus state patrol officers were fired troopers, lieutenants or sergeants and captains, one captain, I believe. Um, and as far as Seattle police officers goes, they've lost 350 officers since Chaz chop. Yeah. Um, and so that's the 6% on top of the 300 police officers they've already lost in that time. Seattle for those. I don't know. I, for those who don't know, it's a fucking city. Terrible things happen there. It's a oh, city. Yeah. It's a metropolitan area. There's a lot of drugs there. There's a lot of, a lot crime. of crime. And so it's very interesting. Especially with the epic amount of homeless people, too, that we have now. Massive yes. camps everywhere. The homeless issue is not as bad as it is in California, but it's terrible. It's really, really bad. It's enough to make people that don't live here hesitant to go to Seattle. Yeah. which I experienced recently because it didn't used to be that way a couple of years ago. I mean, it was always, the homeless has always been bad. So we've talked about it since we it's started the show. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a big metropolitan city. That's how it's going to be to a certain extent. But the fact that now, you know, my in-laws coming to town a couple of weeks ago and they are nervous about going to Seattle after dark because of how bad the homeless problem is now. And I fully understand where right. that's coming from. They left early when they left because they didn't want to get to Seattle in the dark. I said, that's very understandable. It definitely makes sense. It now. gets sketchy after dark. It Seattle certainly does. Many places gets, especially in the downtown where the ferries come over and things like that. Like that's a sketchy part of Seattle, you know, yeah. underneath the overpasses over on Rainier Avenue, all that shit. There's a and bunch of the overpasses are happens. getting really uh, few and far between now. There's yes. only like a couple of them left standing little sections that they haven't torn down yet. Yeah. Because of that Alaska way viaduct project that has been going on for what a decade now. Um, so no, a long time. There have been jurisdictions around the country. This is something that I wrote down. Uh, mostly cities are saying that some police calls during the time, some police calls are going to be limited, right? They're not going to be able to respond to some police calls. I know that during like the state patrol, they said like we're pretty much not going to be able to respond to most of the non 
of the accidents that people aren't injured at, like we're just not mm-hmm. going to show up anymore. There's, which is neither here nor there. I know whether or not you need a police officer, I don't know. But there, there. When it comes are, to like insurance claims and needing a, a police report filed, you're not going to you're not going to have a cop there to do it for you. You're going to have to like go do that on your own. Go down to a police department or something like that, fill out the accident report, and then file it so that you can so the insurance companies can handle their shit. But this so, is happening in a time in which. Many jurisdictions, cities largely, are seeing an immense uptick in crime, Yeah, especially theft, right? We've seen a lot of cities, jurisdictions around the country that are putting out kind of new regulations around theft that we're not going to prosecute if it's under $1,000, under $900. And so you've seen whether or not the two things are correlated or not, there are more videos being circulated lately, whether or not they're coming out lately, of just huge not rings of theft, but group, big groups of people going into stores and stealing a whole bunch of shit and then leaving. Yeah. And no one doing anything. Keep it under $900 that's, a piece. So neither here nor there, whether or not I think that you should intervene in that for $15 an hour if you're a security guard, it doesn't matter, right? We definitely shouldn't be incentivizing theft of under $1,000. We're not incentivizing because we're not incentivizing it, but we should not be... If you remove a deterrent, you're, you're incentivizing. So... To some degree, in I an, guess. In a, yeah, in an attempt to be as objective as possible. I don't want to use the term incentivize because they aren't actively incentivizing, but I yeah. agree with you to remove the deterrent does... It's an anti-deterrent. Certain... Yes, it's an <laughs> anti-deterrent. Thank you. That's probably the most objective way to put it. There you it's go. An, it's, it's an anti-deterrent, oh right? God. When you have... I think the one of the most famous videos is of a security guard standing in a Walgreens watching somebody stuff shit into a black trash bag, and as they ride out in... On, on, their, the bike. on the bicycle, they slap the bag, and that's about it, right? Again, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. I'm not saying fucking shoot the guy to, to get the shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think just letting people steal $1,000 worth of stuff that they can go and sell in the streets is the right way to be handling crime, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think that's the right way to be going about it. Maybe, I don't know, there's a whole discussion there to be had whether or not it's up to the Walgreens to hire more security, or it's up to the police or the city to be hiring more police officers, I don't know. That's a policy and uh, it's a policy discussion to be had between politicians and people who live in that area. What you think is the right thing to be doing? You mm-hmm. know, if you don't think a police presence is right, then Walgreens is going to have to take it upon themselves to hire more private security or close their stores or close their stores, which um, but which is if, unfortunate because, you know, the, the pharmacy, you know, the corner pharmacy is such a especially when you live in a city it's yes. a very convenience oriented place it's where you go get your you know your first aid type of deals it's where you go fill your prescriptions right you run in there when you need a gallon of milk in the middle of the night you know it's like they're very very convenient to have and you start pulling those things the same way it was a policy decision to influence the city councils in many left-leaning cities and states to pull funding from their police departments it is now a policy decision for you as a community excuse me to rally your city councils to either decide an ongoing policy about this or to increase the police budget again so they can bring more police officers back something something has got to be done mm-hmm. but just like just like it was a policy decision then it's a policy decision now yeah. you know and that's really my point is that it's up to you as a community to be active about this if this is the problem that you're seeing and if you don't want to see it you know the same way you had mobs of activists come into cities and demand that police budgets be be racked down you know in seattle we saw it immediately inadvertently fit, affect the minority population because they just hired a whole shitload of minorities into the police department but because the way their their collective bargaining agreement was was constructed they had to fire the first in 
the, the most recent people that were hired, which were yep. largely minorities. Yep. So they removed a huge amount of diversity from the Seattle Police Department right before a bunch of them walked off the job. That is such a Seattle thing to do, dude. Yes. God, I love Carmen it. Best was like, I'm fucking out of here. Yep. Carmen Best, I'm not going to do this because this is ridiculous. You're asking me to fire minorities for racism. Yeah. You know what for I'm saying? <laughs> to, try and, to try and better racism, to try and fight racism, you want me to fire minority police officers. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. In, an, in a time where crime is going up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. All and it's place. not like Carmen Best with this bastion of freedom or yeah. you know anything like that. But, she, I mean, she was, for all intents and purposes... One of like the establishment Seattle individuals, yes. you know, that runs the city in a manner. She was the first black female to be the chief of police in Seattle, and, and she she's quit. Gone. <laughs> she fucking quit. Not because people were were discriminatory against her, not because people were terrible to her, but because the state handcuffed her and wouldn't allow her to do her job, and then demanded that she fire minorities <laughs> to fight racism. You can't make this shit up. So I just I want to bring up this comment again yes. from Gregory Wright, and I don't want to address it right now because I think throughout the show we will find a good place to put this in. Okay. And he just says, Ron DeSantis for president. Donald Trump needs to step down. And I, because I feel like we could really talk about that throughout this podcast at some point. I just don't know if right now is the right time, but I I'm going to hold on to that because I have I got a lot of thoughts there. Ron a lot of thoughts there. President. Yeah, cuz you know, much like Michael Malice says Ron DeSantis isn't going to save this country. Yeah. But Donald Trump being waffling and not getting out of the way is not helping the situation anymore. Yeah. He's helping as much as he helped out uh, the Republicans in Georgia. Yes. Imagine having a home where a flock of birds gather in your own backyard. These birds are fun to feed here though. Okay, well, feed the birds, bro. What Just you, don't what, leave the podcast. That was Greg. <laughs> what did he say? Repeat he said, that? imagine having a home where a flock of birds gather in your own backyard. These birds are fun to feed here, though. So it sounds to me like he's talking about getting out of the city, essentially, and having a backyard where bird, a flock of birds can congregate. I got a murder of crows that hangs out in my front yard. Luckily, the power lines are not directly in my yard because they all sit up on there and they shit everywhere and it gets nasty. Yeah. But, man, once that entire murder starts calling and crowing and shit, there's hundreds of them, it is deafeningly loud. So something I want to talk about when we're talking about the rates of people being fired, right? Yes. A big... Uh, I have numbers, by the way, for the state employees. Yes, the state employees. That's another one. So let's hear that. Okay, so we have, to date, 1,887 state employees have been terminated yes. out of the totality of around 63,000. And is that those have been terminated? Already. Right? Okay. Yes, at this point in time. There are still... 2,887 that are quote-unquote pending action, which as it turns out means that their their exemptions are still being considered. They may or may not have said they're going to get the shot and you have yet to like carry through with that. And then we have 100 or 1,927 employees that have currently received accommodations of some kind so religious or medical exemptions so let's so we actually have more of those than that have been currently terminated but we still have another almost three thousand that are pending so we will find out so let's talk about that for a second right because one of the things we've been seeing a lot in the state is police officers and firefighters who are having their exemptions not accepted but not accommodated yeah and it's because they are interacting with the public Mm-hmm. Right. And um, we have a couple of different people that were fired also like um, thoughts about the American dream. The head that's, coach that's from, it right there. from Wazoo was also fired because he um, refused to get vaccinated. He's, yes. His is like a religious 
And exactly. his wasn't right. Exactly. And so yeah. that's which is also we have to talk about that because that's a very interesting is very part of it, right. And so Jay Inslee has been very clear that even if you are granted an exemption, we are not required to accommodate you. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously taking advantage of that, especially in regards to police officers and firefighters. Yeah, they are being denied their exemptions. There is a weird. A gray area there for exemptions, right? Mm-hmm. Especially religious ones, where you don't really have any large religious groups that have come out and said that they aren't accepting of the vaccine. And this is where it starts to get a little bit gray for me, but also very important, right? And this is why the reporting, the most, some of the most recent reporting from Project Veritas is so important, right? Because the reporting they did on Pfizer that claims to show that there was testing or and possibly fetal DNA involved in the production of the vaccine, that is kind of the key that's missing for people to be getting a religious exemption, right? If there is fetal DNA involved in the production of this vaccine somehow that is being hidden, you then have the open door to a religious exemption because right now it doesn't really exist. Like I said, the Pope has come out and said that he's fine with the vaccine. So you don't really... I agree with them. I don't think you should be being mandated to get it. But as far as the technicalities of religious exemptions go, you mm-hmm. don't really have large religions that have come out and said, we don't agree with this. Therefore, it's against our religion. So there aren't many people who have a valid, quote unquote, in terms of governmental view, religious exemption claim for this vaccine. Yeah. And that's why I think those pieces from Project Veritas are so important. Yes. Because if that's true you are not only trying to subvert people's religious choices by putting this vaccine out and not talking about it, right? Not talking about the way that it was produced, but also by not allowing people to properly and fully try and claim their religious exemptions, you know? So I would imagine most of the exemptions now are medical exemptions. Yeah. If there's a medical reason, your doctor has told you you probably shouldn't get the vaccine because of X, Y, and Z. The one guy that we were on the fishing with, Jim, his doctor told him not to get it. Yep. I don't remember what he had. Whatever was in his past, they said, there's no studies yet on what your syndrome, disease, whatever is going to do to counteract with this vaccine. Don't get it. Yeah. Right? So I'd imagine that's what most of those exemptions are. And because mm-hmm. most state workers don't work actively with the public, especially right now. Right now, state workers are at all, you know, Zoom and, and virtual meetings and shit like that. So yep. even, to this if day. You, even if you work in an office, you're not really seeing people unless you have to. Yeah. You know? They're still pajama warriors. Yes. Now, I... The the religious exemption or the lack thereof is really concerning to me because at a certain point, you, the state is telling you, no matter what you're claiming, we do not validate your religious beliefs. And I mean, I'm going to probably go back to this a lot today, but my, my rights are not up for debate. They are what they are and they are absolute. And you can go fuck yourself. Thank you very much county, city, state, federal government. They're not up for debate. For you to even think you have the ability to question my religious beliefs when I I tell you what they are, you do not have the right or even the ability to tell me I'm wrong because you don't know what my religious beliefs are. You don't know what they are just because they're not some bona fide 501c3 religion or tax-exempt status, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. That's not how this works at all. And I understand the debate about, you know, people faking it or whatever it is. Well, I'm just going to put in for a religious exemption because they can't, they can't, you know, we come know against my who have said that. exactly. Yeah. But that's not up for debate. Right. Period. Full stop. And they are wrong 
to e- the fact that there's an exemption that they get to consider the accommodation of is bullshit. That is not right. That's not how any of this is supposed to, supposed to work. And the longer people accept that because they're too married to their fucking job and their, their, their security in this job that they have and they're going to lose everything, but grow a pair and stand up for your own fucking rights because this is not okay. That's where I land on it, anyways. Yes. No, no, and I think that I think that you're right. Um, it's a the religious exemption is BS. I'm not going to argue it's not for right. a lot of people. Right, and I I agree, you know, but it's it's a it's a dangerous game to be playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Zeke, this is the link to the Pfizer defrauding the government for 2.3 billion dollars in 2009. Yee, thank you, Zeke. So it's it's a dangerous game to be playing you know i i uh, completely understand the argument like you said of well people are going to lie you know that's a very unfortunate i wish that there were less people on the planet that lied consistently yeah. i don't know how to instill stronger morals in people that's a parent's job i don't know i can't fix that you know mm-hmm. i all i can say is i wouldn't do that because i think that's wrong i i don't know what to tell you you know like there's nothing and that's i'm not to you, obviously, mm-hmm. but to anybody making that argument, I, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to assume that everybody's lying. That doesn't seem like a healthy way to be living my life. Yep. I'm not going to assume everybody is lying about what they're saying. It's and none of my do, business. And like you said, the deepest point of it boils down to rights not being up for debate, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, but in today's I day and age, to, they are apparently. I want to say that it's understandable for people to be thinking the counter, but I don't think that i want to understand why you mm, not understand because i understand i want i want to sympathize with why you don't believe that with Mm -hmm. why you don't believe that rights are not up for debate but i don't i don't sympathize with you because you're wrong and it's dangerous to your own safety that you're propagating that ideology Mm -hmm. you know you are lucky enough blessed enough to live in a country that people from all over the globe want to come to actively they want to come here you know this is more so than ever to michael malice's credit this is not by any means the best that we could do but this is the greatest country to exist on the planet thus far yep still on top there's a reason that people want the bar overall has lowered but we're still on top there's a reason that people want to come here right and one of those reasons is because when you are here we at recognize one point in your time, rights. recognized as a society that you have these rights that no one can infringe upon. Yep. I don't know exactly at what point that shifted. What Glenn Beck argued at like 1830 or whatever, you know, mm. it was out the door. When John Adams was president, they were debating free speech already. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was that soon. He was the second president of the United States. It was that soon, you know? So, I don't know. I, I choose to... Choose doesn't even feel right because it's this is the truth to me. I choose to believe, and I think that everyone should understand and believe that your rights are inherent, that no one can tell you what they are. And when you embrace that, you have so much more freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. And it's so I hate to continue to use the word dangerous, but I don't know what other synonym to use for that. It's it's personally dangerous. You are endangering yourself by not accepting that as the truth. The, you're, you're limiting yourself. You're limiting yourself and your potential and what this country could be mm-hmm. by not accepting and moving forth your entire life that your rights are inherent. The government doesn't get to decide. They don't get to dictate. They don't get to debate on what they are. Even 
even that document, the Constitution that Michael Mouse argued was an initial, you know, uh, centralization. Yeah, move to centralization, right? Is there to help enshrine these are your rights. The government cannot infringe upon them. You have to stick to that. You have to, you have to use that as the starting point, yeah. or else we are fucked. And those things being up for debate is a dangerous, dangerous game to be playing. And it, it scares me that more people don't see that. You yeah. know? And I think that it harkens back to what we were talking about a few episodes ago. I don't remember how the discussion came up, but reaching like kind of a real tipping point in the country. We need to decide what our morals are going to be and whether or not we can operate as one cohesive country anymore. Because if we can't agree upon even the Bill of Rights, then we're fucked. We're in a bad, bad spot. Yep. It's okay it's okay because as someone who believes in inherent rights, I believe it's your right to not agree with that, right? It's okay if you don't. But if you don't, then we have to have a very serious discussion about the future of the country because we can't operate not agreeing on those things. We can't yeah. operate on the basis of a country by not agreeing on those things. If you don't agree that I have at least these rights, then we are going to have a really hard time discussing monetary policy afterwards mm -hmm. if you don't even believe that these are my actual rights. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting conversation because individuals can believe or not believe in the inherent value of a human being's rights in the United States of America. But to build institutions or give institutionalized governments the power to infringe on other people's rights, even if you don't individually hold that sacred, yes. that's where we have a problem. I don't care if my neighbor doesn't believe in free speech because he's got no power to tell me I can't, I can't um, fulfill that, that right. I can't play that out. I can't practice it. Right. You know, he's got no real power. What the real problem lies in the the giving of power to an institution like the government who has a monopoly on lethal force that's where we have a problem there when they become the arbiters of what is and is not allowed um it, like you said there's no other word but it's dangerous right. it's and dangerous it, it's russian roulette right. we can do this for so long and i don't know how many chambers there are in this gun Right. But we can do it for so long, and one day the bullet's going to come. And that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, right? And I, when I was we're playing to, that game. When I was talking to Brian yesterday, he was talking. His girlfriend lives in the Philippines, and so he was talking about his girlfriend will tell him, like, you know, I don't understand why you Americans are so hard hard headed. You know, like why you're not able to think about the same. Then Philippines people are just thinking way more of collectively. You know, they're thinking about way more of it as a collective society instead of individual rights. And I said, I think and that's totally valid. You know, mm -hmm. there are very cultural differences that are going to dictate how people think about that type of stuff. And I said, and it's, a, it's extremely hard to impress upon somebody who doesn't understand or want to understand or hasn't put in the historical research to understand what the potential overreaching effects of these policies could be, right? And I said, and that's what so many uh, people like me, like you, freedom advocates are talking about, right? I said, it's, it's, not, it's not about a mask. So this is, it's very much not about a not small a piece of fabric that I have to put no. on my face. It's very much not about that because that's, so it's relatively a very small deal, right? Yeah. I said, it is about the chipping away. Of, I said, and as soon as you start to say this, people are like, oh, you're being fucking ridiculous. I said, which... Said, which I think is the most dangerous part of all, mm -hmm. right? Said, but it's extremely hard to impress upon somebody who doesn't want to understand that this is the first step down a path that we have seen already leads to the death of millions of people. Yep. And it's not that this, and it's not that 
wearing a mask will lead us to death camps. But these type of decisions and policies have led us down this path before. Yeah. And I think even stepping down that path is the bad, is the wrong choice. Yeah. And it's extremely hard to impress upon people who that idea that don't understand it, mm-hmm. you know, that don't live in a place where individual freedoms are held to held so sincere. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's extremely difficult to get people to understand that. Yep. Um, but shout out to Larry. Larry's in the chat now. What's up, Larry Dixon? There we go. And I think you're going to like this one. It's a couple from uh, our, our good buddy, Gregory Wright here. All right, Greg. Sticking me is not up for debate. Everyone go to work with guns. Everyone go to church with guns. You don't have a right to anything if you don't draw a red line and stand behind it. And Thank you. I think that is that is absolutely right. Your yes. rights are for you to protect. Yes. Period. It is up to the individual to stand up for their own rights. Otherwise, the government's going to walk all over them. And I think we have the proofs in the pudding. You can see right now, everywhere around this country, your rights are being infringed upon because people are not willing to stand up behind right. their own rights. And Ian on the IRL podcast tries to have this discussion a lot and you know he's not the most it's not really his 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 ballpark he's not really used to having that kind of thing but your rights are like like we said are there for you to protect and uphold if you do not do that they will be taken from you right and i appreciate what greg said you know have a go with you all the time because we've talked in the past and i've said I say to people very frequently now because i really try and impress this upon people freedom is inherently not safe it's not safe you have to accept that that's okay. That's not me telling you every terrible thing in the world is going to happen to you if we choose freedom. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is that freedom is inherently not safe. And within the bounds of your freedom, you do everything you can to mitigate that risk. Yep. That's ex- that's how... You- or anything that you want to yes. mitigate that Any- risk. That's what I'm saying. Anything yep. you can, anything you want to. Within the bounds of your individual rights to yep. mitigate that risk. Oh, yeah. That's how this is supposed to go. Yeah. And I... I decided the other last weekend to, on a vertical slope that was like like that, um, decided that once we we ran into a rock face and it was either go long way around through some nasty shitty stuff or try to climb it, I decided to take the calculator risk to climb that thing. And then ultimately got to a point where I decided, you know what, I'm not comfortable with this level of risk anymore. It has exponentially increased. Let's get the fuck off this mountain because we're going to die. But that is something, and it's it's a small anecdotal decision, right? right? But like that form of decision should run through your mind when the government tells you to do something or not do something. You say, it's not your job to tell me this because it's the seatbelt law is a good thing. Right. That's hard to get around because the legal consequences are pretty extreme. And obviously there's safety concerns and stuff like that. But I don't necessarily have a problem with anybody not wearing their seatbelt. I mean, in my car, yeah, I don't want that ticket, bro. I, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and bend the knee to that one, I guess. But but if you want to be in your own car and not wear a seatbelt, I don't give a fuck. Potentially die if you get into a car accident. Yeah, or kill somebody in your car because you're not strapped in and they are. You know, people move around and shit. It happens yeah. all the time. But yeah, and I I, it's the same deal as earlier. I hesitant to I'm hesitant to say I understand, but I do understand. But I don't sympathize with an ideology in the counter because I think that it's dangerous. We've mm. seen more danger come from that than the counter we've yep. seen more danger come from giving up freedom for security than maintaining freedom yep you know what i'm saying i mean look around and, and again i i understand i don't expect i don't expect 
everybody in 2021 to be willing, able, and capable of taking life in defense of their own. I would hope that you would because your life is extremely important and it should be pretty much the most important thing to you. Yeah. But with the way that people's sensibilities are, the way they're raised, the diversity of everything on the planet, I don't expect everybody I meet to have the capability to deal with taking a life in their own self-defense, right? And that's why I'm accepting of the presence of police, the accepting of, of those things, because people have to mitigate safety in their own way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't... It's a difficult line to walk. You know? I think that it's, it's, it's up to you to take it upon yourself. But if you and a bunch of other individuals decide for the collective that you want to have police officers instead, then that's fine. But you also have to accept that with that mitigation there's response times there's delays there are things the cops aren't going to be there for there are things there are going to be times where you still have to take your own safety into your own hands yeah you know because you're not taking on yourself you're asking somebody else to do it for you yeah and even then i mean you can you can enter the world of like private security and stuff like that but everybody knows there's no guarantee of safety period you know they talked about that on that podcast too yeah. it's like even if if the state and the government didn't run the police there would still be the relatively same issues that we deal with now, except I think there'd probably be more accountability on the back end, which would be a nice change. But right. the, the problem you're talking about still exists and it will still persist regardless of how you do that without taking that onus of personal security on your own self. You can't control it. Yeah. And that's why I think there's been, especially since, you know, the lockdowns began and all that, there's been such a boom in gun ownership and the embracing and you know even initial learning of what the second amendment means for a lot of people around the country i think it's very healthy to understand that because it is the the term has been been overused and it's been used wrong but like the fact that a firearm is kind of the great equalizer between two individuals because you can have a fat out of shape fuck that can't run three meters to save his life that has a gun on him and some, you know, the most fit MMA fighter who's coming at you with a knife, it's not really going to have a chance necessarily as long as there's the right situation. And I don't remember who said this originally, but there's, I'm sure you could Google it and maybe it says unknown, but um, there's a quote from a very long time ago that God made man, Samuel Colt made them equal. Yeah. 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 I've heard that. That that's it you know and i think oh. i think that's very true it's it's tongue in cheek but it's very true yeah. you know anybody can can outshoot anybody else there's yeah. nothing you see fucking nine-year-old girls on the internet who shoot better than i do you know oh yeah there's nothing to stop you from doing that and it's not i just want to be clear right just to not that we look like we're hoity-toity but just to ensure that anybody is not thinking that we're speaking from some type of fucking ivory tower or anything we don't, we don't have <laughs> no. private security Hard we are no. regular people that work regular everyday jobs yep. to mitigate my own risk of safety I carry a firearm every day unless there is something physical infrastructure to hinder me from doing so I'm carrying a firearm yeah at all times I don't care if we're coming here if I'm going to fucking Aaron and Michael's house if I'm going to my mom's house my grandma's apartment that's in a retirement community I'm gonna I'm gonna carry a firearm because that's the way that I can operate within my own bounds with my own freedoms to mitigate my own risk you mm -hmm. know so I just want to be clear that we're not that we're not advocating for embracing a view like this and then not working on the back end because it's the same reason that we advocate for people to own body armor. It's the same reason that we own body armor. It's the same reason that yep. we advocate for people to have medical skills, to be building medical kits, to be training regularly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's I just want to be clear that we're not no do this and then 
it's going a counter on the back end. Yeah, it's you more know? of a philosophical question than anything we else. We talk about these things all the time. I just before you do, I just want to yes. before we jump into this, I want to leave it with this. This is a great one from our buddy Gregory again. That's here, Greg. I'm not worried about the enemy's tanks. We can capture the armored vehicles on foggy mornings. Hard yes, we can. Yes. <laughs> I and love we've, it. We've talked about that many times. I don't remember who brought it up to you originally, but you I think it was actually on Twitter the first time you made that point, but it was you're forgetting the only force that's ever defeated the American military. Yeah. Guerrilla forces, every time. Every time. In, in Afghanistan, we just left after 20 years of fighting guerrilla forces that we couldn't fucking defeat, and now they have all of our equipment that we left. Yeah, actually, we have a pretty good chance considering our track record as a nation. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, anybody who's tried to make the argument, like, oh, you think that, you know, AR-15s are going to defeat the, uh, the United yeah, States military? Yeah, you're going to need F-22s and nuclear missiles, exactly. according yeah. to our great... Uh, our great leader. Yeah. No, I think mass, mass, mass numbers and me having a 30 times the experience in this area, in my home area, than from some fuckboy from Texas. I think that's what works best in my favor. Fuck you boy. know? Fuckboy. You're going to. Yeah. It's not like they're, you know, if this is a such hypotheticals, but should there be some type of civil war between the United States government and regular individuals, it's not like they're going to only send people from Washington to go fight in Washington. They're going to send regular platoons that they have and regular battalions to wherever the fuck they're needed. You're going to have guys from fucking Guam and shit that are living in a different area that have no idea how to live in the snow, and they're going to have to fight in the fucking snow. Yep. It's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a bad if time. If you're from Iowa and a dude from Florida is fighting there, He's going to have a bad time. <laughs> so, like, there's, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a bad time. Yep. If you pizza when you're supposed to french fry, you're going to have a bad time. If you're on the very tippy tip of Texas and you got to come and fight in the fucking rainforest of Washington, you're going to have a bad time. Yep. It sucks here. You're going to have a bad time. You know? A lot of underbrush, bro. A lot yeah, of underbrush. It's not great. And it's good for concealment. That, if, do you know what I'm saying? And so. that's why, that's the stuff we talk about on our social media right <laughs> these are the things we talk about on our social media that are exactly correct obviously thank you for watching us on our youtube at salt of the streets we have our instagram at salt of the streets our facebook fuck facebook at salt of the streets salt of the streets.com for all this information including our patreon patreon.com slash salt of the streets and our discord at salt of the streets we have our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram colony the big bird Offie on both those things I don't know if I already said that or not. Swell blended if you need a haircut in the local area. Location skate shop if you need a skateboard. Leggings and aprons on Instagram for cakes. Lexi Kyle on Twitch for some Twitch streaming. We have Movember that's going to be happening next month. The following two episodes. I just want to keep hitting that so people know that it's coming. Hit it. Uh, but yeah, November. Movember will be the following two episodes. The 6th and the 20 whatever. And... So we'll be taking donations then straight to the Movember Foundation through their website. No cash in hand. I'm not scraping anything off the top. Go straight to the foundation. It's going to be great. So I uh, believe that that is it. Word. So let's get back into COVID because we got a little derailed we, by freedom. I, derailed <laughs> to a certain extent. but It all reason, goes hand in hand. The reason we're talking about this is because I think that it highlights the and this is a very overused term, but the slippery slope that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. you know, we are... The danger. We were playing a dangerous game when we started. When yep. we told you you couldn't go to work because you weren't an essential worker. At what point... And we asked this then. At what point the government decided who was and wasn't essential, whose job wasn't and wasn't essential to them? Yep. I don't know. I don't know when that power became under the executive authority. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it still doesn't. But yeah. we... 
you know, we're living in a, an extremely partisan state in which the Supreme Courts here, the state Supreme Courts have ruled, what, 30 and 0, that Jane has every power that he thinks that he has under the executive, even though we have a state constitution and all these things. Yep. Um, yeah, so they're, they're good at writing legislation that gives them more power than they should have. And so then we when were, they utilize it, right, they have something to back up on. We were questioning it then. We were telling you then it was a slippery slope, right? Is this is a dangerous game to be playing. I don't know if this is the right decision to be doing. You know, there's a lot of power to be ceding. This is, like I said, a dangerous game. We have only walked further down that path now in which we are literally taking people's jobs away and saying it's your fault because you chose not to get the shot. That's crazy. The false choice that's being presented is directly counter and acts directly against your individual rights to choose, right? We've talked on this show about abortion, and we have actively spoken about people's individual rights to choose then, just as we have done now. So, again, just to highlight the consistency on the issue that seems to be missing largely on the left there of bodily autonomy in pretty much every fashion, right? Yeah. We, we saw this... I saw it outside of fucking Keyport Base this week. People yeah. there, a small group of people there that lost their jobs or likely are going to lose their jobs. Never received an email from those people for a, who doesn't know or so who knows. I tried to walk down there and ask them some questions. Keyport is a base in a local area right outside the town that I live in. And there were people, workers from that base there outside protesting on the 18th. The signs that say, you know, bodily autonomy, medical freedom, blah, 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 so on and so on and so on. So I passed them. I tried to go down there. I talked to them. The woman who seemed to be organizing the event said that they weren't going to take any questions, but she took one of our cards and said that she would get it to somebody who was going to get in contact with us. That was on Tuesday. I have not heard anything from anybody since then. So um, just so everyone knows, we're we're doing our due diligence. Uh, I don't, we make phone I don't calls. know if it's a union thing. I don't know if it's they – I made very clear to them. I'm in support of what you're doing. I'm a big fan of it. I just want to ask some questions, see if we can help get the message out there. So it's not even like it's a question of – well, maybe he's going to grill us on being oh, pieces yeah. of shit, you know. I made it very clear, like, I, I'm in support of what you're doing. So, I don't know what the deal is. Um, now, it's one thing when even civilian employees in a military base are outside protesting because yes. they can't go to work. How do you feel about state lawmakers not, not being allowed to enter the Capitol because of the COVID mandates? How do you feel about that? Because that's a current situation we have right now. I pulled up this article from King Five, um, one of the local Seattle stations. I think it's an NBC affiliate. Said uh, some Washington state lawmakers said they cannot access certain buildings at the Capitol after House leadership passed the rule requiring members and staff to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 before they enter. He says, "Quote: I can't do I can't do work from the Capitol as a legislator in this state. This is unusual." This is Representative Jim Walsh, uh, Republican from Aberdeen. Um, and he said that on a Facebook Aberdeen, video post just, on Thursday. Just so everybody knows, Aberdeen is not in western Washington. Or not in eastern Washington. No. Right? That's in, it's a western state. That's where Kurt Cobain is from fucking Aberdeen. Yeah. Right? So It's, it's a Seattle suburb, essentially, right? That's where that's where Hesco Armor is from. Actually, Hot dog! Aberdeen, yeah. So there's... It's not like it's a conservative bastion in Aberdeen. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, it's it's still in western Washington. This is still in what is largely considered the left-leaning part of the state. You know what I'm saying? It's Republican because they're fucking moderates. They're people who aren't far leftist because they don't live in a metropolitan city. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah, the city government might be controlled by Democrats, but it doesn't mean that overall on the on the 
district level, it's going to have, you know. My take on this, get the risk of being, and do you have more to read? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I was just going to point out that the only thing I don't really like about this article is it brings up a couple anecdotal cases of people, you know, lawmakers that can't go to the Capitol. They can get access to their separate office buildings, but um, there's no actual number in this article, how many legislators are not vaccinated at this point, which and is I kind of upsetting that... because we've fallen into, and this is going to be a thing as we go through, to, you know, talk about more of these, all the articles and all the statements from all the officials are all in percentages. It's like, well, currently we have 96% fully vaccinated. Yes. I want to know how many people aren't there. And... How, I want to know how many people over the last year yeah. you have quit or been fired because of this. That's what I want to know. This bullshit percentage game is a way for you to cover up the impact and fallout of what you're doing. And I meant to hit on this earlier because it's been very interesting to see the left largely downplay and not not downplay is not the right minimize Mm -hmm. minimize the amount of people losing their jobs. Where's your shot glass at? Oh, hot dog. Losing their jobs um, because of COVID, right? They're like, oh, well, it's not a huge amount of people. It's only 6% of Seattle police officers. Okay. Whatever number that is, you're still talking about people losing their jobs because their freedoms are being infringed on because they're not being because they're not making the right choice with their body, making the responsible choice with their body. Yeah. Right. I don't care if it's six percent. Are you taking someone's job or not? You are. Right. Right. So you just took a fucking person's job because they didn't do what you told them to do as a public employee. What are we talking about right now? Yeah. It's really it, strange to, to see these. Yes. Uh, supposed lines drawn from certain side of the political aisle where that many where all yeah the people that have fought for you know a living wage and all this stuff are totally okay with people being fired and put out on the street because they won't do what you tell them to the authoritarianism running throughout the left right now is really visible for anybody to see that's willing to actually open their eyes and see it even one person i remember god i wish i had the quote man but i remember when the law was being passed in like Georgia or Arkansas where they were making it for abortion where you you had to have admitting privileges, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. About, we talked about that yeah. with uh, – oh, shit. Help me out with her name. Was it when Haley was here? I think it was, was it? when yeah. Haley was here. So even even if you know one person is denied an abortion, it's it's too many. So, But it's not too many if even one person's job is taken from them because they don't accept the false choice that you've given them. Yep. That's Not if you consider them you know? to be a lesser human yes. being. Yes. Which is also – very fucking dangerous. So on to that point, right? There it I struggle so much because I don't I'm not trying to be radical's not the right. Embrace term. the radicalism, bro. Um, I'm not trying to be like exaggerated, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm I'm at this point I'm laying out for you the way that I'm reading the situation, right? So this is no longer objectivity. I mean it's objective as I can possibly be. This is my personal take on this, right? They're taking everything they can from you. Yeah. They're taking their job from you. And now they're taking your effective representation from the Capitol. You can work in your office, you can do what you want. Don't you fucking show up in the Capitol building. Don't you fucking show up to try and debate here and try and pass legislation because you are unclean. You are not making the right fucking choice. Even though you have been duly elected by the people of this state to do a fucking job, we're not going to let you do it to the fullest extent because you're not making the right choice. They are taking everything they can from you. I don't know how else to read this. This dangerous no longer covers this. This is a bad fucking idea. Yes, it is. This is is a bad, bad fucking idea. This is going to lead. People are going to get hurt. This is going to radicalize people. This is radicalizing you. You're taking people's jobs. You're taking their livelihood. To remove a man's livelihood is to do the same thing as killing him. Yeah. 
Yep. It's ext- you cannot do this. You cannot do this. And I don't care how bad you want to minimize it, how how little you want to make it sound. Six percent SBD is gonna look, is gonna be gone. Oh yeah. Are you are you okay with that? Is that fine? Because if it is, we've got a whole another discussion. You like you said, you are seeing yourself separate from these people. They're mm-hmm. not as good of you. They don't deserve a job because they won't get a vaccine. We don't want to talk about natural immunity. We don't want to talk about religious exemptions. We don't talk about personal exemptions. You work in the public. Make the right choice or get the fuck out. Yep. And I'll, I'll leave with one la- oh, another wonderful quote from Mr. Greg here. Greg's just out here, he's, man. He's firing, Firing. Dude. We're happy to have you, Greg. Once you take the vaccine, you're good. You won't care about other people's freedoms anymore. And we, man, if we haven't seen that, fucking John, Pod, John Podhorans yes. on the commentary. That dude has been a shill for his freedoms for so long now. He's willing to do... And he admits it on the podcast the other day. He said, you know, I am fully admitting that I am for everybody going out to get the vaccine because I want my freedoms back. Do you not see the fundamental problem with you saying that, especially as a quote-unquote conservative? Mind you, he's at Neocons, who's a big government conservative anyways. But I think on that note, because we can recognize that, we should take another shot of BSB. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll put the camera on you this time. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Cheers, mate. Cheers, sir. There you go. Mm. This stuff is so tasty. To your point, Colin. Indeed. When I got hit up by that family member, mm-hmm. I decided to invoke my son's name. She started what by... What the fuck, by the way? What the fuck? She started by... I'm so sick of hearing about everybody's rights. What about my rights? What about my rights to not be sick? And went through this whole diatribe of anecdotal instances of people she knew that were vaccinated being contaminated you know, by people who were unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Let's... And again, my my first response is, I'm not going to talk to you about this on social media, especially if you're going to question my parenting. And then the immediate response is, I'm not questioning your parenting. I'm asking you how you would feel if your son died because you brought COVID into your house. And then in, in more paragraphs about all these different, this person I know got sick from unvaccinated. This person was healthy. And then they're in the hospital. I have many, many instances of this. Okay. Well, when the outbreak happened in my office, it was started by a vaccinated person who gave it to another vaccinated person who then spread it to seven people, half of which were vaccinated. Do we want to talk about anecdotal fucking stories right now? Because yeah. that's not, and again, that's an anecdote. I'm not using that as evidence for other people. I'm not telling you because four people in my office were vaccinated and got sick, you just shouldn't get the vaccine. I'm not saying that. I've never told anybody that. Yeah. I've never said that to anybody. I don't think we've ever advocated for not getting the vaccine no. at all once never on this show. Once. I have laid out my concerns numerous times and mm-hmm. told people why I'm not going to do it. And maybe it's not a good choice. Maybe I don't know. I can't make that decision for you. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, that is the right choice. If mitigating your risk, if you are more concerned about the, the negative side effects of COVID-19, than you are about the potential negative side effects of the vaccine, then mitigate your risk and get the vaccine. Word. I personally am on the other side. I don't blame anybody for being any other way. I have call me conspiracy theorist. I've seen enough, FDA-approved medical technology. Fuck people up on the back end. I would rather not take the risk, especially yep. now that I've had fucking COVID. Watch you know? corporate press. You'll see the commercials every so, day. It's <laughs> the vaginal mesh is always my favorite. Yeah, yeah that exactly. one is always the best. The, yeah. So the anecdotal stories that come with it, um, as evidence as to why you're making the wrong choice, you know, is crazy. And then, like you're talking about. It was Greg that said it, that like, mm. you, as soon as you get the shot, you're not worried about people's rights. You're worried about your rights. Yep. You want to go out to eat again. You, 
You know what I'm saying? She all of a sudden, about, you got the shot and you discovered your rights. She Holy talked shit. About, she talked about, well, my daughter, you know, has the right to go to school and not get sick by unvaccinated people. Okay, what if you give your daughter the shot and she loses her reproductive abilities? What if you give the shot and 20 years from now she gets cancer? Yeah. Are we still talking about how I'm going to feel if my son got COVID? Mm-hmm. Like, was that really what we're talking about now? Again, it's, it's a mitigation of risk. And I'm not going to be shamed by another parent for making a different choice than them. Yeah. That's ridiculous. When you don't know, you oh, know? Yeah. It's like the videos of the – because at this point, I think we've definitely uh, – I think it was on the last episode we – we found out that we are definitionally anti-vaxxers because we're against the mandation right. of something like this. But um, those oh. videos that have been circling around about the um, anti-COVID-19 vax parents and they're yelling at their parents for putting masks on their kids and shit like that, you're just as bad as the parent that's pushing it the other way. You are just as bad. Let these fucking people do whatever it is that they deem is right for them and their family. You do the same. And if we don't fucking worry about it, we don't talk about it. We're all going to get to, we're all going to get along. But this making every individual person, making your neighbor, making you and your neighbor informants to the state by putting them in a position where they're going to be so triggered that, you know, after being programmed by the corporate media that they have to go do this because your neighbor is killing your grandma or they're going to kill your child, even though we have, we've had studies on the, the, the vectors of transmission that children are since all of this started, because there was the closing of school, the big topic and conversation around whether or not to close schools and, and so on and so forth. How many children have died of COVID-19 even reportedly, without getting into like what the statistics actually mean, blah blah blah. And the vast majority of which had pre-existing conditions. Exactly. The what are we majority. talking about here? This is madness. Let a parent make the decision and go for it. If you want to mandate it on the school level for administering it into public schools, that's that's a little different it's because a policy there discussion. is it's a, yes. it's a policy discussion at that point. Yes, it's not a moral discussion. And the right. fact that we can't get out of the moral discussion portion of it allows the government to continue to strip as many more freedoms as they can get away with between yes. when they started and whenever the hell this is going to stop, if it's going to stop at this point. Because so I don't have a whole lot of faith that it's going to stop. Well, but. so let's keep hammering on this, right? Because one of the things that I wrote down here is that this – I'm trying to impress my people, a lot of people asking, you know, what, when, when does this end? You know, like as, as the general public, like I was talking about earlier, comes to a further and further consensus that this has gone too far, regardless of what that level is for them, the threshold. I'm trying to impress the more people. This isn't any, cause this isn't about the vaccine. This isn't about COVID. This is about power. Now that it started, it's about power. Yep. Right. And one of the things that I have here to, to underline that is that there have been more and more news stories. You could probably pull it up pretty easy of, medical workers being denied unemployment insurance because they've been fired for not getting the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is not about the vaccine. This is about fucking power. Yes. Not only can you not have your job, you can't even have the money from unemployment that you paid into or you, while you had that job yep. because you aren't making the right choice. That's right. This isn't about the vaccine. This is about fucking power. Yep. It's about the power that is, whether, you know, the state, essentially at this point, through their corporate influence, you know, mandating things that aren't legal because it wouldn't be legal if it was coming down from the federal government. 
just like all you know right. the threat of the OSHA regulation and all this stuff, which we've yet to see. And that's why they're executive orders. Yes. That's why all these, all this Jane'sley shit. That's why it's all executive orders. It's yes. not laws passed on, through the state well, Congress. And on the state level, you know, the executive doing things like that on the on the government or on the governor level, it's the same thing as if Joe, the gubernatorial level. It's the same deal as if Joe Biden was doing. It. Yeah. But he, all he has to do is get up on television and say something, or his whoever's running his Twitter can post something. Because we know it ain't Joe Biden running Twitter. He can't make it through a Not single like sentence. Not like it was Donald Trump on his own Twitter. Oh, my God. And I people know. tweeted for him sometimes for sure. Oh, but. you could tell the difference, too. <laughs> yeah. But, but. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's much more dangerous because all they have to do is put the bug in somebody's ear. The, the state governors are going to run with that, do their own um, executive orders, which have different legal powers depending on which state you're in. But at the end of the day, it is all about power. There's no... No, the science has nothing to do with anything here. We're talking about like the healthcare workers that have been working at these hospitals since day one are going to have the greatest amount of natural immunity than I think anybody else in, in the world at this point. Yeah. And now you're saying that that doesn't count for shit. You're not vaccinated, so you're fired. Yeah. But we also have a massive understaffing of, of medical workers and emergency response people. Because we're not recognizing that we fired them all. Well, and we have even Sanjay Gupta when he was on Joe Rogan admitting openly that people who have COVID-19 have a more robust immunity, who have had COVID-19 and recovered, have a more robust and comprehensive mm -hmm. immunity to COVID-19 than if you already get the vaccine. Because the vaccine is just based off of the spike protein. So you have immunity mm -hmm. to more sections of the virus if you have a natural immunity. Yeah, what is you, it? Your your T cells and your and your B cells else. or yeah, something it's like a, that. It's, it's a, bunch it's of a whole shit. combo yeah. of shit it's that you get. It's not just the spike protein. Yeah. And so while they're still technically for YouTube Heroes to zero. Yep. That's wow. where we went. Yes. Yes. And while they're still technically for YouTube questions about, you know, the uh, what are they call the durability of the natural immunity, even though also, side note, there's still a question about the durability of the vaccine, right? Oh, yeah, um, a lot. That's why we're getting <laughs> fucking boosters, right? Look um, at Israel. There is no argument that it is more comprehensive for at no. least the time that you have it. Yep. So if for it to, again, for natural immunity to not even be a discussion mm -hmm. leans more to me that this is about power. This is about control. It's this all, isn't about yeah. choice or keeping people safe, you yep. know, because I— you could have convinced I, I me, COVID. man. I had you could have convinced me when it was two weeks to flatten the curve so we don't overload the medical. Days. Yeah. Yeah. You you could have convinced me then. And the minute that fifteen days Not was now. before the fifteen days was up, we already had an extension. Yeah. You lost me. I'm done. So, I we we said it at the beginning of this thing and said this could be dangerous and it has what are we, twenty some months into this deal now. That's where we're at. And I wanted to bring something up here that uh, Greg brought up real quick. And he See says, here, Greg. Once you, take, once you take it, you're part of the club. Yes. Now, I have known a great many people now that have, for one reason or another, given, given in to the vaccine. Right. And it's generally for personal reasons. I got to go to my daughter's wedding. Or, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that, I'm going to get it because I'm around my eat. grandparents, whatever it is. Like, you do that. I just want to make sure that at this point, we don't alienate those people if they are at this point in time actually looking at the writing on the wall and going, you know, I did this, but I can recognize now that it's wrong. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I wish I hadn't gotten the vaccine at this point. 
Don't care. Don't care. Right. I mean, you can feel that way. Good for you. But if you are on our side now of this thing about the anti-authority boot on your neck, if that's your position now, welcome to the club. I want to embrace you. Bring, right. Come on over. And I just think that the people involved in our, you know, on our side, I guess, if you say, we got to make sure this tent is real fucking big. And if it includes the people that have been vaccinated, have bent the knee in some fashion or another, that recognize now that it was a bad deal, it was a bad bargain that they did, I still want to make sure they're included in the pushback because we need them. The numbers are not on our side here. Right. If we're, But it's, it's more important than numbers. It's not a numbers game, which is nice. Certainly. Especially because of things like this, right? Yeah. We could be two guys pushing this thing out that might affect thousands of people or hundreds. Joe Rogan, tens of millions of people. I mean, it's, it's a... It's bigger than a numbers game. Right. And, yeah, so semi on board, especially with those people that get the vaccine and then now all of a sudden they're concerned about their rights and not yours, they can go take a long walk off of a short duck. Right. But I just want to make sure, yeah, we don't push away all those people just because they got vaccinated. If they're on our side, they're on our side, and we need to bring them in. And a very good example, I think, is Larry, right? Larry told us last episode that he ended up getting the vaccine after months and months and months of us talking about not wanting to get it, right? Mm -hmm. Larry didn't get it because he's a fucking shill. Right. No. Larry got it because he's the anti shield. Larry got it because he'd been in the army for ten years and he has to be in for another year and he felt like he wasn't being a good soldier. Mm-hmm. So he felt like he wasn't being a good leader. He wasn't being true to himself. He wasn't being true to his values. So, I'm we we he ex- So he mitigated his risk he and he admitted decided it on the to show and we didn't shit on him. We no. haven't we didn't mention it to him again because it's none of my business yep. and I'm not gonna shit on Larry for doing something that at the time was the right decision for mm-hmm. him, you know. That's ridiculous. And if we're drawing battle lines based off of timelines, you and I might be on the wrong side. In the beginning, while we have always been hesitant and questionable of the government, we still, like I said, we're even telling the chiropractor who's who we know now was right. In the Weird. beginning, we shadow over her. Hard, yeah. We shadow over her. Yep. So if we're drawing battle lines based off of timelines, we could very well be on the wrong side, which is a not the right choice. It's not you know, the right choice. Not the right choice. Nope. So I, I a thousand percent agree with you. What's important now is not that I got that from his conversation. No, but it, no. It inspired me to no, to make that. But it's it's extremely important now, just as it was in the beginning, to try and give people grace. Right. I'm yep. trying to give you grace to make the right decision because I understand the difficult place that you're in. You know, I'm trying to give you grace with realizing where we're at because if you aren't <laughs> tapped in on a constant basis it may have taken you 20 months to realize this is fucked yeah this is really not good you know yep. if you were struggling for the first 12 10 16 months of the pandemic it's really hard for you to focus on everything else that's going on because you're trying to find a job you're trying to pay your bills you're trying to keep your fucking house yeah. right i i agree i don't care you know we're at the point now where it, it's important for us to you got to build the ranks. To be forming a coalition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, no, I agree with you 100%. When you were talking about the this powers of the episode. executive, right? Uh-huh. This is a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a question to Jen Psaki on the 19th oh, where she was asked about the independence of the Justice Department, the Department of Justice, because mm-hmm. oh, the, the yeah. reporter referenced numerous times in which Joe Biden said, I have instructed the, the Department of Justice to do this. Right. And the Department of Justice then puts out a statement that we are going to start looking at this, you know. And so the reporter says, how can you where is the line for independence if Joe Biden is consistently instructing the the Department of Justice to be doing things? Mm -hmm. Right. And Jen Psaki says investigations. Investigations Investigations is the point in which they are independent, Mm -hmm. which is 
a crazy answer to begin with. The only part in which you're independent is 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 investigations. That's it. Yeah. In every other realm, in every other realm, the federal government or the executive should have some influence on what you're doing, right? Even though you ran on having an independent justice department. And she, as soon as she said that... Which is a lie and a joke from the beginning because the DOJ is not part of the judiciary branch of government. Branch. It's an executive branch. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But she then immediately pivots to, you know, we need... Um, we're committed to an independent Department of Justice, unlike the last four years, right? Turning on Donald Trump and all these different things. We talked about even Bill in, Barr, even in peril last week at the yeah. times that Bill Barr said, "I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not investigating these people because you think that's what I should do. I'm not yeah. fucking doing that." So, because of what you said, right? The Department of Justice is an, is an executive body. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the independence of that body. We're talking about essentially the the character of the individual that you've placed at the head of that department, right? Yeah. If they're willing to be independent and say, I'm not doing that because that's the wrong legal choice to make, then we have an independent department of justice. If you have chosen somebody who is licking the boot of the executive before they're even in office, and I'm not claiming that's what Merrick Garland is doing just as, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not claiming that, right? That's not my claim. My claim at this point is just, if you pick somebody who's doing that already, then, of course, it's not going to be independent. And it's not even going to have yeah. the optic of independence. It's no. going to look like it's doing whatever the executive is asking it to do. you know. And that's what we have in this state. We have the Supreme Court that, even though it's supposed to be objective, is obviously all left-leaning because they're willing to just let James Lee do whatever he wants. Yep. They're willing to rule 30 plus to zero. Do whatever you want. That's fine. you know. Yeah. Forget about the Constitution. It's an emergency power. Just go ahead and handle it. Just take you care know, of that, man. It's it. It's the wrong choice. It's it's the yeah. wrong wrong choice to be centralizing power like that. Mm-hmm. It removes, begins and furthers to remove the ability of the individual to stand up for themselves mm-hmm. when one person is is in control of so many other things because they're. The checks and balances that existed originally as far as state representatives, state senators, regular representatives, regular senators doesn't exist. When the executive of the state and the federal government has the say to do everything essentially that they want, the checks and balances no longer exist. The republic, as you've been saying on Twitter this whole week, regardless of what Jason likes to say to you, the republic is dead. The republic is dead. When... When representation no longer matters, the little that it did in the beginning, the republic is dead because that is that's what holds us there. Yep. You you have a Caesar now, and you are on the decline of Rome. When the Caesars are no longer willing to cede power back to the senators because they're corrupt, because they're whatever, mm-hmm. right? You no longer have a republic. You have a dictatorship, and yeah. it's only it's because, a weird deal. And it's only because we vote every two years, every four years, that we're even able to feign that we still have a democracy. You know, yeah. a democratic republic. Yeah. So, it, which, yeah, I would call it at this point, we have a democratic dictatorship because the powers of the exec- executive branch, both on the state and federal level, are so extreme that it's sweeping. And, and you could see it now when we talk about the uh, Build Back Better agenda and the, you know, the reconciliation bill and all this stuff. And it's been like this for decades. It's not a Joe Biden thing. It, it was, it's been going on for so long now that you, I can't even begin to tell you where it started. But when the political parties are the only thing that matter and who the political party puts up as head dictator for the next four to eight years, 
the republic is dead. It becomes a democracy. We are right. much more now a democracy than we we are a republic. The republic is dead. I think anybody with two eyes can see that. Except and, for Jason. Except for Jason. It's not dead. It's just dormant. It's just dormant. I, I about I, pissed my pants when I saw it. because That is not the fucking point, you dumb bitch. That is not the point. This is not a time for argument. The Republic is dead. That's the that's the point that you're drawing. It's a mic drop moment. This isn't a point for discussion. This is not a point for you to debate whether or not the Republic is dead. Obviously, it's not fucking dead. We're not in gulags, you dumb asshole. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, God. I, I just... I couldn't believe I it. I love Jason so much. Always something. And it's... But yeah, it is always something. Always something. But and that's that is a problem. Yeah. If you are willing to give the state any form of grace at this point, if you're giving the state grace, you're doing it wrong. You're bootlicking. You're bootlicking at this point because there is there is no way you convince me that we have a functioning republic anymore. Because we we like to say we we elect our democratic representatives and then they go to Washington on our behalf bullshit yeah the senates don't even have control of the states anymore they don't give a fuck about you yeah and what do we want to do at this point we want to get in the fucking the voting rights bill that i got into with somebody on twitter this week and ultimately i decided not even to prove you know to try to argue it out because their twitter's no place to have an argument you know and this person had all their ducks in a row they're giving me all these you know legal precedents and all this and i just at the end of the day i just said you know we have a fundamental disagreement on what the scope and power of the federal government should be full stop yes you've bought into this system that we currently find ourselves in now there there is no way you can convince me otherwise i don't i don't like to work and have conversation and arguments in a world that is not supposed to be here everything that we have today the the massive security state that we have built the executive state that we have built is not I'm not willing to have discussions about its validity because it by nature is invalid and right. does not it right. do, it should not exist. I'm not going to argue about how much power they should have at this point. They should have none. Right. None at all at this point. So that was healthy. I, I, I was very proud of myself because I didn't engage with this person other than the fact that says, you know, we're on two different wavelengths here. Peace out. And unfortunately, I didn't get any uh, response back. I was hoping they might chime in with some kind of smart ass remark but they didn't um but yeah merrick garland how you, how you feel about merrick garland these days um i'm tr- being the head of the doj and oh, oh yeah i'm trying yeah. to send a video i have i have two videos this okay. week that I edited that really the only thing that they highlight is that the government doesn't give a fuck about you yeah and so that's why i wanted to make sure i sent them now merrick garland <laughs> dictators love to build back better <laughs> yes, yes they do i'll give you two guesses who that came from um, i like this guy yeah he's my favorite like now him. um <laughs> it's not good right no. um it's Are they coming through via signal one of them is coming through dropbox one of them is coming through signal okay. the one through signal is probably already there um no it's coming right now so mirror carl i don't agree with the decision on parents at ptsa meetings and we even have that group oh. wrote another letter this week that's like we fucked up uh we should never have sent that letter did you see that i did yeah we fucked up we never should have sent that that came through a lack of oversight you know through the process whenever like a lot of the verbiage that we used was not good yeah. and- this was coming from one of the largest teachers unions in the country yeah or school board unions whatever you call i don't know if the school boards comparing, are members of the teachers union i would imagine they have to be at this point comparing 
apparent protest to domestic terrorism. Uh, it's, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, I don't agree, obviously, with some of the actions that are being taken on firearms. I think that the investigation or the implementation even of the framework of a red flag law is very dangerous. Um, it's, it's not good. It's you know, not good. I don't love it. Um, I got nothing coming through. So yet. it's this one's still coming. Okay, that's they're they're a few minutes long, so they'll take a little bit to come through. Oh yeah, um, right. the one through Dropbox will take longer because Dropbox takes a long time. But oh well, as kind of a an aside in between now and then, um, Instagram fucked with me this week. Oh god, man. So I had because we've been doing the salty shorts Monday through Thursday every week, which. If you're not doing it, go over to the Salt of Streets YouTube. Be watching them salty shorts. They're pretty great. The editing is getting more and more. What's the right word? Intense or it's on, fleek. It's on. You know, there's more and more shit in there. They're 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 more fun cuts. They're not just direct cut to cut. Um, but with that, yeah, like we do the cross post, we post on YouTube, post on Instagram, Patreon. Discord, Patreon. It, it's all out there. It's all on everywhere you can get. It, it's there. All at Salt um, Streets. And. This week, I went to go, I pulled up the Instagram, and usually I go, you know, I go to our profile page, and then I go over, I click the IGTV button, and then there's a little button there that says upload. That was gone. Just dis just disappeared. So I was like, oh, fuck, how did I do this? So I've been funneling all of the clips through Dropbox, and then I, then I, up, I download them on my phone, and then I post through the phone. And then just through fucking around with it, I decided, you know, because the only way you can upload on the PC now is just like your standard post-upload, right? And the resolution's different and all this stuff. So I said, fuck it, I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And once you get into like stage two, there's a little button you can click to set the aspect ratio. And yeah. it's like, oh, for fuck's sakes, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. Yeah. So I, I, I need an update, bro. When you push yeah. out a u user interface update, let me know. Yeah. I was on our Salt the Streets email looking to see if there was some Instagrams. Nope. So for a minute, I thought I just got in trouble, but no, no, we good now. <laughs> no, as Colin said, we've been putting out those shorts all the time. Well, Colin's been doing most of them lately. You can see them on our Instagram at Salt of Streets, our YouTube as you're watching us here on Salt of Streets. Um, not Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of Streets, but on the Patreon at Salt of Streets, Discord Salt of Streets. SaltofStreets.com has all that stuff. We have our own personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Off. on both of those things. Find all this at saltofstreets.com. I already said that. But if you need a haircut in local area, swell blended, set your appointment now. If you need a skateboard, go to location skate shop. They have clothes. They have hats. They have all kinds of stuff there now. Um, leggings and aprons for cakes on Instagram. Lexi Kyle on Twitch for some streaming. And the next two episodes are going to be during Movember. So if you want to go to movember.com slash Donovan Phillips or search for Donovan Phillips, you can donate there starting next month. It's a really great cause. Movember men's health is very important. I'd hate to go on a diatribe of like, I think it's important. One day I will. But just the amount of shit that is not dedicated to men anymore because yeah. masculinity is terrible. It's the toxic. patriarchy is evil. Yeah, I think that it's extremely important and it gives me – it makes me happy that there are some things that are still focused on dudes because dudes aren't all fucking terrible, you yeah. know? And there are still some things that only men can have, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, things like that. You're trans, fucking whatever. I'm not going to debate that shit with you. But, you know, so it's important, I think, to have some things that still focus on men and men's health and – preserving the life of men and yeah. that's what this is and it's a really easy thing for me to do and it's a really easy thing for anybody else to do so if you have five bucks ten bucks one dollar and if you want to throw it in there and help us make a big pot that'll be great you know I hell think, yeah i think one year i did like 600 bucks yeah it's a good time so let's just get up as much as we can and 
Let's see how it. much money can raise for us, us, you know. Yeah, like hairy, said, beastly boys. Like I said, I'll be doing between twenty-five and fifty dollars every single week. So at the end, we'll have at least one hundred dollars at the very, very minimum. It's it's right on the cusp. It's okay. right on the cusp. It's coming through. I was worried like, something yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, no, like it's just a couple minutes long. So it's okay. just um, one of them is like four and a half minutes. The other one's like five and a half. Because it's word. it's a series. It's an exchange. The first one is between uh, Peter Ducci, and so it's a couple of questions between him, and it's actually the. Um, <coughs> Deputy Press Secretary Corinne oh, Jean Pierre, yeah. um, and then the last one is a reporter. I don't know what her name is, but she asked a couple of different questions. They're both regarding shipping backups, um, inflation, and like I said, these things just for me really outlined that the, these people don't give a fuck about you. You know, we've talked in the past couple episodes the quote from the pillow that Tim Dillon gave to Bridget Fetisi. Every major institution hates you and wants you to die. And so I want everyone who's watching this to pay very particular attention to how she doesn't answer the question and how everything that she says completely belittles any struggle you might be having if you are a regular person who, excuse me, has to buy groceries every week, has to pay their mortgage, has to, I don't know, maybe try and fight to keep their job because of a vaccine mandate. So the one from Signal came in, and I would imagine by the time that the one from Signal is done, um, the one from... The Dropbox will be there, but we can watch them a couple minutes apart just All so right. we're not watching 10 minutes of video. 10-4. So just remember we won't have mics on probably for yeah, this no, one. No. All right, let's do it. Here's the first clip. Kareen, a follow-up on one on inflation in the supply chain. Um, you mentioned at the top that unemployment's down, wages are up, and that's a testament to the progress that President Biden has made on the economy. But there's no mention of inflation in that, and while wages are up, almost four and a half percent inflation is up five percent so any bump in pay that people are seeing in their paycheck is getting wiped out when they're going to the store and paying more for everything so what do you say to people who are looking at their budget and they're saying this doesn't feel like progress under president biden it feels like a pay cut so let, let me first say this and i said this earlier the president he knows how even a small uh price increase really uh can squeeze too many families like that is something that he's aware of um and so we're working on a wide variety of economic programs to help right which is why the build back better plan uh to work out to work on our supply cha chain issues is incredibly important uh we're using every tool at our disposal uh to lower prices for working people and bring economic relief right if you think about uh the human infrastructure the build back better plan we're talking about prescription drugs we're talking about paid leave, sick leave, medical leave. We're talking about community costs. We're talking about things that's really going to give uh, that uh, that economic relief, uh, that middle class tax cut uh, for everyday people. So we're going to continue to do that work. The American Rescue Plan actually helped uh, the American public a lot. It did. It put checks in people's pockets. I talked about the child tax credit. Uh, I talked about the child care components in it. There was a lot there that gave some relief. Uh, that gave some relief uh, to to Americans here. And so the Build Back Better plan uh, is is just uh, an extension of that, if you will. It's a, it's just to invest that long term uh, investment to make sure that uh, people feel that relief. Look, we were in a very different place a year ago. Uh, not to say 
that some people are not still feeling the squeeze. Totally understand that. Um, but uh, you know, a year ago, we were people were getting sick. They were losing their jobs. Uh, you know, women were leaving the workforce, and so we've been able to turn things around, start the economy back up uh, again. Six hundred thousand jobs uh, a month, nearly five million uh, jobs in the first eight months. That matters. Now we just have to continue doing the work. It's going to take time. We're not done. Quickly on the supply chain, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Christmas presents not arriving on time, but the issue is more severe and critical than that. I mean, it's affecting small businesses. Auto body shops can't get parts to fix cars, so they can't make money. 90% of school nutrition programs say they're worried about continued supply chain issues. According to a school nutrition association survey, some schools are making last-minute grocery store trips just to feed the, their students. So if this is an issue that the White House has been working on and aware of since February. Why does it seem like this is a problem that is getting worse, not better? I would I would say this um, when it comes to the supply chain, uh, you know, it's it's a there are complexities there. Um, when you think about um, you, you know the when we learn about the the global supply chain as well, right? Those are so th that's one thing that you kind of have to put it in the in the big in the bigger the bigger picture. So, but. It is a complex system that requires private sector collaboration and coordination to improve efficiency and get through the backlog. And that's what we're seeing currently as we're talking about the supply chain. These are just some of the players in the game. There are uh, port directors, terminal operators, uh, ocean carriers, railroad truckers, warehouse, uh, warehouses, and retailers, and let's not forget consumers who have a record level of demand as we have made a historic economic recovery. Because we have. We have the forecasters, economic forecasters did not see, uh, did not think we would be where we are today. We have surpassed that. So we have had uh, some historic economic recovery. Do we have more work to do? Absolutely. That's why we're trying to get this Build Back Better plan. But the Biden administration, uh, as it comes to the supply Supply chain uh, continues to serve as an honest broker. I mentioned this before, making sure that they, we find areas of collaboration to ensure we can move goods, uh, movement, supply chain toward a 24/7 model. But again, um, you know, we want the president understands. He understands the squeeze that people are feeling. Everyday Americans are feeling. That's why he's working every day to make sure that we pass his economic policies. No, all right. Thanks. So out of all the things that are wrong with that, my my first initial takeaway is there has been, thanks to Joe Biden, there has been a massive economic boom and recovery. Yes. And all the supply chain issues are because of how good the economy is doing now and how great we've have been able to recover. And lack of private sector involvement. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we need to get the private sector involved. You know, that's what she's saying. Yeah. So and she started this press conference by toting that, um, what was it? We've created nearly 5 million new jobs this year. I'm sorry. Didn't we talk about two weeks ago that over 4 million people quit their jobs last month? Yeah. So what type of net gain of 600,000 on average per month are we fucking talking about when 4 million people quit their job last month? We've talked. I'm not even oh, here, we've talked a million times before. The federal government doesn't create jobs. They've yes. not created any jobs. They have slowly repealed the policies that forced small businesses and medium and large businesses to close from the beginning. 
right? Those are the jobs that are being created, quote unquote. It's jobs that existed already that are coming back. But not only is that bullshit, 4 million people quit their job last fucking month alone. What are you talking about? We created 5 million jobs this month. That's insanity. The dog needs you, Colin. Don't be ridiculous. On top of that, not only do they not give a fuck about you, you're stupid. Because as (laughs) soon as they start to talk about the question about inflation, you're telling me that everyone is fine because we have, on average, 4.5% wage increases. This reporter just told you there's 5% inflation. Five. In, In what world is this any type of of tax break for me because then she starts to talk about Kareem jump here starts to talk about the tax cuts that are going to come in this next plan. There's no tax cuts in here for the middle class. I haven't you're seen talking any. about increasing taxes on the, on the top 1% earners. That's all you're talking about. There are no tax cuts here. That's bullshit. There is not one tax cut to come from this. You are talking about adding to the taxes of the 1%, not cutting middle, middle class taxes. That's bullshit. Yeah, there's not a single tax cut that I can find in that no. that build back better bullshit that they've the been building. The only thing that they have said is that we are adamant. Our red line is that we are not going to raise taxes on anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars a year, right? And Jen Psaki was asked the day before this about whether or not she could promise the White House could promise that there would not be a single cent increase or paid from anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. She said, Absolutely, because there won't be. There won't be. First of all, you can't guarantee that. Not only because this is still being negotiated, but also because two years from now, when you lose the fucking midterms, anybody who comes in here can repeal whatever the fuck they want from whatever you just put there. Yep. Nothing you're doing stops them from taking these away two years from now. Yeah, just you like they did with the ACA. You cannot in any world promise that no one under $400,000 will pay a cent of extra money because this is completely paid for. That's bullshit. You're telling us how much it costs on a near daily basis. You're talking about the top line cost. I don't care how much of this you are saying is going to be paid for through corporate tax increases. One of the people that you're also saying is the linchpin in whether or not this passes or not is telling you I am not going to accept corporate tax increases. Kirsten Cinema is sitting this whole time saying well, I'm not going to raise taxes on corporations. I'm not raising taxes on anybody. I'm not raising any taxes at all. Nope. In what fucking world, when you have written off half of the Senate, just under half of the House of Representatives, and you're working with a majority of two, right, or not even a majority of two, a margin of two, in what world can you promise anybody that they're not going to say that they're not going to see a tax increase? That's ridiculous. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. They don't expect you to even track the five minute answer to see that they're lying to you. They think that you're fucking stupid. It came up in a stupid-ass ratio on my phone. I don't know why the fuck it did that. That's the only way that I can... I don't know. I don't know what it was. I tried to fuck with it, but the video doesn't really matter. The audio is what's important. This is the one with Peter Ducci, and so it will outline a little bit better. When you're talking about 5 million jobs and stuff like that, this this will outline this a little bit better. Okay. We'll jump into that real quick. Yeah, we'll go with Peter Ducci. Also, let me say this real quick, Uh right? When they're... her first response to inflation, what we're going to do about this, is, oh, well, we're looking at um, different programs, right? Not fixes. We're looking at different different economic programs. We're yeah. looking at different economic relief that we can get figured out for people who are still struggling with inflation, right? So we don't want to fix so the back-end problems. We want to dole out more government money. Uh-huh. We want to keep handing out more government money. Not going to fix the problems. We're going to dole it out to you. I know the one fix that will fix all of this. I, again, 
I, I'm getting I'm getting the child tax credit. I'm not saying the government should be doling money out to people. That's not that's not what I'm saying. Whether or not I agree with it, that's not my argument right now. My argument mm-hmm. is a, is the same thing. Harkens back to the power. They want this is about power. Yep. They want to make you dependent on the government so that you have no choice. You don't have a job anymore. You oh yeah. Need the government money. It's a, it's going to be the cheese. largest growth in the welfare state that we've seen since Reagan. Probably you need it. The but you have too much money, right? Because that's why this inflation thing is happening. That's why the supply chain thing is happening because you have more money, right? Oh yeah. Does we're anybody, doing so much better. Do you, are you in a better position now than you were at one year ago? Right? She's saying we're in such a different position than we were last winter, right? Mm-hmm. People people were losing their jobs. I sorry, six percent, seventy plus, three fifty plus. What was that about people losing yeah, their jobs? Oh, oh yeah. that's right. People are being fired right now because they won't get the fucking vaccine. Yep. We're in such a different place now than we were in last year. Yep. Right? Never had more available jobs ever in the history of our country. Inflation's five percent up since yep. last year. We're in a different place than we were last year. And it's right? important to remember too that that five percent number they keep touting about inflation is an average of all the different aspects of inflation. Of some some of the inflation is twenty percent, some of it's two percent, some of it's right. a half percent some of it's 10 percent we talked i think in between the shows about breaking points when they were trying to do their victory lap on inflation because they were saying in january just like everybody else was oh it's transitory it's only going to be a little while it's just for right now it's just because of whatever that fucking corporate chill saga the inflation has continued to rise since then and their victory lap is not oh we were wrong it's well we were right because it's really only things that people aren't really buying every day so even though it's not transitory it's not really that big of a deal yeah that's bullshit that's bullshit. And the only reason now they're coming out in some small fashion worrying that it might not be transitory is because it's gotten so bad that they can't say that anymore directly no. to people. Even their most ardent cult supporters, they can't convince them because those members of the cult are still going to the grocery store. They're still filling up their gas. They're still buying things at the store that are more expensive today than they were a year ago. My own wife. Yep. Every Friday, she's going to go shopping. She said to me, she said, everything is more expensive. She said, Hard, yeah. She said, your energy drinks are a dollar more expensive. She said, these cans of soup are 50 cents more expensive than they were last year. So it doesn't make any sense. And it's not like, oh, 50 fucking cents. You're talking, to, but that's an amalgamation of, of millions mm-hmm. and billions of people in, the, in this country. Yeah. Right? And that's, there was one point I wanted to hit before we go to the next one, too, that she touched on real quick. The complexity of the supply it's chain. too complex. You yeah. understand. It's so complex that I think that you should probably have your government fucking hands out of it because you can't figure out how to get people money right when you when you put in laws in place and you shut the entire economy down you can't figure out how to get people money why do you think we should allow you and your your buddy poop Buttigieg to go on paternity leave and while this whole thing is crumbling around us why is it that you think you are capable of fixing this problem right. how about you take a, a page out of Joe Biden's way say if you're not going to help Get out of our way. Yes. The private sector will fix this if you allow them to, but you're not allowing them to, and you're making it worse for everybody. We're talking about whether shipping that's now. on with shipping Just and so you know, any anything that has to do with the supply chain crumbling, the the lack of truckers and their pushback against it. I mean, everything that goes yeah. in because it is infinitely complex, which is why the government doesn't have their fucking hands in it that much. They have regulations here and there. They do they they have involvement as much involvement as they have been able to get away with to this point. But if we allow them to take more control over this, it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better unless, like I said, they take a page out of Joe Biden's book and get the hell out of the way 
and we will fix this for you, you fucking ignorant pieces of shit. To your point on the spending, right? Two really great examples are everyone remembers the vaccine uh, lotteries that happened, right? Those were with excess COVID relief money that was not distributed, right? Another example, in the end of August, beginning of September, when the was the uh not mortgages but people getting kicked out of their houses mm-hmm. you know eviction moratorium. yes the eviction moratorium when that was still coming up the response from the federal government for two weeks was the money is there at the states but it needs to be handed out the money is there the money is there the money is there they don't know what they're doing there are millions and billions of dollars literally billions of dollars left to be allocated to people who are waiting for landowners or landowners landlords sorry landlords mortgage owners renters people there waiting for funds that have already been allocated by the federal government that have just not been distributed by the states and while that's happening they're still talking about extending moratoriums and we're hearing things i've i've heard multiple stories on npr about how this eviction moratorium disproportionately affects renters over people who own houses that are renting them out that doesn't make any sense and how the landowners and the landlords don't really need the relief because they you know usually have funds to tap into and there are other things they can go to but the renters don't have any other sources but these things right here they don't know what they're doing everybody knows all landlords are fat cat shills for the corporate right i mean they're they're all one percenters every single one of them even the ones that only own one duplex somewhere and they're providing a living for two people for a you know for what i mean landlords can only do so much when it comes to cost of rent and everything but you know, and I know it's exorbitantly expensive. It really is. There's, I mean, I, we could we could have a whole podcast on how to potentially look at that situation. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it's all there for anybody to see. And luckily, thanks to the shit show that is the Biden administration, a lot of people are starting to be able to see right through the bullshit they're being, you know, they're being sold. It's it's a bad bill of goods. It's not doing what they say it is, and they're continuing to gaslight you and to lie to you this yeah. entire time. So we're going to listen to this, Pete Ducci, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about um, more about the shipping crisis and the shipping backups and things that are happening. We're going to outline a lot of the different problems because there are many different facets from so many. international to national. There's issues in China. There's issues on the water. There's issues here. So we're going to talk about all that stuff when we get back because this kind of leads into that just like the last clip did. So here's Pete Ducci. Something that you just said. I you guys say that President Biden does not want to raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. But there's a new Fox poll that finds 83% of registered voters are noticing bills for groceries and everyday items increasing. So how is that any different than a new tax? Well, look, and when you say, can you give me a little bit more? Like, what's the... Well, the supply chain is all backed up there, bottlenecks, empty shelves, prices going up, people are paying more. And so how is that any different than a new tax? So I, I would say this, um, you know, we are we're dealing with a historic and evolving uh, pandemic that is impacting our economy. 
right? We have seen it for the past year and a half. That's what people have been dealing with. And uh, it, is, it is having an outsized impact on our global supply chain. And the president understands how much a, a squeeze it is uh, for when uh, families see their prices rise. And so he understands that, and that's why he's, we've been using every tool in our tool belt to make sure uh, that uh, we deal with that in a, in a real way so that people understand that the president is doing everything that he can uh, to, deal, to deal with those issues. So there's a couple of things. Um, so we got to think about the, the progress that we've made on how far we've come for the, for, the, for the mess that we inherited from the previous president. Uh, we, we've already averaged 600,000 jobs, which I mentioned at the top. At, my, at the top. Uh, those are jobs per month, uh, compared to just 60,000 before we came in. That's almost 5 million total in eight months. We've increased economic growth projection for 2021 and more than have, than have new unemployment claims. So we're in a different place than where we were before the president uh, came, into, came into office. And so we're going to continue uh, building on basically the American Rescue Plan. This is why we're trying to to pass the president's domestic economic policies. And to that point, uh, the majority leader or the minority leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy, wrote a letter to the president. He says we must address the global supply chain and ports crisis before Congress even considers additional social spending and taxation legislation. Is that something that you would consider? So here's the thing. Uh, Jen responded to this is the letter the letter from McCarthy is that we're talking about okay yeah wonderful letter um, uh, so she responded to this earlier um, and uh, let me just add to this a little bit it's a I've already kind of talked about this, but there's a little bit more that I want to lean into. So under the Trump-McCarthy economy, uh, this time last year, fewer Americans were working, which is what I was just saying. Uh, job growth was flattening, and families were facing down a dark winter with less economic security than ever before and a pandemic raging out of control. That was the holiday season under the McCarthy-Trump uh, uh, holiday uh, season. So that's something to remember. This was a different time a year ago. And so fast forward a year a year from, there, from then, uh, nearly 80% adults are vaccinated. We've created 5 million jobs. Uh, Americans have money in their pockets and they're spending it, resulting in record volume of good goods through our ports and our roads and rails. Kevin McCarthy and his caucus voted against that bill that made that happen. They did did not do anything to help the American public when we needed them, when the American public needed it. And I'm talking about the American Rescue Plan, to be clear, which has helped, which has helped turn on the economy, which has helped, as I said, make sure that people are getting vaccinated to protect their lives and, and so go back to work. Last one. Are you saying that you th as you compare holiday season this year to holiday season last year, are you saying that if Christmas gifts don't get delivered this year because the supply chain is backed up because of bottlenecks that people are going to blame Donald Trump or are they going to blame Joe Biden? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we're in a different place than we were a year ago. And the reason why is because the president took action. The reason why is Democrats came together and they passed the American Rescue Plan, put put checks into pockets, made sure that uh, that we were dealing with the issues that uh, pushed women out of the workforce, which is the child tax credit, child care, all of those things that really benefited everyday people who were being left behind. Now what we're doing is we're making sure that we continue the investment, right? The Build Back Better agenda, BIF, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, which 
19 uh, Republican senators voted for. Uh, those two pieces of legislation, that is, the, that is the president's plan on how do we actually build back better and not leave anyone behind and do that economic growth for the, for the, for the middle class. And so that's what we're talking about and that's what we're continue to do. For the supply chain, the president is doing everything that he can. He is bringing in the private sector. He's brought in the labor. When we talk about the meeting that he did last week for the ports, right? We're talking about Long Beach and uh, the Los Angeles ports. And that's what we, that's, that's one of the things that we can do as a government is do it in good faith, bring everybody together and figure out how to fix uh, the short-term problem that we're having. So that, and we've been working on this since the president walked into, walked into the White House. Mike's okay. So every single time somebody's fucking phone yes. goes off, I'm so glad that these these people are our moral betters and so professional. Yeah, so professional. But my phone's on silent. Is your phone on silent? The only time it goes off is when we have our ad read every 37 minutes. Oh, where where to begin on well, that I, one? I forgot to mention on the last clip because she did the same thing here. Mm -hmm. It's a Republican's fault. It's all the Republicans' fault. And don't you remember Always. how terrible it was last year? Everything was last year was so much worse and so much better now. Even it's though so much better more now. jobs available than ever before yep. because people are quitting at record numbers or being being fired. You know, uh, it's it's insanity. It just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And that's why no. I'm trying with this highlights. Like they think you're stupid. They think you're dumb because yeah. they're just in, immediately spinning to something else that doesn't correlate to inflation it doesn't correlate to what's going on at the ports right now it does a little bit now we're bringing in the private sector you know that's fine you're still talking about largely government created issues in in mm -hmm. these bottlenecks of the shipping bottlenecks right what are we talking about right now it, it's 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 dark um and i think that the length of the answers plays into that. They don't expect you to listen for six minutes and be able to coherently carry together everything that she's saying. Now she's giving around. I'm talking about oh, this. Yeah. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this. We're taking care of you. Everything is fine. The is only real emphasis was, was on year? like, well, this we inherited this problem. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess to some extent because of, you know, I don't care who the president or which administration were involved, the entire government apparatus was, yeah, they were coming into everybody's private lives and shutting everything down. Point made. That was bad. Just be you doing more of that now doesn't make it any less bad. Right. And to try to make that equivalency is not only disingenuous, but like the reasoning you're doing it is right. just so you could gaslight us. You're well, lying to us and then blaming everything on Orange Man because Orange Man bad. And of course, every answer that ends in Orange Man bad is the right way to look at things. Anecdotally, right, in my personal experience, last year at this time, I wasn't sure how long we were going to keep working because yeah. shit was so bare. You know, we were making the face shields at this time and they were being donated. We only had enough work in my department for one person to be working all day. Yeah. Um, it, it was dark. It was dark times. Now I don't know whether or not my boss is going to have to eventually put out a fucking vaccine mandate and whether or not I don't have to quit my job. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's, or they fight against it and ultimately lose in court after spending tons of money. And then you don't have a job. Yeah. Either way it ends with you not having a gig. Well, and it's, it also, 
the inflation part of it is a huge factor. You know, like I said, even even if we're making more money, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I got a raise this year. Even with that, shit still cost me more money. Yep. You know, gas is almost a dollar more expensive here than it was last year. Oh yeah. That's crazy. You know, I have I have a truck. I know that's that's what I got. I bought this before before the fucking pandemic. You know, it was a good time to buy a rig back then. When Wuhan was still a funny joke, (laughs) that's when I bought this truck, and now it's not anymore, and I don't know what to do. So (laughs) like it is what it is. You know, so it's. It just doesn't. And to think for one second, does more work. government involvement with this build back better agenda they have coming on is going to fix the problem. You're going to have to really try to sell me on that because um, you've proven time and time and time again, you're just going to make things worse. You're going to make things better for a very select few people that are going to keep you in power. And then everybody else from in that, you know, other than those people, it's going to be way worse off. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, so let's talk about the shipping a little bit. Right? Yeah. So there's been shipping backups all over the country for a long time. It's been, I don't know, probably three or four weeks that it's been like real big Real, stories, real, you know. Yeah. And so there are a, like a lot of different factors that play into this. So I think it's easier to probably just talk about it just, in a big circle and just yeah, run just through, vamp right? them. So there were shuts down at ports in China. Yep. Right, one person catches Wuhan, everything closes down. They close down the whole port. Yep. China, China style. China obviously makes a lot of shit. And so when one Most port of what closes, we use. when one port closes down, they have immense backups of materials that need to be shipped out. Any of their empty containers, because containers become a huge factor in this whole thing, which yes. is like something I think a regular person wouldn't even consider. You yeah. know, um, if you don't have a job involving shipping or logistics, you probably don't even consider. I didn't. I didn't once consider yeah. empty containers, full containers, what to do with them. You have to take an empty container container back to somewhere for it to be filled up. Yep. If you're not going to send something back there. Didn't even consider it, yeah. right? And to just just so we can operate off of a you know an assumption of you know knowledge at this point, the most base way to understand it, right? Two different points, two different ports, right? One in China, one in LA. Let's just say all the containers full of shit that are going to pay for not only the hauling of the container, but then make that company a healthy product as well. Not the to mention fuel, all the delivery the things, containers, yeah, all the things that go into it. The sellers are the people in the ship. Yep. And then it goes, it gets to LA, they offload it, eventually the company makes money, filled containers go back on the ship to be hauled back over, and the, the process continues. The minute you are shipping back an empty container, 100% loss at that point. You're not For everybody. For everybody on, on both sides of that transaction. So with that basis of understanding that's where we're at right now yes so during the time because i think i know you could probably argue a million times but it's easier to say the start of it was in china and i'm not trying to blame the chinese i just mean they had a port shut down and then they have an immense backup of of goods that needs to be shipped out and so they're un less willing to take full containers because all they need is empty containers they Mm -hmm. have goods that need to be shipped out so they don't and they don't buy hardly anything from us anyway, you know. So yeah, the little, little, the little stuff that comes in, they want empty containers. No. That um, was, yeah, we talked about that during the uh, trade war type stuff with China back in the day, yes. and our what do you call that trade deficit with yeah. China? And on the domestic side, right? We've had all kinds of shutdowns here. So for largely the same reason, COVID shutdowns, limitations on working, limitations on, on hours, um, for 
various different reasons. And because China is shipping so much stuff here, we have a huge backlog of things to be taken away. So all these ports are full of materials and goods that need to be distributed. Excuse me. So... Which is where the truckers come into play. Yeah, exactly. Furthering down the line, yeah. you have truckers there during COVID. One of the issue, one of the things that feed into this, a bunch of the trucking schools were shut down for COVID. Couldn't go to school because COVID it was dangerous, right? Oh yeah. So now you have a wicked dangerous. You have a hiccup in the inflow of truckers that are desperately necessary in the United States because so many of the goods that people consume here come by truck. Yep. Really, only if you live on the coast does it come by boat. And if you live anywhere inside of that, someone on a truck takes it to where you are yep. or on a train maybe, but mostly trucks. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, air travel and air freight is very limited in capacity due to the weight limits and things like yes. that. So most everything comes Mail on the back of a truck or on a train. Yeah, And most – fairly sure – I'd be interested in actually find this out, but I'm fairly sure that most trains mostly carry like – you know, commodity goods like Bulk oil, yeah. yeah, like the big Coal. industrial type yes. of deals. You know, that's not being hauled in a truck no. versus the TV that you're getting at the Walmart is coming right. directly from China overseas, loaded into a port and then distributed, world, you know, nationwide. Right. The thing that would be being transported on a train would be a shipping container, which is yeah. the same deal would be bulk goods. You would have bulk amounts of individual goods, maybe going to Amazon or some shit like yeah. that. That's going to go there. They're going to take the container, unload it, take it back, right? But yeah, most of the time, if you're not seeing a shipping container, then you have oil containers, you have coal containers, a big, mass, large, good, fucking yeah. enormous livestock. Things hey, yeah, livestock, uh, fucking tanks or trucks or, you know, things tanks. like that that get shipped on trains. Yep. So, yeah, that type of stuff is happening all the time. So, again, there's another hiccup in the system of truckers, right? And so... Yeah, so um, even if the longshoremen are working at full capacity and we're unloading things at full capacity, another bottleneck occurs when you yes. don't have enough truckers to haul it to where those containers need to go. And that wasn't happening, like I said, because of COVID. A lot of hours are limited. And staffing is limited. People are quitting. People are sick. People are whatever. So yep. the ports are everywhere has staffing shortages. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even going to mention that again. That underlines everything here. Yep. Everybody needs more workers. Everyone needs more workers everywhere. And, and more workers, too. Not forgetting the fact that due to current federal regulations, truckers are only allowed to drive X amount of hours a day anyways. Yes. Versus, you know, so that limits the amount of productivity a, a single truck driver can do because you're, you're, you know, you're, you're capped at a certain amount yeah. of time before you got to pull over until the next day. Adding more individual truckers at that point can help alleviate that, but possibly looking at opening up the available hours for other truckers to drive. Right is also something that you might want to consider too because that that is an instantaneous things are moving faster on my way back from Cleelum last weekend right it's probably eight o'clock at night right and i drive by a truck stop just going by trucks lined up on the side of the road for miles yeah not going anywhere because they're not allowed to go anywhere anymore they've driven an the full amount that they're able to do that day and they can't cheat it anymore because everything's electronically tracked and all this stuff. So you hit your time, you got to get to the nearest place and pull over and hang out overnight right. until tomorrow morning. Cause you know, like pilots, pilots are only allowed to fly X amount of hours, hours time. 10 hours in between flights. I think it was what it is. Yeah. And yeah. so like you have all these arbitrary regulations set in place right. to right. already hinder the growth speed if you will of the economy at large anyways and yeah. then you add in massive backlogs and china opening things up when we're still really shut down everywhere 
you're going to have these problems. Right. And there's Joe Biden doing everything he can possibly do is a, First of all, it's a blatant lie because he could absolutely, through the Department of Transportation and our lovely Mayor Buttigieg, he could repeal all these things even temporarily if they wanted to put a fucking Band-Aid on it. But they don't even want to do that. Right. They just say, uh, well, we need more truckers. The ports can now work 24 hours. Right. That's uh, all, sure. Those things are only starting now. And government red tape is going to be a very consistent theme throughout this whole thing, something that we talk about very consistently on our social media. Obviously, thank you for watching us here on our YouTube at Salt of Streets. We have our Instagram at Salt of Streets. <laughs> Our Facebook, fuck Facebook, Salt of the Streets. Saltofthestreets.com for all this information. We also have our Patreon at Salt of the Streets. If you want to become a patron, you want to help us make more, better content. We also have our Discord. If you want to go in there, join the chats, talk to us more. We post a lot of articles and stuff like that in there. You can find all this information at saltofthestreets.com. We also have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. Swell button if you need a haircut in the local area. If you need a skateboard, go down to location skate shop. If you need a cake, go to leggings and aprons on Instagram. If you want to watch some Twitch streaming, go to Lexi Kayo on Twitch. November is going to be happening, going to be happening during the month of November. So if you want to donate to my November fund, go to Movember.com. Search for my name, Donovan Phillips. Look at some old pictures of me, some new pictures of me, and give us whatever money you can to help fight diseases that affect only men because men are the shit. Um, I love being a part of the patriarchy. That's it's right. pretty dope. I think that's right. One thing I just wanted to add yes. on the Patreon note, it is getting close to the end of the month. And if you are a tier three subscriber, tier two subscriber, I can't remember. You'd have to check the tiers. But we have our first um, Salt of the Streets newsletter yes. type thing coming yes. out at the end of this month for those people that want to there. Get in on that. Make sure you get it over to Patreon over in the, you know by the end of the month and uh, watch out for that and see what uh, how our speaking, the language that we speak, contrasts to the language of our written word. There you go. I don't know. That's a weird way to put that, but little, we write little, shit little too. Plucky. Is basically <laughs> what I say. <laughs> so on that note. Um, truckers shortages shipping yes, bottlenecks everything's terrible yeah, so the red tape is going to be a very consistent theme throughout this whole thing there's a couple of different facets for truckers right um we're talking about the schools limitations on hours there's also uh yes i would love one uh, delivery points there are is a limitation on delivery points when you're talking about stores locations that can take goods a lot of stores are not open 24 hours obviously a lot of things close uh targets a bunch of walmarts and safeways and shit like that malls any place you would take that so there are for certain products certain containers certain truckers uh window of hours in the middle of the night in which even if they were able to pick up a container they wouldn't have anywhere to take it and so there are truckers that are Switching contracts, not taking contracts, doing other things because they aren't able to make that money at that time. There is another issue relating to containers that I was just hearing about this morning. There are a lot of truckers showing up to ports with empty containers and not empty trucks. And so certain places aren't taking empty containers because they have too many containers as it is because China is sending back containers and not really... So there is an influx of empty containers so there are a lot of truckers like i said they can't even pick up a new load because they have to find somewhere to drop off their empty container first yep and so there's another and when the warehouses are full when the warehouses are full and another place where this red tape comes in is there are a lot of truck lots and um 
container lots in ports that have limitations on how high the stacks of containers can go. And so yeah. that's one thing that I was reading about this morning is that a bunch of ports in L.A. and Long Beach specifically where lots have limits of two containers high. That's as high as you can stack them, but even in the next lot over, they have four, five, six containers stacked high. And so they have to turn away truckers for dropping off empty containers simply because of red tape. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I guess Joe Biden is either looking at doing or doing actively is temporarily waiving those limitations so that certain ports can or certain lots can take in more containers so the truck can pick up containers and get out of there. Um, For a guy that loves to play micromanagement and strategy games on computer and stuff like that, this is something... You, not Joe Biden. Me. Right. Um, this is something that is so fixable, it's not even funny. Yeah. All you really need to do if you're Joe Biden is, like I said before, is just get out of the way, let the private sector you know, remove some of their regulations so that they can best practice and find an innovative way around this, and they will do that because ultimately it is in their financial benefit to find a solution that works. If you want, I mean, I don't know if it's safety regulations or if it's, you know, a st- stacking two containers seems already pretty high because what's a, a container is probably nine, ten feet tall. Probably. And then you, you stick another me. one on there. I mean, the the logistics of having a crane or something like that at your facility to act, you know, to be able to safely stack those things is probably pretty hard to do. And not every single lot's going to have those type of deals. So I maybe think they're called chassis chassis the things that pick up the containers oh yeah yeah, yeah. like the around. yeah because they always have uh they ride on railroad tracks basically right. back and forth and yeah i think i think they're yeah. called chassis and so i mean there's a real easy solution for the federal government at this point and joe biden's best his best way to deal with this should just be to like all right you guys tell me what you need i'll make sure to get out of the way and you guys do the deal and we're we're back and caught up in a matter of right. probably I don't know how long it's going to take to work through this backlog of goods because half those goods, I guarantee you, are some kind of perishable deal that well, ain't going to last. Well, they're already talking last. about Christmas. They're already yeah. saying Christmas is going to be fucked, you know? Um, and that's – Jordan was all upset earlier um, because she's like, that's not what Christmas is about. <laughs> if you guys weren't such corporatist fucks, this wouldn't be such a problem. It was pretty funny to hear. So materialistic. Yeah. I was trying to talk to her about like the Everybody wants that PS5, bro. Like, the government doesn't care about you. And she's like, why does everyone care so much about fucking goods? It was really funny. Um, and I'm on Jordan's tilt, too. But no, I, I'm also I, a realist. Yeah, and I, I, like I agree. Shit. I agree. But I also accept that – that Christmas is an enormous time for our capitalist country. And oh yeah, during that time. So, um, it's it's way better than uh, Thanksgiving as right. far as capitalist goes because you don't get presents, right? At, you know, but even so, you know you got Hanukkah, you got Christmas, all the major ones. There's some kind of gift involved at that point, and there is money, 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 money so to I'd be like, made. I'd like, excuse me, everyone to just take a second to acknowledge realize maybe you don't have to acknowledge we don't need your praise that it just in 10 minutes we've gone over more details than the federal government did in this one briefing about why what is happening is happening yes. the the real answer is we're doing so good you have more money to buy more stuff and that's why this is happening not there have been over time really arbitrary designations made in some cases as to why things can and can't be done a certain way. Yep. We're taking a look at all these things. We're going to try and cut as much red tape as possible to move this process through because for a myriad of reasons, 
we are having a lot of different bottlenecks going on. The one person I was reading earlier talking about the chassis and stuff like that, and his theory was to like overwhelm the bottlenecks. I don't know whether or not that's the right way to go. I, I don't know, right? Overwhelm um, the bottle, as in... To oh. just, just keep ramming shit through, and eventually, I think similar to what you're talking about, that they would have to figure something out, mm-hmm. you know, is to just overwhelm it, and then eventually it will have to open up. As long as the government's not the one doing it. Yeah, so I... You know? Yeah, if the government's in charge of that, that just means bread lines. That's where that ends up. Yeah, and, and I, I struggle... As reported in, was it New York Times? It's like an opinion piece in one of the major publications. Um, there was that article talking about bread lines and how essentially we americans just need to lower our expectations yeah and i was like we've mm, been spoiled up sideways until now. Yeah. yeah no we built this because that's what we did and that's what we do yeah. get the fuck out of our way don't tell me what i should expect and shouldn't expect and i struggle to see when i try and just i guess run through like a big picture of it. i struggle to see how it wouldn't be an issue with government because if these ports are essentially privately owned or at least contracted out to private people right Mm -hmm. that means that they're private companies and their incentive would be to make more money yeah so i don't see a world in which they're like no i don't want to make as much money as possible so the issue for me just as a simple logic has to be some type of government red tape or oversight that's hindering these things from opening up i don't know what else the issue would be it's a combination if we're supposed to believe that you know corporations are a piece of shit and all they want to do is just make as much money as possible they don't care about safety they don't care about your rights they don't care about anything that's why we need unions that's why we need government oversight if that's what we're supposed to believe that gives me a good question what's the fucking problem it has to be government oversight it has to be maybe not oversight but government red tape right because i'm not saying just turn a blind eye and let them do whatever the fuck they want but that has to be where the hiccup is is in government red tape some type of bureaucratic bullshit that's stopping the process and I know I'm just trying to do a quick little check real quick, but the Longshoremen and Harbor Workers Compensation Act, because um, my, my immediate that's another thing my immediate go to 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week, so that everything's but mm-hmm. that doesn't solve the trucking problem. No, right? it doesn't solve the trucking problem. The DMV is pushing out licenses. Fa- I'm not trying to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. I'm just as I think of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the DMV is pushing out licenses faster for truckers than they were before. I don't know, Which up is fucking nice. seven whatever percent since yeah. last year. I don't. I want to be a trucker, bro. That's all I'm saying. I want to be a trucker at this point because, you know, I'm not going to listen to Andrew Yang and think fucking Elon Musk's, you know, AI trucks are going to be on every corner for, you know, they're not going to be replacing the good old fashioned diesel, you know, Peterbilt. Especially not in and, these days, no, man. Not That's if you not can't get microprocessors. You're definitely not getting AI trucks out there, dude. But <laughs> one of the aspects of this that I think is getting really overlooked is the longshoremen unions right that run the ports because the ports are generally owned by cities states federal governments what the fuck right are unions? and then they are run by union workers now i don't know if say the longshoremen union and stuff like that i don't know if they're a public sector union but if they're unionized they're definitely collectively bargaining with the government at some level yes. to hours salaries the whole nine yards safety regulations what they can and have, can't do they're going to have to amend the collective bargaining agreements if it's going to do anything other than that they're going to have nope. to and if not amend it then at least agree cooperatively to you know fuck with it for now yeah yeah so maybe my my initial concept of letting the private sector handle it isn't even really in the cards because it may not be a private sector issue they the corporation the private sector it's got to be at least partially that's yeah. what i'm saying like it has to be partially if there's and if even if 
it isn't now. And they're saying we're bringing in the private sector. That means that up until now, it's been a government issue. It means you are fucking it up. And that's why you're bringing in the private sector is because that's necessary for this issue to be solved. Yep. And that's I'm not trying to be the guy that's just like the government is the source of all the problems. It seems I'll to be me, that guy. It seems to me like they're telling you that they're the reason that it's fucked up. Yeah. And that they're doing everything they can to talk about it as little as possible and outline as little as possible. And that's why Jen Psaki is just saying, well, you know, Joe Biden has already instructed the DMV to push out as many licenses as possible. We're fucking it up. We're trying to do what we can. And that's not... I'm sure that the speed of license issuance is a very ar- fairly arbitrary designation. I'm sorry, and I'm not saying that's the reason this is happening. It's definitely but a factor. They're, but they're talking about those things instead of the active problems that are happening. That's a non-issue. That's something you can do to help solve the problem. Yeah. That's not the problem. What's the fucking problem? How are you going to fix that, right? Because the DMV thing, the license, that's a... Like you said, that's a Band-Aid. That's only yeah. going to help so much because the regulations still exist for timing, for all these different things. And if the ports are not fixed, if the container issue is not solved, then more truckers is only going to do so much. You know? So, I again, I struggle to see how it isn't the fault of the government that this is happening the way that it's happening. And they just don't... They really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know? Because... It is 100% their fault, and there is only so much they could do to fix the problems that they have created. And throwing Band-Aids on it is the only thing they're good at. I will objectively say staffing could be, um, is likely not a government issue unless it's correlated to mandates. You know, if there are people yeah. that are being fired or quitting because of mandates, um, if there's COVID regulations or something like that. I don't know, yeah, I don't know what the true. staffing relations are, but um, if it's anything... Again, we talked about earlier, everywhere is having staffing issues. Everywhere. Every business that I walk into has a sign that says that they're hiring. I mean, People, and it's not even it's not even close, dude. Everywhere. And it's, and it's not even just um, like what we talked about last time, like shitty jobs. You know, not even just like fast food or like things like that. Our One of our, our closest friends, the one that we share together, told, disclosed to me last week that they're hiring for more dollars than I make right now. Full benefits, retirement, medical, everything. Can't find someone to fill the job. Mm. More dollars than I make right now. And I, I'm i supporting my entire family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing okay. More money than I make right now. Can't find someone to fill the job. That's insane. That's insanity. That is insane. Is it like a high-skilled job? It's Jake. Oh, word. I, uh, he can't you know. find someone to fill that job. I've been looking for people for... Over a year. Yeah. So and, the, you know, my I recently just, I mean, we're talking within a month, found the right people, and I have exponentially grown my business over the last two weeks. Yeah. But fuck me if I couldn't find anybody for over a year. More dollars than I make right now. And I told Jordan, I said, it's like, if, if I wasn't in such a, like a good position in this company, I would consider fucking quitting to go in and working for him. Right? right. Like, but not only are they, have they treated me extremely well for seven years, they're in such a fucked position right now for staff. I would have to be such a piece of shit to leave just for more money that I, there's no way I, I could live with myself. Yeah. For that. Not only are we down, got more ethics than that. down someone because someone fucking died three weeks ago, Ugh. but also yeah. there, the stack is literally the biggest I've ever seen it in my seven years there i've never seen more orders in the stack man never if i had more time dude i'd offer just to do some take-home work or something that's what i'm saying so 
for me to leave now because I could get a job for more money would be an insane dick move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I almost wish I didn't do so many things. That's not, the amount of training and shit that goes into working there in that department is extremely difficult. So, yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't. It's a very technically skilled job. It would be a real fucking asshole, especially with his, not to my home, with his, as good I am at that job mm-hmm. and the amount of production that they get on me there for me to leave for, for more money would be a real dick move. I'm having a real difficult time right now with, with all my animals. She's the dog's going in and out. Yeah, the cat's up now, right splayed. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, I hand you the water bottle because um, the little squirt bottle because she that you're in the best position. She don't like that. Yeah, get out of here, cat. <laughs> little squirt to the face and she'll learn her lesson. <laughs> and she looks back like, "What <laughs> the bitch. hell just happened?" Yeah. She's not happy. Oh man, yeah, I don't know what it has been today, but these all these animals are just pressing all the boundaries today, yeah. man. I think it's because mom's not here. You know, that's what the deal is. Yeah. So the staffing issue underlines everything, right? Yep. And I s- talked about myself and other things because everywhere, everywhere is looking for more staff. Yep. Everywhere is looking for more employees. Man, the um, gas station prices, bro. To be a gas station attendant right now, you want to make 16, 17, 18 bucks an hour. Gas Full benefits, baby. Yes. I see that shit all the time. Too, yep. If you can be a nighttime attendant, you're going to get more money for just working late hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, I so know. I don't strategically fix, you know, hit your spots, you I know, make understand. sure you're in a low crime neighborhood. It, it was a different time. I graduated high school 2013. So it's been almost 10 years, but even then minimum wage was 10.50. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. Damn. Minimum wage now, I think, is like thirteen something. Um, so they're paying, you know, three dollars more than minimum wage. My first job was minimum wage. It was ten fifty, and then my second job, I was like eleven dollars an hour. Give me that fucking cheddar, bitch. I was happy to leave for eleven dollars an hour. Yeah. Motherfuckers coming out here starting at sixteen for fucking Burger King, my G. Bro. Like that's my. We talked about my first job with the call center. Ten fifty. Yep. I definitely deserve more than ten fifty to work at the call center, but that's what I got was ten fifty. So that's I had an employee we we had run over to the Edmonds area um, a couple weeks ago just to take care of some delivery stuff. And on his way back he swung by Dick's Driving, which is a very prolific um prolific uh burger chain yeah, yeah. in like Seattle area. And big sign of the thing starting, twenty dollars an hour full Holy benefits. Holy shit. $20 an hour to flip burgers at Dick's Drive-In with full benefits, which is by which, the it's time. It's a hustling job because it's very busy. It is. It's, it's a hustling it, job. It That's definitely me. is. We I mean, you're going in there and you're working your fucking ass off for yeah. that $20 Especially an hour. as a cook. Absolutely. Hard, yeah. But realistically, Damn. when you add in the cost of, say, full medical, if you're doing dental, vision. Well, and in Washington State, it's only 30 hours a week and you're considered full-time as That's far as right. medical benefits go. That's right. So. You do that, $20 an hour really looks more like 36 38 Fuck. because you're not having to pay for that. If you got to pay for that shit on the private market, you're paying anywhere between like $600 to $1,200 a month for that medical shit. And that doesn't include all your paid time off and all the... <coughs> All that sick time in this state, you're now required to get one hour of sick time every 40 hours that you work in a week yep. or every 40 hours that you work. So, yep. I start my guys off at more than that, so that's good. 
Yeah, that's just the state mandate. And that's yeah. like we get like at work, we get vacation time that they already doled mm-hmm. out to us. And then we have the sick time now that comes from the state that we yeah. can also use. So we didn't have sick time before. It was just general time off that yeah. we used. But, but yeah, the, the the real problem when you're talking about the supply, the supply chain, the shipping bottlenecks, the delivery bottlenecks, all tied to inflation is not even factoring in the amount of – part of the reason inflation is so high because inflation, by definition, is basically too much money ch- chasing after too few goods, right? Everything becomes more expensive because we all flush with cash, which is not really the case right now, even though the press secretary and the deputy press secretary are saying, well, everybody's got right. more money in their pockets because we gave them money. Yeah. yeah, after you made it so they couldn't work for fucking 20 months, yeah, they got a li- they got some crumbs. They got their right. little crumblies, right? That's not money. That's you're not flush with cash at that point. But what has really driven inflation is the amount of overspending that the government's doing, devaluing our dollar, combined with yes, purchasing our own debt, which is a great idea. Our own debt from the Fed actively right now. Yes, and you take all that and combine it with all the the supply problems and all this stuff. That's when you have this crazy runaway inflation that is right. we're right on the cusp of. You know, I'm not an economist. I, I'm not diving into all the numbers like that. But if you don't feel it, I right. I worry. You know, if you're not in some in some place in the back of your mind, if you're not, <laughs> she, she's trying to be a lapdog right now. Just love me. Um, you know, if you're not trying to look into the future and maybe take a couple preventative steps, you can't say prepping anymore because that'll make you a domestic terrorist. But if you are not trying to take steps to soften the fall when when shit really hits the fan, I feel like you're putting a lot of trust into places that it should not be. I've been telling Jordan, I'm like, just buy a little bit of extra stuff every time you go to the store. Yep. Just a little bit some, extra some stuff. Some dry goods. Just some buy rice, yeah. some beans. Buy a couple more cans of soup or like mm-hmm. a little bit more ramen. You know, yeah, just some something just, that just will, a couple extra. will sit on the shelf that will be fine. Yep. You know? Because yeah. that has no the the intrinsic value of those things is relatively small until somebody needs them and then they are priceless at that point yeah if you need food that one can of soup that may only it may you might have lost a lot of value on that but if you need food it is priceless to you it doesn't we matter all, whether or not the investment was good one can of progresso soup for a meal yes. it would be okay you know? <laughs> exactly. we would not be love better than nothing but we would be okay yep. you know yeah, I've got. Uh, not that that's where I'm like, I'm not predicting that that's where we're at. You know, that families of three will have to be sharing one can of soup for a meal. I oh, don't, yeah. I don't predict Ooh, that. What was I listening to the other day? I'm just it must not have been to yesterday. I kind of am though. I just I'm, because I think it's smart I to be objectively not. concerned. I want concerned yeah. is better than freaking people out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to tell you. you Empty are the going, shelves. Right. Buy all I'm the not toilet paper. To like that. I'm, but I'm trying to say that, like the same thing you're saying. Just be yeah. aware of what's going on yeah. and don't ignore it. I'm, you know? I'm building food buckets. I, I found a great place, and call me a shill, whatever it is. I'm trying to find the cheapest price. For the dry goods that I want to build to up like my shit. So if I'm buying stuff, no, should. I should be going there. Yeah, even yeah, even Costco, something like that. But. A bag of rice that fucking. Oh yeah, carry. I got a couple yeah. of. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. I'm not ordering that shit. It's like bags of legumes and you know lentils and beans and the stuff that's got some protein in it. Um, bulk freeze dried vegetables is pretty cool. You know because they last forever. You got to kind of 
put them in an airtight container or something like that to last. But dehydrated, man. I spent a lot of time out in the woods, bro, eating a lot of dehydrated food, and it's pretty goddamn good if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I just I like the security of knowing that we're supposed to have a big storm this weekend. Big storm coming in on Sunday night. Probably going to lose power because especially out here, bro, you look at a power pole the wrong way, the whole neighborhood goes out like that. Um, You know, it's never a bad idea to have shit like that for if stuff pops off. It's it's always a nice idea to have a backup like that. I have probably, I'm probably down to only about a week of dry food since I've been working through it. But it's great to have because you can stockpile it. You can you can keep a small amount of it for years and years and years and years, and all it, the worst thing that can happen is it gets eaten. That's about it. What's the, what's the problem there? Yeah. But um, what else do we want? I mean, it's anything terrible. else We're on like the shipping? Yeah, right. I don't <laughs> want to be fear mongers, but it just um, seems prudent. It just seems prudent to be smart. Be prepared. Strikes. I'm talking about this, right? Because strikes. that's a factor of the shipping thing. There are yeah. strikes all over the place, and so there's been a lot of like the Kellogg factory and things like that, places where you would be uh-huh. shipping goods. Yeah. Um, things are being missed there. So um, there are strikes there. Some of these, some of them related to COVID mandates. A lot of them, it seems like unions and collective working groups are just taking the opportunity to stand up to their companies and request more better working environments you know mm-hmm. so i mean we're definitely not gonna i feel like a lot of conservative outlets have been like this is all about fucking vaccine mandates you know and i'm like no not all of it a lot of people are just get treated like shit because they work for big ass companies and they just yep. want better jobs so that's like at kellogg's they're talking about they're open seven days a week people oh, just yeah. work seven days a week yep. and they don't have a foreseeable day scheduled off and they have to request time off and it's not paid time off and it's a whole deal. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Back you know, when I used to actually religiously listen and watch Breaking Point stuff, they did a really good job on, I think it was like a Frito-Lay's factory or something like that. Yeah. And it was like people were having fucking heart attacks. They were being forced to work so much. Crazy. And it, it's wild. And I, for a small period of time, because I looked at what it was, like, I ain't going to be a part of this. Worked for a manufacturing company that essentially kind of did the same thing. They, most of their workers came from temp agencies. and there Was, was this a fishing pole place? This was a fishing pole place. I remember this. And, you know, you have two shifts, and essentially there's only two hours a day where there's any downtime because of cleaning and stuff like that. But other than that, it's full bore 24-7. And if you're not, where's that? where's that spray bottle at? Let's get her. Get off my bookshelf, kitty cat. So shit. <laughs> I didn't even have to spray, bro. I didn't even have to spray. I love it. She's learning. She goes, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to be up here. Um, but there was, a, yeah, there's people in my shift that are at different stations and stuff like that, that even after I'm done putting in my time, I'm, I've got all my work caught up. I've got started on the next shift's work a little bit. You know, they're still backlogged because it takes longer for them to do their work. And they're there. Until their portion of the job is done. Yeah. If they cross over where AM and PM shifts kind of get over, they kind of double up the work for a minute and everything kind of slowly catches back up. But that's no way to run a workforce, man. That is no way to run a workforce. As a business owner, I can attest it's not the – it's one thing when you got a bunch of temp workers because there's always going to be more temp workers. But it's still fucked up that you're doing that. Right. It's still not okay. You know, for me to be one of the very, 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 I say 50 people, I was like one of maybe three, four full-time actually direct hires. Right. That's a weird deal. That's a weird place to be. 
And so I'm very sympathetic to certain, we'll just say certain unions, standing up against their their major companies like that. Because I understand that, I don't want to say runaway capitalism or, you know, corrupt capitalism or whatever it is. It has its downsides if things are not kept in check, right? right? And when there is no accountability on their end, they just see people as numbers and they recycle them through the system. And there's always going to be more. So who gives a fuck how we treat them? Right. So I'm sympathetic to that. And I like to, I just, I get mixed emotions because it's unions and collective bargaining and things like that like i got a problem yeah she is a (laughs) two seconds up here fuck you exactly it's because she loves you yeah yeah bullshit crazy ass cat well hopefully no one saw me throw the cat nope (laughs) (laughs) but you just threw yourself under the bus um no and i think you're right i think that's why diversity of choice as far as employment is so important yeah and why one thing i would agree with breaking points on so off they're talking about areas where you live where you only have really one or two options for employment you know everything else is closed down the small mm-hmm. a lot of small business closed down so the biggest thing in the area if you want a decent job is to work in the amazon plant if yeah. you want a decent job is to work at the fucking uh what did i just say the general mills plant you know yeah. what i'm saying and that's it's a dangerous game to be playing and that's when you have places like dupont you know what i'm saying all the towns like dupont all over the country are named that because there were dupont plants and towns popped up around them that's a dangerous game to play. It's the same thing as all these, these other things we talked about. This is the theme for the day. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. The most dangerous We're game. We're playing dangerous yeah, games. It's a dangerous game to play. Title so, of the episode. Yeah. There you go. Title of the episode. Dangerous game. So, and we might have to start doing that just for funsies. I've been... I, people may not know this. You may not know this. Ooh. I have been titling the episodes on the website. Oh, nice. For the last maybe 20 episodes or so. Fantastic. And so if you go back there, they do have titles. Talking about throwing myself underneath the no, bus. No, 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 no. It's only the website. Yeah. Nowhere else has a title. No, no sound Speaking cloud, of the no website, nothing. There you go. Go to, go to it right now. Go to look do at the post. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's the only thing. That's the only place they have titles. They're all pretty good, though, if I do, you know. You want to toot the old horn yeah, a little bit? exactly. Um. Diversity of choice, right? And it's, it is unhealthy. Oh, fuck yeah. This is good. Yes. If you want to be a cog, go do cog things. Exactly. They all have names. Oh, um, bro, you the man. Yeah. Love it. It's unhealthy and counter to freedom for people to not have a, a true and honest choice of places that they live, mm-hmm. you know? And it does people a disservice. It ends you up in places like this. And this is where, when we've talked about unions before, so I've got a lot of problems with unions, but I know deep down there are places where they still they still have their place. Yeah. And it's reasons like this, because yeah. you shouldn't... When we talk about Amazon, you yeah. know? I actually begrudgingly was right. like... The warehouse workers probably should be unionized, man. You shouldn't be subjected to piss in a bottle because you're not allowed to take bathroom breaks. Yeah. You shouldn't be subjected to not having any time off because we just got to crank out cereal fucking seven days a week, 24 hours a day. That's insanity. Yeah. There, we, we live in America. You shouldn't. While we are a capitalist nation, and I embrace that to its fullest, we shouldn't be existing in a world or in a country at the very least. Mm-hmm. In which people don't have the opportunity to spend time with their children. Yeah. I spend 50 plus hours a week at work every single week. Yep. I get four hours a day with my kid during the week. I, that time, every moment of it is extremely precious. Yep. To be denying that of people is gross. You know what I'm saying? I work that much to support my family so my wife can stay at home so that we can live the life that we want to live. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I, I, 
It's a tough one. Feels objectively wrong to me that we are subjecting people to those type of circumstances. The you difference know? being is you are making that conscious choice. You fucking dick. Oh god, we gotta get the cat out of here. Fucker, open the door. Open the door up so the dogs can leave. But you are making that objective choice, right? You're making the decision to I'm to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dick. Yeah, get out of here, cat. You're being you're being angry. I'm not a fan. I love her. Uh, she's a dick. All cats are assholes. We know that. Um, she's got attitude. But yeah, it, like, I have some sympathy for those people, right? Because yeah, Absolutely. you grow up in a shithole town. Not saying your town's a shithole, but you know, economically, it's kind of shithole it's tough. Countries. You only got you only got two choices: you're gonna go work at a mine, or you're gonna go work for this big box store. You know, something like that. More sympathy for those folks, right? But in a perfect world, in my utopian world. Every single one of those workers that is feeling undervalued and literally being taken advantage of should fucking walk away, and that company should collapse overnight. Certainly. Unfortunately, Certainly. in a perfect world, that is not ever going to happen, right? Because these people right. can't just go somewhere else because of financial problems and this and that and the other thing, which is unfortunately, again, by our societal design at this point. We've built the system that makes it so that if you're in a spot that has the only good gig in town is to go work at the chicken factory or the Amazon warehouse. You're going to go work at the Amazon warehouse or the chicken factory because what right. are you going to go work at the gas station? You know, right. no. And so I'm very sympathetic to that, but I'm kind of not willing to have a, I'm not willing to have a foundational conversation, accepting that, that fact to be the only path. If that makes sense. Certainly. Because and if we continue to only talk about the problems of which Band-Aids to use, we're always going to be throwing Band-Aids on. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, I'm sympathetic towards these people, and I right. don't know what you do. It's, it's, it's tough. But at some Certainly. point, and it would be really nice for, like, all in mass to not go on strike, but the entire union that is working at, you know, like the um, unified... Automotive workers, I think the UAW is is like the GM people, the, yeah. you know, stuff like that. If they all didn't strike, but they quit their fucking job, and then ev the next day they all applied to another factory somewhere else. Like, I don't care if it's across the globe or whatever it is, you're putting the the the, the, the applications online, yeah. whatever it is. The the well, signal that out. that would they do just like they did the they General do. Mills plant or yep. the, you know whatever whatever. Whatever zero plant it is that we're talking yeah. about, because I keep going back and forth, but they scabbed out. That's they yep. waited until Kellogg's, those people Kellogg's. They yeah. waited until those people stroke, struck, strike. Struck. I don't know. Went on strike. Yeah, it went on strike. There you go. <laughs> they and, stroked out. <laughs> and the moment that they all stood out front and waited for the factory to open, their buses rolled in with scabs with mm -hmm. a whole new fleet of employees. The company said, Fuck you. And that's why Tough. That's why I try to boil yeah, it down so to much power. of choice. Yeah. You know? And I think that it's important to just incentivize small businesses, incentivize an economy that it not incentivize a company, have an economy that incentivizes small businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, we are we have one now. We've talked about the upward distribution of wealth or the upward movement of wealth over the last year, and a lot of that went from small small businesses to large corporations. When right small on up. businesses yep. couldn't stay open, but big businesses could. Yep. Walmart, Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's. Yes. The money all went those. up. It went from Grocery small stores. businesses to large corporations. Yep. That's wrong. That that doesn't provide people with choice. That mm -hmm. puts us in a point where the people who are already stressed at these big companies, these big corporations, are now fighting for 
a share of what they had because there are more employees now because all the small businesses are closed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because if you don't let them if you don't let a company get that big, it's not as hard to fight. Right. And I'm not arguing but, for regulation, right? Yeah. I'm definitely not arguing for regulation and I'm, like neither am I. regulation. I'm I mean, just saying like on a general societal level, yeah. right? If if people see this company coming up and they're absorbing all the jobs and all this stuff and you go, you know, Let's not go work there. Let's find something else to do. Right. Mind you, it takes a different mindset. It takes morals. A, it takes it's a, a different set of morals. It's a different set of morals and a different set of yeah, work ethic, which is, yeah, moral. Right. Um, without that societal basis, yeah. inevitably, you will only be left with a false choice. A because at one, you miss the point of no return. A decent example would be this area and the shipyard. Yeah. Right? It's not a perfect example, but it's decent. Because it is the number one employer. There are other jobs you can get, right? Mm-hmm. But also, when you start at the shipyard, I think you start at like $17 an hour, and you get a raise every year, every two years, yep. until you hit a certain threshold, and then you're capped out there. Yep. But at that end, you're still making $40 an hour. Mm-hmm. You know? So you can, getting out of high school, if you don't go to college, this is for our area. This yep. is just a good example for our area, Right. The PSNS, the Puget Sound Naval Shipyard, is the federal government is the biggest employer in this area. We've talked about it before. Talked about it all the time on our social media, right? Obviously, you're watching us here. YouTube, Salt of Streets. Instagram, Salt of Streets. Facebook, fuck Facebook. It's Salt of Streets. Salt of Streets. com for this information. We have our own personal social media. I'm at Salt of Street on Twitter. At Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Collins at Big Bird Alpha on both those things. Patreon.com slash Salt of Streets. Discord, Salt of Streets. Swell blended if you need a haircut. Location skate shop for a skateboard. Leggings and aprons on Instagram for cakes. Lexi Kayo on Twitch for Twitch streaming. Movember is going to be the next two episodes. I'm going to be here with Solo Stash. If you want to help donate to Movember, help men's health, go ahead and go there. Um, Patreon.com, I already said it, but if you want to become a patron and help us make more, better content, go there. Subscribe to us. Like Colin said, at the end of the month, we have our first salty newsletter coming out. It's going to be a little bit like an essay from Colin and from I, and probably, we'll probably tag an article or two on there that we've been watching that maybe we didn't get a lot of, didn't get to or something. Yeah. Um, because believe it or not, we may sit here for four hours and talk about all this stuff, but we never get to everything we could get no. to ever. We could sit here for 24 hours a day and run out of shit to talk about. Yes. So... I think that's everything as far as that. Um, what were we talking about before that? Unions working, false choices. University of choice. Oh, the shipyard. Shipyard. Right? So when you get out of high school here, you can go to college, join the military. That's also very, very common here is yep. to join the Navy because shipyard. one of the few options is the shipyard, right? Yep. Shipyard, so, and we have a, a nuclear sub base. Yes. We got Joint Base Lewis McCord down the road. We got a base up in Indian Island. Yes. We're pretty stacked. So there's also a bunch of small businesses because there are towns, you know, but they're small businesses. Mm-hmm. So there are also Safeways, grocery stores, things like that. This greatly limits your options to, like I said, starting at the shipyard are generally about $17 an hour starting for a random-ass job in a random-ass shop. Nothing specific, no degrees, no anything. Just a guy who's going to clean up until they give you a better job. About $17 an hour. You continue to get raises till you get up to 19, 21, 23, 24, 25. Full benefits package the whole way. Full benefits the entire time. Matching 6% of your pay, I think, into your IRA. So they're also matching more than even like my company does or other really good small businesses, other good small jobs would give you yep. matching generally more than that so it's yeah, i think minimums three percent match you have choices i had many friends who i have a friend who's younger than me bought a house before i did i have several friends who work in the shipyard bought houses before i did because they chose a path 
I didn't want to because I didn't want to work for the government. I yep. don't want to work for the federal government. Still I felt don't. that way from the very beginning. I could quit my job right now and probably go make the same, if not more, money in the shipyard just because I've had the same job for seven years doing a small technical thing. Jordan's stepdad works in the, or Jordan's dad works in the shipyard. I could talk my way into a job there. Easy. No problem, right? Trenton's dad works there. Trenton works there. Five fucking minutes I have my job at a shipyard, yeah. right? If I don't want to work for the federal government. If I'm vaccinated, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's a whole other. I don't want to work top. for the federal government. Yep. There's all kinds of shit that Trenton can't do that I can do. There's all kinds of shit that all a bunch of my friends who work for the government can't do yep. that I can do. If I want to do cocaine tomorrow, I can do a co- I can do cocaine tomorrow. Nothing's gonna happen. Tim and Tim and Dan are not gonna piss test me on Monday. Nope. To find out whether I did coke, they don't care. They don't want to talk about it. They definitely don't want me to talk about it. Yep. They don't care. Don't bring it up. They don't care. Smoke weed every day. I smoke weed on the show every day. Mm-hmm. Trenton can get fired at any moment if he's smoking weed. Yep. Archie, Trenton's dad, who's worked there for 20 years, get fired at any moment if he's smoking weed. Yep. Works for the federal government. It's it's legal in this state. Get fired from his job for smoking weed. Yep. I don't want to work for the federal government. You know what I'm Hard saying? Hard fucking no. And it's, it's a choice like that. that here it's, it's a little bit easier to make, but it, it took time also because it took me time, years, working for a small business, working for a small business to make the same amount of money that my friends did working in the shipyard yeah years right off the bat too probably that's a hard it's a hard thing to eat when you see people graduating after you going to work there making more money than you it's, it's a struggle do i want to stick with this does this mean that much to me to not work for the government or do i want to make more money do i yeah. want to go and buy a house do i want to do these things it's very difficult oh yeah people are faced with those decisions with different companies probably with less pay and shittier benefits all the time oh yeah i don't think you should be subjected to that choice and especially because a lot of them are most of them are private companies with less regulation on what they can and can't do to you than the federal government you know the federal government as terrible as it is has decent standards of how they have to treat you because of civil rights and all kinds of shit that of the amount of oversight that federal jobs see there's a reason it's so popular to go work for the federal government exactly whereas if you work in a private industry you might see an osha person uh, once or twice a year maybe Maybe. you know maybe because they're doing other shit you know they got 90 million fucking shipyards in the united states to go and visit all the time to make sure that people wearing their their correct color hard hats and glasses and shit you know and if you're not if you're not working for the federal government, odds are you're probably not. You're going to have a greatly diminished chance of running into those people because, as far as you know, OSHA is concerned, they would rather focus on covering their asses on their own facilities versus going out in the private sector and really pushing those boundaries. Because you can all, you know, can you imagine if. OSHA employees, inspectors and shit like that were as, as ubiquitous as like cops. How many cops you see in a day driving around? At I least see one. At I least see a one. dozen every day. Yeah. I only right? drive eight minutes to work and back yeah. most days. I still always see at least one every day. Well yeah, th- especially in that spot. Yeah. You know, between that little stretch you got is a yeah. it's a good point to, for them to be hanging out if they want to collect some extra taxes for the state. Um, right at the bottom of that hill. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know assholes? exactly what I'm talking Sorry, about. They sit in that dog park all the time. Man. Oh yeah. And uh, hassles. I I like to play like a, a mind game or a, you know mind experiment. They used to buy weed in the Home Depot parking lot all the time too. Lots of drugs in Silverdale. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a good place to do it. Right in that that little spot. Shit but now there. now you got three dispensaries within five minutes of that parking well, lot. That was, back in the day. Even after I turned 21, I could still get better deals on the street than I could in a store. Yeah, right and at the so, beginning, right? Right at the beginning. So I saw an article just screwing around today on they must have been like king five or something like that some kid 
got killed in a drug deal where he was trying to buy a pound of weed and got killed yeah. for whatever reason. I was like, bro, really? Yeah. You, what, what, what are you doing? Are you trying to start a business? Is that what you're doing? Is that what you're trying to do? Just be, bro, because nobody needs to be dying for weed in the state no. anymore, man. Come on no. now. There's, there are so many shops all over the place. But it, it's sad when you see that kind of shit still. Right. Especially because now you can find, it's easy to find deals in the store that are comparable, if not better, to what I used to get on the street. Yep. So that's... The free market's a bitch, ain't it? Um, now, can you imagine for a second what this county county alone would look like if we didn't have sub base and didn't have the, the shipyard? I, like, I don't even know. Okay. The entire economy of the entire county for, oh, for, for decades and decades and decades has relied on that single point of income from the federal government to build our entire county. Yes. Yeah, the Bremerton City Hall is a quarter mile from PSNS. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's the nicest building in Bremerton. <laughs> the Northwest building? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what is the nicest building in Paulsbo? Oh, wait, wait, wait. City Hall? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, what about let's... Port Orchard? Oh. City Hall. <laughs> Imagine that shit. City Hall in the courthouse. <laughs> yeah. Where are your tax bill? Where's your taxpayer going? To the nice big government building. It's all bright and shiny. It's a problem, man. It's a Ignore problem. Ignore the homeless people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry about any of that. <laughs> don't worry about that. So, yeah. Obviously, government involvement is a big, big issue. Um especially to tie it all back to where we started um, right. with these supply chain issues and the strikes that are going on. I don't know, like it's hard to tell in the strikes right now because you know, a lot of unions are striking a lot of the, yes. you know, it's mostly union workers that are yeah. getting out and they're striking. So, uh, Hollywood was working on it, you know? Oh so yeah. That's, there's a bunch of, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not just the government. That's why mm -hmm. I think it's important we talk about it. Cause there's obviously the private sector is fucking people over. They're treating people terribly. Yeah. You know, and notoriously, they kind of always happen, right. which is why we still have unions today. But And for a myriad of reasons, I would say the lack of diversity of choice, but also, a, I hate to come down on anybody too hard, but the lack of, of strong morals that people are unwilling and unable to walk away from a job in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know, where, it, Like you said, in a perfect world, those people would quit. They would yep. say, fuck you. And we're Ford collapses overnight. Exactly. And that plant has to close because they can't find other people. Not only because... But then the trickle down of that is, you right. know, cars are expensive, you right. know, everything, so nobody can buy shit, it's, it's terrible. You, because you also have to depend on, if 400 people quit overnight, you have to depend on the next wave of 400 people to have the same morals that say, I don't want to go and accept that job because these people just quit because it was so terrible. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. And it's a scab problem. And that's even harder to find than the first people, the first group of people to actually quit. Yeah. To have the morals to actually quit and walk out. And then to have the next rank of people down. not there exactly. on the line ready to steal up that job. Exactly. Which just, I think, probably speaks to the general economic desperation. It's easy to find our entire more desperate country. Yes. Every one of these plants. You know, why is anybody working for Purdue? The, the chicken people. Why are they doing that shit? Why are they working for any of these big-ass places? Because they feel, in some way, that's the only gig they can get. Or it's, I don't know if it's Motherfuckers need thing. chicken. I don't know. And, yeah, chicken's getting hard to find. Motherfuckers Get you some chickens. Chicken. I wish I, my fucking HOA, bro. My HOA. I can't have chickens. I can't have chickens in my backyard. What? That's how fucked up this place is. Not even one? Dude, I get a single chicken, 
it makes a sound. Motherfucker's knocking on my door. Oh my hey, God. uh, about that, uh, about that sound I heard the other day. Don't mind the fucking pheasant that rolls between people's neighborhoods, squawking at all hours of the goddamn morning. I can't go out there and kill that fucking thing, even though it's a game animal and I should take it, but um, because it's it's too beloved by by the people. But I can't have a fucking chicken so I can have fresh eggs. Assholes. Just black. You call this liberty? It's not liberty. This isn't freedom. It's it's, it's not bullshit. freedom. It's bullshit. <laughs> Oh my god, we have a party tonight. I totally forgot about that for a minute. Oh, Zach in the house. What up, Steelhead? It's my buddy Zach. Oh, what's up, G? Yeah, he's the homie. Happy to have you here. I mean, what is that emoji? Is that cash emoji? I can't, I can't care what I see. What's up? That's right. Join the Patreon, bro. <laughs> Get my newsletter. That's also, right. elk hunt next week. Will you be hunting elk out, bro? That's what I want to know. He sent me some pictures of a buddy of his the other day. He got a monster. Super jelly. There you go. Yeah. I love hunting, bro. So let's talk oh! about you. Sorry, go ahead. Nope. Um, is it a good segue point? I was just going to ask you about anything else about about strikes. So, my The biggest point I have on the strikes right now is there is – I think there's more to come. And I think this is at the very early developing stage of what we're going to see with this. So I'm going to be watching a lot of these strikes very carefully because this is not the time economically. This is not the most opportune time to be cutting back on production in places. No. And if these if these unions are struggling real hard, I'm going to be very, very interested in to see what kind of deals they're getting on the back end to go back to work. Yeah, because so we don't I think make as shit in America. So the things that we do make here, we got to keep making that shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got to make keep what we're doing. Because a lot of it is food. A lot of it is food. It's you know, food. We make a lot of processed food and meat processing uh, and yeah. shit like that that's here that pe- – well, there are people eat processed food mm-hmm. every day, you know? So it's vital to people's lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I wanted to talk about uh, last weekend. I have a hunting story for you. Yes. So we were, my brother just, my brother and I just spent one weekend. We, you know, got there Friday night, we went out Saturday and Sunday trying to get ourselves a mule deer because I was unable to go to our high buck season and that whole thing devolved, this whole, whole deal. Um, it was a whole deal. deal. Couldn't do that. So we're trying to get ourselves a deer. So we go up last weekend and I have never, obviously there's no pictures floating around our Instagram of a dead deer. So obviously that tells the story. I did not get a deer last weekend, but I have never felt so good about being skunked on a hunting trip before. Right? Because generally speaking, you go out there, you get skunked, you don't see anything. It's just... Uh, well, we had a good time God out in the did. woods, right? And it was fine. But in this particular case, I saw deer every single day. It was so nice. We got into deer every day we were out there. Multiple deer, multiple spots. Nothing was legal. Mm. So even though, and oh man, the very end of the night, Sunday night, we're 20 minutes from the end of shooting light when it's legal to shoot, right? And the sun's going down. And it's, and also I'm on one, so we're in, in this valley, right? There's a big draw that comes down like that, big goal. And it's an old, it's an old burnout area that had a forest fire about two years ago there. And so we're just hanging out on the edges, strategically placed. I'm on one side of the draw. My brother's on the other side and we got a crossfire going on. Well, 20 minutes before shooting light ends, my brother just kind of, I see him 
across the way just kind of hunked down behind this um, this log or the stump. And he texts me real quick because we're just texting back and forth about what we're hearing and shit. Cell he goes, service, He's eh? like, dude, yeah, just enough. Like, we couldn't use signal, which was weird. Didn't have enough, but... Signal goes through, like, LTE. And yeah, through but data. we were able to get text messages across, so that was nice. And he's like, oh, shit, I hear something. And so, I'm like, I, by the time I get that, I look up, and he's all hunked down behind this stump. And I think it was, like, two or three does come out from the north side of the ridge and pass within fucking 15 feet of him right and eventually they kind of what we say in the hunting world he gets busted they smell him and they kind of bound being that off. close is only going to be a matter of time yeah yeah um and so we get all excited all right cool that was awesome we you know so we're, it's nice we're all we're in the right spot we're doing the right things we're seeing deer and then from the same spot the does came out of more rustling except it's much louder this time around as if maybe he's some got clanking, some headgear going around yeah. or something like that and we go oh fuck there's buck coming there's buck coming chasing these little ladies and not but and at this point we got like 15 minutes before it's over right and not but 30 seconds later as soon as we start hearing this thing it's rustling it's stopping it's rustling it's stopping that's buck it's coming it's gonna be a long night but let's fucking take this thing if it's got three points we're taking it and down the road, there's two other sets of hunters that have been down there. They decide to call it quits 15 minutes before shooting lights over. And they come hauling by in their big-ass loud ah. diesel trucks right next to us. Mind, part of the problem is we're in that spot. We're right. open. But you're a hunter. What the fuck are you doing leaving 15 minutes before shooting light, blowing out somebody else's chances? Right. So that was fucked. In we were both. Etiquette, we man. were so... We got back to the truck and we're both like shaking with anger because like, it was a buck. You guys saw it? No, we heard it actually after that truck went down. My brother immediately jumps up because the noise has got his cover at this point. He right. jumps up, runs over to the other side of the road, and he's like, "You can hear him hiding behind a bush." And he's like, "Look in," and he can just hear this thing just take off down the slope. It's gone. Good buck for sure. Fuck man, what the hell? Yeah, that's fucked. That's that was the, the one other little tiny hunting story which was funny the first day we're out there um it was right after i got into the ridge and taking that little video of stuff so you can go see that on our self the streets instagram which by the way is right fucking there so you should go there right go. there and do it um but like maybe 15 minutes after that we're walking on this trail we're getting to, from point a to point b and we just we're getting to this heavily wooded area my brother kind of stops and he goes hey just so you know like getting into this place like just be really really quiet because this is the place they're going to be. Ten fucking seconds later, he stops. That's why I stop. And this fucking doe comes like ten <laughs> feet away from him. Like, this little asshole called it like that. And this doe walks, a big body doe too, just walks right out in front of us. Kind of looks at us and was like, hey, what's up? And just walks down the hill. And then there ended up being like three or four more down there too. But Is there any doe hunting allowed in this state? Is it state by state? Is it? It's state by state how they do it. And generally, yes, there is always some does that are taken. It's a special tag that you have to get. And it's a certain um, time. It's like a lottery right? deal. Yeah. They give you time frames and certain GMUs you can go. I think for doe, it's pretty. I'm not totally sure what they call it because it's not necessarily like a doe tag you get, right. but it's colloquially called a doe tag. And you're like, supposed to try and make sure that it's like not pregnant and stuff, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
It's kind of like shooting not, a bear with cubs. Right. You know, it's there's not nothing. Illegal, but it's a real dick move. Yeah. It's that's an etiquette thing. Like you don't want to take out a mama bear that's got two cubs. And so if you're That's what Cody got last year. Yeah, that's fucking that thing. That that's a nice that's it's a nice mule deer. Yeah. And he's out he's out of meat on that one. I think he twisp. said he was out in twisp. Yeah. So that's a pretty good the one that he got last time was about that same yeah. time. I would one, love like, two years ago, I, think. I would love to come across a doe tag, man. Yeah. I mean Is that a lottery type of deal too? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's things like that you put in for every single year. You might get lucky, you might not, but I generally do put in for certain ones like deer, um, even though sometimes I'll just put in for what you call points. So you can apply for it, but not actually put yourself in the lottery right? so that you can get the points worth of value. That's It's like a weird weighted average deal. Hey, baby, welcome right, home from right, the gym. Right, because the more points you have, the more chance you have of getting that tag. Right? Yeah, ideally. Right. Even I've, though, I've heard that before. Last year, I drew my. It was like a seven-point average that gets this deer, and I had like I had like two points. Yeah. So sometimes you get lucky, but but yeah, that's basically the highlights I wanted to share with you about the hunting trip that's last excellent. weekend. It was gorgeous. That is excellent. And we got hosed, but we were in the right spot, doing the right things. You're getting closer. Yep, it was good. You're oh man, closer. we got a uh, Steve Beard jumps in the chat here. Says my rooster has gone section eight <laughs> and will not comply, and he says salute to your channel. My rooster does not want the COVID vaccine. Excellent. And, and I think your rooster should have the choice to not get vaccinated. I'm not sticking my cock with that's, the jab. <laughs> there you go. That's that's it for that's, that's it for that one. Thank you for joining us. So we're happy to have you here. Oh my um, god. I think that it's fuck HOA. Like it's 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 wrong that you can't have a chicken in your backyard. Yeah. For some it kind of goes in line with what we talked about last episode with like, you know, the arbitrary you can't shoot here law yeah. that we have in the county. It's like that's bullshit. That's bullshit, man. But then again, I believe every government infringement is an infringement. Every government involvement aspect. I mean, yeah, at this point I'm a full-blown anarchist. I, I don't. I believe the validity of the state is a false choice that we were given once upon a time, and I think it's utter bullshit. And I think if we wanted to, we could have our own society, much like we have now, with very little difference. Except you wouldn't be. You there would be no authority over you at all. Right. The only thing that would keep you in checks is your neighbors I think and your the, town. I think the comparisons to like very early colonial America is a very good comparison. You know, yeah. the ability to still maintain trade and not. Obviously, there are differences between fucking 1750 and now, right? Yeah. But we have a slightly more complicated system. Right, right. But the ability to maintain trade both domestically and internationally is, is very interesting, yeah. you know? And it's it's obviously intriguing. We are only yep. smarter and more sophisticated than we were then. We have yeah. technology. We have many aids that allow, we could do it. could allow us to do those same things, yeah. you know? I have a hard time. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it because yeah. we're getting late in the show. But um, I have a hard time believing that if... This is a big hypothetical, but like if the government of the United States were to disband and we were an anarchical state of state of America, you yeah. know, I have a very hard time believing that other country would be like, well, we're not going to trade with them because they don't have an established government for no. us to be dealing with. You everybody know? everybody believes in the bottom line. No. Everybody if believes you have enough in the, money. Yeah. yeah then, and private companies are not going to go away if the government ceases to exist. No. They're going to continue to exist yep. with a, without government regulation, but they're still, they're going to be more 
subject to the ideals that we were talking about. People are going to have way more choice. If you want to treat me like that, there's a thousand other companies that I can go and work for that are not going to treat me like shit. Fuck you. Your company can go under. The government isn't here to save you. I don't give a shit. Yep. You know, there we will go talk to the other 30 small shipping companies that are going to band together to make a coalition so that they can get shit done. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to work for you anymore. Um, I, it's, it's very interesting. It's, it's very, very, interesting. very intriguing that I think that when we do our first, we have like a little private Patreon video or something, you know, that could be, it could be a discussion on air. Cause yeah. I think that would be very interesting. So, um, what the fuck did I want to ask you about? So we hit shipping delays and all this. Should we talk about the, uh, the reconciliation bill? package? Yeah. yeah. The build back and better still, agenda. There's still only so much that we can talk about about it because it's, it's still up in the air. Evolving. Um, they set another arbitrary deadline for the end of the month, but they've still maintained the government. I mean, yeah. the Biden administration has maintained this isn't a deadline. You know, we're only, we're just saying we would like to have it done by that, you know, cause this week they're saying they want to have it done by the end of the week. It's Saturday. Now we don't have a bill. Because they're getting ready so, to go on break, too. I don't yes. ever win, but it's coming very soon. Yeah. So there are things being continually stripped out of this bill. I think Okay, I just want to start, I think, by placing our positions because I think they're both very similar. Okay, before my you opinion. do that, I just want to give you full marks. You are on the fucking mic today. <laughs> Thank you, you really are. I, I love it. I'm so <laughs> happy. very much. So, um, yes. State your so, position. <laughs> my position, right? I think that they're... We talked about, I think, when Larry was here, that Mm -hmm. there is a huge discussion for, man, it's very difficult. There's a huge discussion for social spending right now because people need help, right? Mm -hmm. For certain things happening, for a lot of changes in the government. I am not opposed to discussions on immense changes and reform in many aspects of the United States government. I think that it's far time for past that, especially now that we're ending, you know, our great eternal war in the, in Afghanistan. I think we have a lot of discussions of redistribution of government funds. I don't mean to different people. I mean, to different areas, Mm -hmm. possibly take some out of DOD and let's put it somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. There's a huge discussion for that right now that isn't happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that I'm definitely in favor of that. I am, vehemently opposed to the process in which this is being done and the immense deception that it's being done underneath. Yeah. You have government figures, Jen Psaki, Karine Jean-Pierre, that are actively saying this is not going to cost anybody a dime. It's paid for 100%. While at the same time, there are news stories saying the overall cost is coming down to $1.5 trillion. Yeah. This does not cost nobody anything. That's not how this works. No. They're telling you in the very beginning, it started at $3 trillion. Right. And each and you can you can go back to to our shows before. Right. To when we talked about uh, what the American Rescue Plan to the first um, stimulus package. We talked about it. We might need this right now. It's uh, probably a bigger discussion that we should have about spending this amount of money at this time. Right. I think that I can't quote myself, but I feel very confident that this view of ours will be consistent there's a discussion for these funds to be spent but it's also a much larger discussion if we want to spend a trillion and a half dollars we want to spend four trillion dollars what eight trillion dollars we should have talked about that that's that was a bigger deal than let's just get it done right especially as we talked about earlier looking back so how many of how much of the funds were went unspent are still not distributed now we're spent to other things redistributed we obviously could have had a much more nuanced 
and comprehensive discussion about how much money was being spent and where it was going because uh-huh. you had an entire half of our political spectrum that was still saying this isn't enough yeah. this is not enough money yep. but we still have money that is not spent yep we right? still have money that we've seen come out in lotteries and i mean there was a point at which our 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 county was offering five hundred dollars for workers that got vaccinated that came out of that. We gave that away, I think, six money. million dollars. I think we yeah. gave away six million dollars of, yep. of excess COVID dollars. Yeah, that seems uh, like a good way to spend that money for people Doesn't who got it? vaccinated. Just to be more specific, oh yeah, those there was were, a section of the population vaccine lotteries. It, okay, no, 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 four prizes of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, one of one million dollars. That's what it was. So, so it's only two million dollars of taxpayer money that we gave to people who chose to get vaccinated. That's all. That's all. It's no big deal. It's not. So, a, yeah. It's why right. it's not about helping the people that need help. I think there's obvious that this needs to be a larger discussion. And I wrote this down for last episode. Right. There's been a lot of discussion from. Ooh, Steve Beard has a hunter comment. He says, "At a hunter, uh, as a hunter, I always plan on three sides of my company to push deer or other game." So in other words, three people in your hunting party. Yeah, you box, you kind of box them in. Yeah, and yeah. Somebody, you know, some people three call it a deer drive. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, yep, I, I yep, got yep. you. Good shit. Yes. I really want to. Fuck. I want to. We'll get you out there next year. Just an opportunity. You yeah, know, we'll just get you out there next year. But um, anyway. Were we talking about the uh, COVID funds? COVID funds. Misuse of funds. Yes. Oh, um, there's been a lot of talking, jawing from Jen Psaki, from the federal government, especially Democrats, right? The top line amount doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Regular people don't care about what the overall cost of the bill is. And then out of the other side of their mouth saying, well, it's not going to cost anything anyway. But yeah. I don't <laughs> buy do that, that at all because most of the like so many if this is it's anecdotal right because i don't have a percentage i'm not taking a poll but i feel like the overall deficit is a very consistent topic when you talk to regular people about politics mm-hmm. like well the deficit is fucking x amount of, even if it's a partisan talking point oh well, trump spent this much or well it doubled under obama you know we we heard that it's always there we it's on it's both there. sides yeah even if you only care a little bit when you are forced to take a step back as a regular everyday American and recognize that our GDP is about to cross over with the amount of debt that we have, that we literally don't even make enough money every year to try and fix our debt, that matters to people. They don't not care. You have to wonder. You have to wonder as an everyday American, what the fuck does that mean? What What does that mean? If we aren't making enough money to pay our bills, because I can't do that. Yeah. I, I can't live that way as an American. And they, the government tries to spin it as like, oh, well, this isn't like regular finances. You know, it's not a big business, the federal government. You can't borrow until oblivion. It doesn't work that way. That's especially not. And we did talk about this with Larry, especially not if you expect the citizens to continue to maintain faith in the economic system. Yeah. If you're showing me money doesn't matter, why the fuck would I believe that money matters? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're telling me that. You're continuing you're 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 talking about printing a coin and putting it in a deposit in another state and saying it's good to go. You know, dollars, we're, right we're going to be fine. You're also talking about arbitrarily raising a limit that you're saying is arbitrary anyway to a Googleplex so that you never meet it. We can spend as much money as we want and we'll just never matter. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know? What kind of message are you sending? That's insanity. You can't do that and then also say, but if you have more than $600 or $10,000 in your account, we're going to watch what you're doing because you're not paying your taxes. Yeah. 
And what that, the fuck are we doing? And I don't want to just brush over that. The because um, yeah, it started I out at six hundred dollars per. Tra- it was like six hundred dollars because that's in the bill. Something like that. It is in the bill. It's one of the few things that's still in there. If you have oh, more and than, says that it's staying. Of course it is. How are, how else are they going to track everybody and come after you? Because they are. So let me just start here. But only if you make over four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Because as it sits now, the the rule will be if you have ten thousand dollars or more throughout of transactions throughout the year, which is everybody, right? Throughout the year, except for maybe the eighteen year old kid who still lives at home. If you're paying rent or mortgage, you're spending that money every year. Oh, absolutely. Easy. That's still in the bill. And right now, that's where their threshold is, $10,000 per year. So everybody is going to be tracked by the IRS. And it's supposedly only so that those people making over $400,000 or, uh, you know, the millionaires and billionaires who aren't paying their taxes... That's that's how we can yeah that's how we can we're gonna we're gonna go after those guys. First of all, the argument the the statement that you know these corporations don't pay anything in taxes is ludicrous and it's an absolute lie because they pay payroll taxes every single week or every single month, they pay social security taxes, they do all of these things, right? Not to mention corporate tax, not to mention capital gains tax on their executives that get distributions and profit. You get taxed. You may not have necessarily an income tax, but you still get taxed. Your company gets taxed out the ass. Right. So it's a it's a bald-faced lie to say that these companies don't pay anything in taxes, first of all. So it's a disingenuous argument well, that's why they qualify, from the beginning. Yeah, that's why they qualify. They paid $0 in federal income tax this year. Yeah, they said that one little thing. And yeah. then everybody hears that and say, oh, these fucking, these terrible corporations don't pay anything in taxes. Effectively $0 in tax, they say. <laughs> it's so bad. But I guess on the whole, to kind of get back to what you were asking, my initial take on this is if we are really serious about spending multiple trillions of dollars at this point with the, infra- the quote-unquote hard infrastructure bill and the social infrastructure bill, which is all this build back better rec- reconciliation shit, um, if we're talking about spending multiple trillions of dollars – I understand that there is a society as a whole is in need. Society as a whole has also helped get us to this point because they've allowed this stuff to happen. And they, without legislation on the books, without regulation on the books that says you have to do these things like mandates and the things that are pushing people out of the job and bringing productivity down, that's all self-inflicted at this point. If people had any moral scruples and would stand on principle and say, no, unless there's a law, unless there's somebody there that's going to put a legislative gun to my head, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. This is going to affect the way I do business. Um, For them to capitulate to that and put us in this position, I almost have little sympathy. I have very little sympathy for that, which helps which helps me land on the side of, I don't think at this very particular moment, spending a few extra trillion dollars right now, probably not the best idea. I'd be good with people doing the best they can until maybe next year. Let's talk about it in 2022. 
Let's let's talk about it amount around the you midterms. People getting fucking jobs. Let's make it a midterm issue. Let's not shove it through now so that people can stand on high and say we got this passed before midterms. No, before run break. on before break. Yeah, before Be, we yeah, because at home. that point it's over. You know, then you're after this break during the holiday season stuff like when they come back. That is a year before midterms. The campaigning is starting in earnest. And nothing's going to get fucking done. The, especially in infrastructure as well. The tying of those two bills together, which we correctly predicted in the beginning, yeah. this is a mistake. Hard, yeah. Fucking breaking points that are like crystal, crystal is like, oh, that's the only thing that's keeping this bill alive right now is that they're, you know, they're holding. She's saying she's an I authoritarian want, communist. I want Joe Biden to force a vote yes. on the infrastructure bill, on, on these bills. So, yeah. that, so people have to put their name on it. Yeah. And they get have rid no of the filibuster. Get rid of everything so yep. we can just hammer this thing through. Yep. And, like, I always like to bring up this Bernie point, right? Because Bernie Sanders was out there talking about Kirsten, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin. Um, I don't know why I want to say Joe Walsh, but yeah, Joe Manchin from the West two Virginia. The 50. Um, yeah, it's the two. This should, you know, we should not be held back by two senators, you know? 48 people should not be held back by two. Yeah, Joe, or Bernie, until you. Remember that there's a hundred people in the Senate, 50 of which already aren't on board here, dude, 50. So now you're arguing about the tyranny of the minority because you don't have two people who belong to your fucking party. Right. You can't convince them that this is a good idea, much less the 50 other members that don't think it's a good idea. You think you might want to rethink how you do this? Right. The original hard infrastructure, I mean... When this, when the concept was first put out there in the White House fact sheets, it was basically $3 trillion each, correct? Something along those lines, yeah. something like that. And then McConnell and the Republicans ended up wheedling the hard infrastructure down to essentially about a trillion. And now we're looking at the current state of affairs. Yeah, it's 1.5, 1.6 $1. $1. $1. trillion. Dollars. I yeah, think is the high end of what I've seen now. And if anybody can actually put a fucking number on that thing, they're lying to you because nobody understands how this is going to work and how much yeah. money this is going to cost. We're still talking about three fucking trillion dollars. Right. Not pro after we just spent another six or eight trillion within the, the last two years. I was just going to say that the original stimulus package, I think we totaled out to five, but it yeah. was increased. It could go up to eight mm -hmm. if more funds were necessary, which they ended up being, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> very long story short, I just think we should probably hit the pause button on this. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. Right. Let's run on that. <clears throat> Have every single politician that's trying to run in the midterms run on that issue of whether you're for it or against it and let the people speak based off of who wins the midterms. Get the infrastructure package going. Get some more people working. Yeah. Because that's that's our biggest detriment right now is yeah. like jobs unfilled. People not working jobs unfilled. And yeah. I'm not gonna blame anybody for one reason or another at this point i don't give a fuck why you're not working you've got to be working if you're not working and yep. you're able to work you've got to be fucking working you got to be man i don't i don't otherwise I'm somebody sorry. else is paying for your shit for you i'm sorry if there isn't a job that you really want right now i'm sorry if you don't like it if if the hours aren't perfect if sorry, you have to sorry. I, i'm sorry like i i am i am i am sorry that the job that you're looking for is not perfect that's not how things work here yep. you should be working at a job that suits you for now till you can find a better job. Yep. That's what you should be doing. Whether or not you want to call that, I, that's my opinion. I, I'll, I'll yeah. call it that. That's my opinion. That's what you should be doing. You should be working until you find a better job. Yep. I have not gone 
personal. I'm not trying to put myself above anybody. I, I'm not trying to put myself above anybody. I haven't gone a day without a job since I since I got my first job. Not because oh, I've never been fired or I fucking whatever. I I won't do it. There isn't a reason to not be working. There's always fucking jobs to be doing. Yep. Always. Especially and I, now. And I'll just basically add on to what you're saying because I'm right there alongside you. I would just add in the fact that if if you're in a shit job or you're looking for a job that you may not like, if you get that job and spend time building something else that of your own make so that you can one day have the dream job you want, you need to be doing that as well. I understand, obviously I understand that like it's difficult to try to build something from scratch when you're working a blue collar job or any other kind of job that you're working 40, 50 hours a week. But it can be done if you want it to be done. If you if you want to be a cog, go do cog things. Yeah. If you don't want to be a cog, it, it might it might take you acting as a cog for a certain amount of time before you can work yourself out of that position and have something that is not just doing cog shit. I'm never going to let this go. This 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 Larry nope, Dixon nope, dropping nope, the nope. cog thing is it's just my it's the perfect I, yeah, it's a good mantra to have. If you want to be a cog, go 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 do cog things. I've used it um to a David Goggins extent even while I've been in the gym. Like I've been like who's going to carry the boats? Like I'm tired. I can't finish shoulder presses. Did shoulders yesterday, right? So doing shoulder presses to start and I got up to Mm, I had 500 so pounds, one fifteen. You know, so that's not mm-hmm. bad as far as overhead shoulder presses. Oh yeah. You know? So I think I was getting up to six reps at one fifteen. That's not bad. So I was hitting four. I'm like, fuck that. No cock shit. Fucking push. Push until you literally can't fucking lift the bar up. Like there's this ridiculous. No fucking cock. Don't be fucking giving up. You know what I'm saying? That's that's. I have carried that forth with everything. No cog shit. If you want to be a cog, go do cog things. Yep. That's not what we're doing here. We're not doing cog things here. And I, and I, re- I refuse to accept that that is the norm. Right. I refuse that because there is a choice. The choices are difficult, but there's a choice to not yes. be a cog. It's hard. Yeah. And Very I don't hard. want you to complain about being a cog if that's what you are willing to do. If you're willing to be a cog, you're going to do cog shit, period. And unless you decide you don't want to play that game anymore and put in the effort to do that, you're always going to be a cog. And I don't want to hear you bitching about that because you're not going to put in the effort to make a better life for yourself and your family and the whole deal. Yeah. So, a yeah. cog works itself loose from the machine. That's the only way yeah, to get free. That's, that's the right. The only way to get free. You work no one comes God, and this takes is so good. Out. No one comes and takes a gear out of the machine. No one nope. takes a gear out. A cog works itself free. You work yourself out. If you want to be a cog, go do cog things. We're working, so we're working ourselves free of the machine. That's what we do here. Yep. Yeah, and I think everybody should be doing it. And, you know, there's a lot of avenues to do it, but you, it just takes takes sacrifice. Like we talked about last episode, um, there's a great salty short that talks about this shit. Go check out No Cog Shit on YouTube. Right. You can find that right there, Salt of the Streets YouTube. Just search it out. It'll be great. Have fun. Make sure while you're here, you like, you subscribe, get over to the Patreon, subscribe. Extra plug this this 37 minutes, there apparently. <laughs> Let's talk. Well, no, those that just went up, so... um 
five minutes ago and we didn't talk about it, I don't think. So that's perfect. Perfect, perfect segue into it. Yes. Patreon, obviously, Salt of the Streets. Uh, you're watching us here. YouTube, Salt of the Streets. We have our Facebook club, Facebook club, Salt of the Streets. Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Saltofthestreets.com for all this information. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offie on both of those things. Again, saltofthestreets.com for all that information. Discord, Salt of the Streets. If you need a haircut, go to swellblended.com. If you need a skateboard, go to Location Skate Shop in downtown West Brem. If you need some cakes, go to Leggings and Aprons on Instagram. If you want to watch some Twitch, go to Lexi Kyle on Twitch. The next two episodes will be during Movember. So if you want to help me raise some money for men's health and awareness, suicide prevention, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, all of these things, if you have a man in your life that you care about, Go ahead and go to Movember.com and search for Donovan Phillips. You will see my face there with a mustache, previous pictures. Go ahead and donate anything that you can. $1, $2, $5, $10, anything. Anything you can. I will donate at least $25 every week of November to make sure that we're getting at least 100 bucks to him. So with yeah. that, I think that we can move on. I think we can hit just for a second the couple of things that we – they're saying for now that are going to be in the bill. Um, I don't know if you have a list there. My, article, my article timed out. So we have – um, universal pre-K um, is still in, as far as we know, which would be pre-K for three- and four-year-olds. The two years of college was taken out, so that's not in there anymore. Let's yeah. talk about preschool for a second, right? Yeah, let we, me just run through this thing real yep, quick. CNN, which when it comes to um, being a Biden administration shill, you can always trust CNN to shill for the Biden administration. So right now we're looking at universal pre-K. Um, Extension of the child tax credit for one year. Uh, we got paid leave with shorter duration of four weeks, triggering you know triggered at a hundred thousand dollars. Paid family medical leave. Yep. Yeah. Um, you got child care and home care are included in the proposal. Uh, roughly one hundred fifty to two hundred billion dollars for housing, tuition free community college for housing? dropped. What yeah. Does that mean that's that's like um, probably homeless stuff like that. I I would oh, certainly imagine. Okay. Um, I got a more detailed one, too. We can get into one of those. Medicare expansion, Affordable Care Act funding to finance subsidies for the next three years, roughly $180 billion. Climate um, remains kind of a un... It's, it's, so, it's just gray, but we got $300 billion uh, for that. So, Corrine Jean-Pierre, on that point... And the right? salt. The salt deduction is still the there. State and local tax deductions, which puts a limit on the amount of tax... You can pay for both. Um, mm. Yeah, basically, if, if you live in a city or a state like New York, you're taxed up the ass. Well, a portion of that can be deducted towards your federal taxes as yes. well. Um, so the climate thing, right? That's been a huge talking point for the progressives. This whole point, no climate, no deal has been part of their deal. Um, so Corrine Jean-Pierre in that press briefing was talking about the different options that the administration had for you know meeting their climate goals even if it wasn't in this bill mm -hmm. so which indicates to me that they're already looking to take this money out or at least greatly reduce it from what it was before because they're talking about the executive orders they can do the different administrative things they can do to try and hit their climate goals mm -hmm. so next i'm going to just interject real quick steve you uh you say you want talk the gear um just expound on that a little bit more give me a little more info there what he says you want you want talk the gear I'm like, well, what do you, what do you, let me, yeah, give me a little bit more to work we with. We're talking about cogs all day, baby. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> are we talking about cogs and gears? Are we talking about hunting gear? Because well, if that's the case, there's about to be a dedicated Discord channel. Plate carriers and shit. Yeah. Know, that's a whole nother deal. That's, 
I ain't wearing that up in the mountains, bro. That's a lot of extra weight. You should have seen Fuck My Life Hill. Oh, four o'clock in the morning, hiking up this steep ass hill like this in, yeah, in pitch black. It was a great time. And you said Fuck My Life? Yeah, you can call it, I dubbed it Fuck My Life Hill. Yeah. So the progressives pushing really hard for climate. It's difficult for us to talk too much about it because it's changing so much all the time. Yeah. Um, especially around Joe Manchin and Kirsten Simmer, whatever they're willing to work with. Um, so we'll see whether or not the climate is in there. Yeah. Um, That's been the hardest thing about trying to talk about this thing in general. Is it that changes too much. It's been ever-evolving because right. I haven't seen a single piece of actual right. legislation yet. We've talked about talking about it on the last two episodes and uh-huh. decided at the last minute we don't even have enough to go on yet, so let's just wait. Yep. And even now, you know... A at least really there's some me. talking points. Right, right. So um, it's I, don't know. I think the only thing that I really wanted to hit... I don't, Climate is neither here nor there. I don't. I, mm-hmm. I think that if we can get to a point where we're not relying on fossil fuels, I think that's great. I think that there are probably a lot of. I don't. know, It's a big topic. I don't want to get too far yeah. into. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I. It's difficult for me to discuss any of this because I am abjectly opposed to the way that it's being done. The, yeah. I don't agree with this. This is this is wrong. This is morally wrong, and it's deceptive for it to be being done this way. So it's difficult for me to even pontificate on any of it. Ooh. The one thing that I feel comfortable saying is that I don't think. Anybody should be willing to readily give their child to the federal government for two more years. I think that's a really bad idea. And this is universal pre-K. We have already said, I've already said in this show that we're going to homeschool our kids. I've already said that, you know, because I, and I've talked about it many times on the show before. I refuse to deprogram my child from whatever the state is putting down their fucking throats. I already know, I know what I walked out of high school thinking, right? And the way that I the thought process that are instilled in you there. And it's Mm -hmm. only gotten worse. I remember being in high school saying white people ruin everything, you know, as like a a tongue in cheek thing, but also feeling like I could make a very legitimate and very um, sophisticated argument as to why white people were the root of all problems, you know, and I was doing it regularly in high school to other people that I was in school with. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, if you look at all these different things, history, Christopher Columbus, Indians, blah, 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 white people ruin fucking everything. You know, a couple of people come in here and they do something and then white people take it and they ruin it. Mm-hmm. Hip hop. That's not, that's not correct. That's not valid. Obviously. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's not real. That was, that was 10 years ago. Damn. So I can only imagine yeah. how much worse it's gotten now. We're seeing video evidence consistently of terrible fucking things happening in school, whether it's from a police officer choke slamming a teenage girl to the ground or grabbing her by her fucking hair and throwing her to the ground or... Uh, this video coming out now of the teacher with a headdress on jumping oh, around the classroom. God, man. Shit like that. Tell a girl. Shit like that. What, what I'm talking about. Bro. You have got me fucked up if you think I'm letting my kid go to any of that shit. You have got me fucked up. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely not doing it. And we know? probably won't get into it, but I mean, look at all the things that have come out of Loud- Loudoun County in Virginia. Yes. Yeah. I mean, literally a rape case that was Two hidden. of them. Two of them. That's right. That is two of them. Just hidden under the rug, sweeped underneath the rug. There's no problem here. I don't know what you're talking about. The superintendent denying the existence of the rape case after <laughs> yeah. a second child had already been sexually assaulted by the same student. It was the same day, I believe, they released the letter, right? It's There's insanity. not a problem in it's public insanity. schools. It's you, you cannot convince me to allow the government of my state or my country to educate my child. Hard no. You cannot. You cannot. And that's, we talked about this when we were talking about student loans and stuff. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I said, I just don't, I refuse to consent 
to the state being able to set an arbitrary designation of education that my child must have to indicate that he is ready to have a job. Okay. I refuse. I refused to take part in that. And that's, I'm again, I'm not saying you're not going to get your high school diploma. We're not going to do this. But I don't, I don't acknowledge it. I don't acknowledge the state's ability to do that. You mm-hmm. don't have the right to tell me when me or my son or anybody else is educated enough to get a job. You don't have the right. I, I refuse. That would be because this program for pre-K, right? Because I want to change. I want to slightly alter the landscape of the discussion because obviously we can't have a discussion about what this will implement based no off idea. of that, right? Because, and all, honestly, we have no idea. But from the okay, reporting we're that we're seeing, system, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. From what we're seeing at this point, right? They're looking at universal pre-K programs for children three to four years old. Three and four. Dax will be three in January. So that would mean that you would be looking at sending your kid to preschool next year, right? If, and it's hard to even, you know, entertain this idea, but like if there was more faith in the public school system, would that be something you would be interested in? Something, a a preschool that you don't have to pay for out of pocket that you can send because now the government is opening up that it's willing to offset the payments. However, this is going to work. See, it's, it already seems kind of utopian because we're obviously working in a world that's not real. And we have no idea what it's going to look like. But I can – sorry, go ahead. I, can, I, I see this only as – and I hate to give her the credit, but – um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, once upon a time, wrote a book called The Two-Income Trap. Right. Is this not more fodder for the two-income trap? Is this not bringing more and more parents into the workforce at an earlier time just so that you can ship your three-year-old off and not have to worry about them so that you can go back to work and get a job and be another cog in the machine? So That's where my push on this so, is. I don't think it's a yeah. good idea because you're removing from three years old. Three years old. Can you imagine the detriment that that would do to your son not seeing his mother or his father for most of the day at three years old. So that I'll, seems scary to me. So I'll answer your first question and spin it to answer your second question. I would consider it um, if I had faith that the school system could do a better job educating my son than my wife or I could. Mm-hmm. I don't have that faith now. Yeah. Dax is not yet three years old. He's able to spell small words. He can recognize all the different letters of the alphabet. He's reading his, books. I he, see. His oh. speech is limited, partially by choice, partially because he learned sign language first. There's many reasons. We also don't force him to like say a lot of words. We just talked about that yesterday. So his speech, I think, is the only thing that's lacking because we don't force it. You but know, his comprehension is not. His comprehension is off the scale yeah yeah no he's able to he'll sit down and read all those books with that little machine and like i said he can spell small words out to us he recognizes all the letters he can count to 10 by himself he has a library of probably 40 ish different sign language words you know that he can use he can effectively communicate with us and with other people with very little instruction yeah so i've have a hard time believing that someone could do a far superior job educating him over the next two years than Jordan or I could. Mm-hmm. I have a very hard time believing that. Um, I got. I just got to say this yeah. from Zeke real quick. Expect to see me at the next school board meeting creating noise. I refuse 
to have my daughter to be a part of this system. Fucking amen, buddy. I wonder, do you have to have a child enrolled in the public school system to have the quote-unquote right to be heard at a school board meeting? I have no idea. Because I feel like up-and-coming parents who are about to be able to put their kids into the system should obviously have a say in what's going on because they're yeah. about to be a part of the system. And it's supposed to be community-based, but yeah, I have no way idea. to go, Zeke, man. You get in there, you make some noise. Um, you know, I'm not saying turn your phone on and send me the recording, but, you know, I'm not not, not saying, saying that, that. But we're not not saying Amen. that. Amen. <laughs> um, and we definitely aren't saying that we would conceal your identity at all costs and, you know, do, do everything that we could. That's right. Um, Matt W., you pay taxes. Amen. You pay taxes. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. There it is right there. Yes. You pay taxes into the system. You go speak your, you go speak your piece. So to answer your second question, I think you're partially correct. I think that the school system and the government and whoever you want to blame does mm -hmm. a very good job convincing parents. They are not able to educate their children and that the only way to do it is to send them to public school. I think they do a really good job doing that. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people don't have the means because they both have to work. You know, so I think to that extent, yes, many parents don't have that ability. I am fortunate enough that I can, that mm -hmm. Jordan is able to stay home, you know, and that seems like it will be able to be the case for, for the foreseeable future until she, if Dax is gone, she doesn't have any children at home. She's probably going to want to go get a job because she's not going to want to fucking sit at home all day and do nothing. You know, mm -hmm. she also does cakes and shit all the time. So she's probably going to be doing that. So, um, yep. to a certain extent, yes. But on the other hand, I also think the government has largely convinced parents they are not able they do they are inadequate and i think that that's wrong you know um and it does not help that the the school board is essentially threatening these parents that are giving pushback by sending letters to the doj yeah. calling them domestic terrorists which they is, later which they later fucking apologize for right. because of all the heat they get from that shit and this is maybe a little bit conspiratorial public but, servant that's um, right in regards to the parents and the children i think that if you if you have to educate your children at home you also have an incentive to be more educated yourself oh yeah and so double perk by convincing you that you are inadequate to educate your child you have little incentive to further educate yourself you mm -hmm. need to work you have to provide for your family you have to come home and make dinner you have to do all these household chores you have to make sure the christmas presents are bought and your kid goes to summer camp and you do all these extra extra things you know so but if there's an argument that anybody can win as a parent that is probably the one thing that yes. you need to be out there doing yes. because that's the most important thing. And I'm not a parent, so I can't hold on to that. But yeah, if that's what it takes for you to do all those things and be able to teach your children and make yourself educated enough to teach them, then that's what you need to do. Yes. And it's very it's, possible. It's hard to separate yourself for a lot of people from the idea that, well, this person has a degree in education, so they know better than me. Yeah. You don't know my child. You don't know them as intimately as I do. You don't know what is best for my child like I do. Oh, yeah. You know? I know what an education degree looks like. I know what it takes to get there. I'm intimately familiar. Right. It's not, it's not what most people would think it is because it's, it's not instruction on how to be an expert in a particular educational field. It to, is really not. To be a substitute teacher in Kitsap County, you just need an associate's degree. 
It doesn't need to be in education. It doesn't need to be in anything. Spencer that I work with, he worked as a substitute teacher before he worked at Bennick. Dope. Spence the sub. I, I love Spencer. Do I want Spencer being my substitute teacher for my child? No, I don't. <laughs> Just give him the Hobbit. Tell him to read it to the kids. It's, we'll and he's be a good. substitute teacher for a one class. So I, it's, the damage that he's going to do is, <laughs> is nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm that concerned about that. But it just speaks to your point of the threshold yes. of what we're really asking people for. Yeah. What are we really talking about You don't need a substitute teacher for a day. You got a degree in fucking communications. Sounds good. Let's go. Yep. Here's the book. That's Teach ridiculous. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's crazy. You, <laughs> and, you and I collectively probably have more to offer kids than. So yeah. my, my point, right, is that we have allowed the government to convince parents that this person with an arbitrary degree knows better to do with your child than you do, mm-hmm. which is ludicrous yeah. that's that's insanity you know and but when you have convinced entire communities of that and you come together in a board meeting and the school board tells you and every other parent in this room we know best we all have degrees this is our job we're professionals let us do our fucking job or we're gonna sick the goddamn department of justice on you what are you gonna do not a good relationship you're gonna say okay i don't you know yeah, whatever because when you don't you get thrown on the ground and arrested like homeboy in fucking loudon county yep when your child is raped and you decide to bring it up at a school board meeting, you get arrested for disturbing the, for uh, disorderly conduct. Yep. So I watched the video. I didn't see much disorderly so conduct there. The, the time is now. The choice is now. It's extremely difficult. This is a choice we're making. So this is one I can't, I feel very comfortable speaking oh, yeah. on. We have the opportunity. She could, Jordan could go back to work. We could send Dax to preschool. Not doing it. That's mm-hmm. a terrible, terrible decision if you want to maintain freedom in your life. That's that's what I think. Yeah. That's my opinion on this particular topic. So I would be potentially in favor of – the only way I could be in favor of government-funded pre-K is if it is done through a voucher program in which I can take the voucher you're giving me and I can go to Dr. Crystal's preschool in which they're teaching all kids in a barn out of a Montessori-style school where no one has to wear masks. I know I'm not going to have to vaccine mandate them. I'm not going to have to do any of that bullshit. Yep. That is the way in which I would consi- con- consider that to be a positive. If you're telling me the only way to do it is to go through a government-sanctioned preschool, then you can go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. I am not giving my child to your system anymore. I'm not shaping my child into a cog for your machine before he's an adult. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I don't blame my mother for doing it to me because she didn't know. And when you're a single parent, you have even less choices than you do as a nuclear family. So I don't blame her. I wish that she hadn't, but I don't blame her. I do not blame her. I would blame myself if I did that to my kid. I would absolutely blame myself because because I see the machine. I see it now. Mm -hmm. I recognize it. I refuse to form my son into a cog before he's an adult. Amen. I refuse. Healthy 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 place and when you think about it now i mean like jordan's already homeschooling dax 100 100 it's just gonna keep going many other kids his age yeah yeah i don't i i'm always a big fan of school choice and so vouchers really get me excited um yeah and if we're talking pre-k voucher programs that's legit too but listening to a crystal's breakdown uh when the most authoritarian you know communist progressive that i know of on the internet um that i think at least speaks she she speaks out of wholehearted belief in the system right yeah somebody that truly believes this system um 
I trust her takes on things from that point of view. And if she is saying this is a problem, because she was talking about the whole breakdown in finances and right, like how basically it now it would be based off of the average median po- income, median income of your state. So it's even yeah. going to differ state to state, which again is neither here nor there. It's a policy issue, but, but that could potentially and possibly will incentivize people to quit their jobs to meet that threshold so that they can get free childcare. Because if yep. they don't, then they're going to be taxed for like $10,000 oh, for childcare. It's an insane yep. amount of money. If you live in the city limits of Seattle, you don't qualify for that because just your, the minimum amount of money you're going to pay for a living space in rent is going to push you over that threshold, yes. period. Probably within three months <laughs> with some of those costs. So Yeah, and then quitting your job would put you at a point where your kid could go to free preschool and then you have all this free goddamn time because you just quit your job. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you have to move so because you, you can't afford your uh, apartment yes. anymore. Yeah, it's not good. Um, just trying to look through any of the other major other you know, issues in that bill. You know, it's mostly boosts in existing welfare programs yeah. like the SNAP program, I can, uh, Medicare, Medicaid. I can speak to this real quick. Okay. Um, I've been getting the child tax credit, right, my wife and I, because only one of us are working, so we meet the threshold. Excuse me. Um, every dollar of the child tax credit that I have received, I have used to free myself from debt from the state. If you are not, just my personal opinion... If you're not using that government money to free yourself from the corporate machine or purchasing ammunition, then you're not using this money correctly. Right. Ammunition or, you know. And you're propping uh, up the same system that put you there in the beginning. Preparing materials. You know what I'm saying? If Mm -hmm. you're not doing one of those two things, then you're spending this money incorrectly. If you need to meet, if you need the money to make ends meet, then it is what it is. I'm not judging you either way. This is my personal opinion, right? The government is giving you money that you didn't have before. If you were doing okay before, you should almost be acting as if this money doesn't exist. Yeah. I have paid off, paid off a credit card last week. We're, so we're down now to just the two main credit cards. Whoop, whoop. So if you're not using this money to pay off debt or to prepare your family, I, in my opinion, you're spending this government money wrong. Yeah. There's nothing else you should be doing with it than to be freeing yourself from the corporate machine. Free like yourself. Free like yourself it. with free government money. Fucking red pill, baby. So, free yourself. That's that's where I'm at. That's free yourself from the corporate machine. That's where we're at. Oh, yeah. man. It, just thinking about the Matrix and stuff, it, it kind of reminded me of, you know, I've been making a lot of Hunger Games references, right? Jordan's watching the Hunger Games because you've been talking Good. about it. <laughs> Good. I have heard so many more Hunger Games references since we started talking about it again. In the districts. <laughs> and, and like, you know, you hear it on commentary now. You hear it on fucking Shapiro. You hear it on Crowder. Like, all, you know, IRL. I'm like, where you guys at, man? I was there. I was there first, motherfuckers. It's bad. It's so bad. We've been talking about it since they were doing COVID things by districts here. Like, yeah. well, they're prepping for the Hunger Games because we're not even in counties anymore. We're just in districts. We're we're in large districts now, and they're gonna start. Uh, what do they? What do they call my? Uh, it's tribute. They're gonna start taking yep. tributes soon. <laughs> so we're done. We're done for. Yeah. No, it's bad news. It is bad news. It's 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 really not good. Is there any other things in the? Uh... In the, the, the reconciliation, build back better stuff. I think that's the only stuff. thing that I really wanted to hit yeah. on. Um, like I said, we can't talk. We can't do much about it. I don't, don't want to give it too much time because I don't want to waste an hour fucking talking about something that's going to exactly. change next week. So Yeah, because it but, could be next week. Totally yeah, different es- landscape. Especially when, like I said, we 
abjectly opposed to the way this is being done. You yeah. uh, seem to be to the whole thing as it is. Period. Um, and I've largely to just the way that it's being done. Yeah. Uh, but I like you... the fact we're starting to form another slight divide between us. Yes. I'm about to be as anti-government as they come at this point. When we were talking about something else, too, the other day, I don't remember what it was, um, trying to force the states to do something. And I was saying that the better way to go about it might be to craft legislation um, similar to the voting. Right. Yeah, voting? that's what it was. It was yeah. voting rights. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that conversation I had on Twitter about, uh, yeah, because Derek Kilmer, our yes. local federal representative, was shilling for Senate Bill 7 or 2747, the Freedom to Vote Act, which I'm fairly sure is the Senate's version of H.R. 1. The For the People's Act and we all this the stuff. Act. Or the For the People Act, yeah. Yeah, For the People Act. and um, They would never call it the We the People Act. No, 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 no. Of course not. <laughs> no, of no, course no, no, not. No, no. But, you know, just some top-line things in that that they're considering, you know, which, as I have been told by a legal professor on Twitter, are all things that are, are absolutely 100% in support of the republic and people's voting rights. Um, automatic voter registrations. Um, the one thing in the bill I can get down on a election day made into a legal public holiday. Super down with that. I think that's a great idea. Let the people vote. There, it is one section of the entire bill. We can just take that out. Let's make that its we own separate like bill, right? Pages. Yeah, it's 594 pages if you turn it into a PDF. Yeah. Uh, we got promoting inter internet registration, same-day voter registration, streamlined voter registration information, access, and privacy, funding support to states for compliance. So already, they're giving the states money to, be, to come into compliance with this bullshit bill that they're pushing on people. Early voting, voting by mail, absentee for uniformed members, enhancement of enforcement. Um, and then they have a bunch of other miscellaneous positions or yeah. uh, provisions, but it's just well, it's, it's just bad. Yeah. This is the we can go over that more next week or our next episode with Creatrix. Get some of her yeah, yeah, I'd be that. really, be really interested. We will talk about some our next episode. We will talk about some topical things, but it's also going to be um, kind of a get to know you episode, right? Yeah. We good interview us, episode. I've never met Creatrix before. What's your name? Is Brandy? I think um, so. Yeah. yeah. So I've never met the Creatrix. I don't before. know if it's with an I or not. And you only spoke to her over text right i have you remember those after parties yeah that's okay that's so you, where yeah, we've been so on video chat with a little bit of video chat yeah it's good times yeah so i will be getting to know her um so we're going to obviously ask her a lot about herself you guys are going to learn about us where we're sitting we'll talk about our political opinions things like that that'll be a lot of what the next episode is about yep. and whatever topical things are happening at that time so with that i think we can move to sports real quick yep. and then we can get the fuck out of here so uh now we're closing sports! In a little over four yes exactly that's let's do that one more time because i i totally nailed it. Sports! Okay, ready. So, first of all, you have to set your lineup this week. You and I are playing each other. I changed my die already. Okay. My, my one guy that's out. So yeah, but I'm still. Your kicker and your tight end, I think, they were both on IR. You, you oh, got to change my your kicker. Lineup. You change your, yeah, you two kicker. Just drop his ass and pick up a new kicker. And you'll be Dude, good no go. matter what, I make these moves, and I got guys with great, great potential numbers in there, and yeah. then every single week, just dropping massive deuces yeah it's just it's just dirty no this is perfect so colin and i are playing each other in fantasy this week it's a real dark matchup i only got two points out of my kicker on thursday so that's unfortunate um we'll oh, have yeah. to see with the say play I'll players pick up expected a, to another play kicker tyree kill travis kelsey blah 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 blah, 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 blah so blah, blah, blah. colin and i are playing each other 
It's going to be dangerous. Right now, there's a 55% probability working in my favor, but you also don't have a kicker in. So not that's, yet. That's why that's – I'm not shitting on you again. I just mean like yep. I'm just stating. So it will likely switch slightly over into your favor once you put your kicker in. And then once have, the game starts, those percentages will shift. <laughs> yes, we will see what happens. If I get um, one win this year and it's against you, ooh, you're I'll six. be happy. That's it's bad, dude. Yeah. I cannot win to save my life this year. I don't Rip know what's dogs. happening. Well, I told you in one of my leagues – I'm one and four, and one of them I am, or I'm one and five, and one of them I'm two and four. In the Bennick League, I think I'm also two and I'm one and five in the Bennick League, and Man. so in this league I'm four and two. Tough in out there. Every other league I have a losing record. It's really bad. And it, in the one league that I'm only two and five, I was, or two and four, I was zero oh and four, mm-hmm. and to start and I looked to try and find out why and I had had the most points against in the entire league. So everybody Ooh. was just having their best weeks against me possible and just absolutely throttling me. That's right. Um, we have, I think Joe maybe still is undefeated. No, he's 5-1 and one, and Morgan took her first loss last week. So nobody has a perfect record anymore. Everyone has at least one loss, thank God. We I'm about to get ridiculed tonight at the party, by the way. Three people that are 5-1, and one, one person 4-2, and two, a bunch of people 3-3. Three and three. So our league is pretty, really pretty stacked this year. Um, it's really tough times. People are getting injured left and right. This is oh, yeah. what COVID's fantasy, been an issue, too, for me. This is what the fantasy analysts are calling the bipocalypse. Because oh! Yeah, because there are so many teams on bye this week, and they're not even just – they're, like, important teams, too. Dallas is on bye. Uh, Philadelphia is on – or Pittsburgh is on bye. Um, Jacksonville is on bye. The Chargers are on bye. Uh, yeah, it's wow. bad. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of all around. Bipocalypse, exactly. So – um, to whoever coined that, so fucking genius, geniuses. I don't know if there was. I think as a fantasy footballer, so those guys are they're pre- man. on the cutting edge of fantasy football. Yeah. That's for sure. They were one of the first people on the sleeper app and all that shit. So I got the Bennett League going. Um, Sorry, I'm going to blame the sleeper app. It's the sleeper app's fault. I'm doing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson is hurt. He fucked up his finger. I think yep. we talked about that when Larry was here. And who's our who's the backup? Geno Smith. He's yeah, and he's okay he's for backup. Know? Yeah, you know, backup. respectable, serviceable. I would yeah. call him serviceable. Serviceable. Yeah. Um, he's doing his job. Have a lot of injuries. Chris Carson is hurt too. It's bad news. Bad news all around the league. Um, you know off bat what's off the top of your head what the Hawks record is right now? I think that the Hawks are. They've been pretty nasty. Three and three, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's really not good. Um, Oregon is playing right now. Actually, it's probably over. So we can go ahead and we can look up the score of the Oregon oh, game. Fucking Ducks fans. I know it. I know it. Bunch of bunch of traitors it's over we beat ucla 34 to 31 so there you go oh there Six you go and one we're still ranked number 10 sounds like a good game though 34 31 yes Win by La- field goal. last week we almost lost to cal um which was really bad and because they were yeah we beat cal last week 24 to 17 and cal was one and four when we played them and so like oh we wow really almost lost to cal. yeah it was really not good um, so the Hawks, let's see here. Seahawks record. Yeah. It's been kind of a NFL in general has been kind of a void in my life this yeah, year. We're fourth in the NFC West. So that's not good. Yeah. That's, that's really not great. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. How many people in those, that level of division, like five or we're six two teams? and four. Two there and four. are four teams in every division. Um, oh, that's not good. 
Yeah. There's the <laughs> NFC and the AFC, and then there's North, South, East, West yeah. of, of both conferences. So four teams in each division and four divisions in each conference. Man. 32 teams total. So we're bottom of the barrel right now. But then, you know, two and four is we also, not the end of the Well, we you know. have the Cardinals in our division who I think are still undefeated. Um, the 49ers who are playing okay. And then the Rams who are playing retarded right now. I mean, yeah. Matt Stafford went from Detroit to L.A. and has been dominating. I think that he has only one game this year where he hasn't thrown three-plus touchdowns. Damn. He's, he's playing insane right now. Yeah. Cooper Cup is the number one wide receiver in the league. Cooper Cup. Daryl Henderson is great when he plays. Robert Woods is a top. 24 wide receiver at the very least, so he's incredible. Um, switch to basketball real quick. Kyrie Irving, we talked about him last time we were here. Yeah, still not playing. Still not still, playing. Still unvaccinated. Now they're looking to trade him um, because he can't play in New York. Uh, he's can't dirty. practice, can't play. So they're looking like they might trade him. Seeing he's not going to get vaccinated. What's There's... fucked up is even in New York they have the exemption, if you will, for you know people that are coming into the state to participate. In not like for sports. sports. Not for is it athletes. not for sports? No, I don't know. Not for athletes. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking because he's home base there. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't work that way. But either way, it's touching all industries. Yes. And those. There's people. Charles Barkley yeah. had a thing last week where he's like, um, you know, you don't get vaccinated for yourself. You get vaccinated for other people. And that's selfish that he's not playing. And I just don't. I don't. I don't. Fundament, I, I disagree do. <laughs> fundamentally that yes. you getting vaccinated does not protect you. Yeah. Because if the line is you need everyone to be vaccinated or you as a vaccinated individual are at risk, I don't buy into that line because the logic, the basic logic does not make sense. And we're still, I remain unconvinced until I am provided with a number, a percentage of how many people who have received the vaccine who are fully vaccinated have breakthrough cases and can spread COVID. I I remain unconvinced because yeah. we're hearing about more celebrities all the time. What Joe Rogan's like, I know 16 people that got COVID that have breakthrough cases. Yep. Anecdotal, right? So I'm not saying it's happening fucking everywhere. But yep. again, when there was the breakout of my work that what me, Dan, and Tyler, I'm just going to call it everybody. Worked out, <laughs> Rebecca, Pam, um, Tammy, and I think two other, I think two other people were sick. So it's nine people, between seven and nine people. And Dan's vaccinated. Anne is vaccinated. I think Pam is vaccinated. Uh, Rebecca is vaccinated. So oh, at least half or over half of the people who got sick in my work with COVID were vaccinated. And either Dan or Anne were the patient zero, and they're both vaccinated. Makes sense to me. Yes. And Anne stayed at work the whole time. Anne never left work. Oh. But apparently come back and talk about she's fucking just hacking up a lung the whole time that we're gone you know just sounded terrible doing all this shit wearing a mask half the time taking it off half the time doing all this oh, shit just talking about oh this this frog in my throat blah, 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 blah. Oh, the frog you have covid throat. bitch go home you have covid go home what are you doing i was at home for 10 days go home what are you doing i felt fine after five go home yes so, oh, and Tam, oh you know, Tammy, God. you know, Tammy. So she was all kinds of pissed when we first got back about 
you know, I was out for this long, and she was out for way longer than I was. Oh, yeah. um, objectively, I'm not calling Tammy out, but probably I'm healthier than Tammy is, you know? They're a lot younger, um, too. A lot younger. Um, yeah, she was also talking about how she was prescribed ivermectin, and when she was first talking to her regular doctor, her, her regular doctor was like, oh, we can't do anything for you. There's nothing we can do for you. Just go to the hospital, you know, if you, like, can't breathe. She went. And she went up, ended up going to a holistic doctor who then prescribed her ivermectin and these other things that helped her. Um, she said she thought she was going to die. She oh, said wow. that she was literally lining up her bills and giving them to her husband and being like, this is how you do this one and this one and this one. That's not a good place and to be, man. And then she went to the other doctor who said, like, these doctors need to get their head out of their asses because this yeah. is what's happening. They're you know? being political, man. I told you, when I when I got sick, they didn't even tell me, you can take take some more vitamin D or take this or take nothing. They didn't even say Sudafed works best or Mucinex works best. Nothing. Yep. Let us know if it gets really bad. Why? My, we talked about this. My doctor's in the hospital, in one of the biggest hospitals in the area. Yep. Why was I not given any instruction on what to do for COVID? Yep. No therapeutics. None. No instruction on what to Come do. Come in if you can't breathe. That's what we're going to tell you to do. But if you're going to go to a holistic doctor, they're going to say, take some ivermectin. Yeah, it, take some of this. Take some of that. At the very least, it will not hurt you. Yeah. You know? Imagine that. Yeah. You know, Tim was on fucking remdesivir. He got the antibodies. He got all the shit. He got it real bad. You know? Oh, yeah. I was worried about him there for a minute. Nothing until you're there. That's insanity. I don't know how you can say that. I don't know (laughs) what else we treat like that. But, yeah, I I don't know how you claim that you're taking it more seriously than anything else when you're not even giving anybody anything they can do that's over the counter. You know? I could have gone to Walgreens that day and got more mucinex. I did because that's what I was going to do anyway. But if I Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, if I was... Did you use the liquid mucinex? No, I was doing the pills. I like the big horse pills. The big horse pills? Oh, man. Yeah, when we had it, it was that Mucinex extra strength That'll liquid do it. shit. Oh DM. man, that was the only thing that ma- that and I smoked a lot of weed just because I didn't want to feel what I was feeling at the time. I did blaze a lot. I yeah. dabbed the whole time. You kind of have Straight to man. up, even for the sanity portion, man. Dabbed once you once you lose, if you're one of those unfortunate people, if you lose your taste and your smell, it is the hardest thing. To just try to get through a day, dude, because yes. you don't you don't have any understanding how important the taste of food is and the smell of food is throughout your day until it's gone. That was my biggest oh, hurdle. Yeah, it was so rough. That's I told you, especially since I've been working. I think I probably eat between probably around three thousand calories a day, just with the amount of just shit that I have to intake to feel normal. Oh yeah, and, and you're out there lifting. Yep, and when I was at home, I was maybe consuming a thousand calories a day, maybe because yeah. I just I couldn't convince myself to eat. It was disgusting. No. The texture of anything that wasn't crunchy was disgusting, and crunchy shit is all processed, fried shit that yep. I wasn't trying to eat. You know, yep. so there's I ate a lot of nuts and shit because that yeah. was something that was different. Nothing. I had protein bars. That was protein bars. It was like the only thing that got me through that. You oh know? yeah, was because there was some texture to it of the oats or like something, you know, nutrient packed, which is nice too. I tried to eat pasta once. Disgusting. I can't do this. This is fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything that was soft was disgusting. That's not good. No, it's not good. Horrible. So obviously we don't recommend anybody getting COVID. If the vaccine is the right thing, how the fuck do we do this? If the vaccine is the right thing for you, then go and get the vaccine. If it's not the right thing for you, don't do it. This is America. Don't be a cog. If you want to be a cog, go do God things. We don't do that here. Welcome to salt of the streets. Amen. That's it. We're happy to have you guys. 
I think that's pretty much it for this yeah, episode. It's been real. Um, we hit the socials one more time, obviously. You've been watching us on YouTube. Thank yeah, you. shout out to everybody. the chat, man. Yeah. We had a great you chat guys have today. Been great today. Perfect. Thank you for everybody who showed up. You guys are fantastic. Obviously, let everybody know. Let everyone that you know about us come and have them come and watch us. Tell your friends. Freedom is the way to go. Freedom is the way to be. The government doesn't give you your rights. Your rights are inherent within you. Yep. Whoever your creator is, if you're atheist, if you're whatever. Your rights are inherent within you. No one can take them away from you. The government has no choice but to respect your rights and defend them. And if they're not doing that, then they're tyrannical. Yep. And that's it. Full stop. So, again, with that, Salt of Streets on YouTube. You guys have been absolutely amazing. We have our Instagram at Salt of Streets. You can go there and watch the shorts. The shorts are also on our YouTube. Colin puts them out Monday through Thursday. He's doing a fantastic job. Round of clap, applause clap, for clap. Colin. Yeah. Yay. Um, all, Instagram, all Salt of the Streets. Yeah. yeah, there you go. With my little cardigan. Facebook. I'm, I'm looking at the video. I got this jet black cardigan thing on. It looks navy blue in the vid. Oh, oh boo. boo. Facebook, fuck Facebook, it's Salt of the Streets. We have our own personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. You can find all this on saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash saltofthestreets. If you want to help us make more and better content, go there, become a patron. We have our first newsletter coming out on Halloween. So yeah. that's really funny. Um, Later, Will. Thanks for hanging out, thank brother. Thank you very much. Discord, Salt of the Streets. You can also ask, access some special things from there through our Patreon. If you need a haircut, go to Swell Blended. Sign up there, and he can he can hook you up. If you need a skateboard, go to Location Skate Shop. If you need a cake, go to Leggings and Aprons on Twitter. If you want to watch some Twitch streaming, go to Lexi Kyle on Twitch. Creatrix will be on the next episode. Um, she's also a Twitch streamer. Go and check out her stuff before she comes on here. Uh, November. November is going to be the next two episodes because that will be November, obviously. I'm going to grow my mustache. Movember Foundation is a great foundation for men's health for prostate cancer um, to help fight against prostate cancer, testicular cancer, men's health in general. And suicides way, way up this general Yeah. And, and suicide awareness. Um, if you guys don't know, men commit suicide at a disproportionate rate to, to women. Uh, so Particularly this year, it's been very, very Especially heavy. in this year, it's, very, it's a bad deal. And as somebody who comes from a background of depression, it's very important Um for people to be hurt. It's very important for people to get help when they need it. So obviously we want to do everything that we can to help anybody who needs it. So Movember.com will be slash Donovan Phillips. You can look for Donovan Phillips, D-O-N-A-V-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. I think that's everything. Soldatstreet.com one more time just for good measure. Mm-hmm. And our closing line. This is the closing line that we do every week. If you can identify where this line came from and tell me, we will send you a free T-shirt. We'll put some of these note cards in there. We'll put some stickers whatever we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun you'll get some yeah, swaggy exactly it'll be wrapped in some paper for my work it'll be great so with that con do you have anything else that you want to you want to rack in here no i'm I'm just trying to get prepped for the line here okay. I, I always get nervous all right well happy halloween everybody we'll see you in two weeks and this is it i too have an announcement to make at our wedding i will be performing one of my famous magical illusions that once your eyes have beholden it you will put no god before me because it's spectacularly <laughs> no god before you Thank God I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, bye everybody. everybody. Welcome to the south of the streets. Coming at you.